Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that is always this hot to the touch because it likes you. Here are three guys whose trade-in value is really, really low because of the years and the mileage. Matt, Doug, and Dan. Well, well, well. Welcome. Matt, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. Uh, usually, usually, I know, you usually, jump in there. I usually do jump in there. Yes, I do. So it is Matt. Uh, we do have a guest today. So I'll turn it over to Doug, and Doug and Dan can introduce themselves. So this is my friend Dan. I know Dan from let's let's check let's check all the boxes. All right, scouts, mm-hmm. baseball, yep, church, yep, choir, yep, jazz band, yep, regular band, yep. Musicals, mm-hmm. school, school, and live right across the river from each other. Yes, he so is, that, is that ten? He does not live in a, in a van down by the river, but he lives on the other side of the river. Is no, that no, Bark I'm, river? I'm supportive of that. But the yeah. Bark River, yes. I heard they have a yacht club that's quite quite good. <laughs> <laughs> that would be in the Dirty Dousman. Yes, <laughs> the Dirty D. <laughs> yes. So Dan. Has, has been a listener. I think it was the musical last year where mm-hmm. you and I were talking, mm-hmm. and my dad was looking at us and going, I can't tell you two guys apart. Yeah, I think uh, we actually went into the like the beginning of the musical. We were still standing there talking, and everyone was like, our wives are like, sit down, sit down. Yes. You guys, you guys and, need to stop. And, and I made the mistake of telling Dan, hey, man, I do a podcast. He's like, really? <laughs> tell me more. Mm-hmm. Always makes me nervous when, I, when that blurts out of my mouth. Yeah, that's always kind of a, uh, well... It's not very good. You shouldn't listen. It's like the only podcast that actively avoids trying to get new listenership. Right, right. And now, how long have you guys been doing this? About three and a half three, years now. Three and a half. Three and a half years. years. And I, so I had I had a lot of catching up to do, just based off of like you know last last winter. So I've kind of bounced around to the movies that I really enjoy. Yeah. You know, so I really focused on those first, and now I'm kind of hitting some of the backtracks. It's interesting. The first what year and a half, two years, the audio was just bad. Mm-hmm. It improves it in like. In, in gradual steps, I think we finally got to where we are now, which is actually pretty decent, probably about a year ago, give or take. Yeah, yeah. Because now yeah, we then, actually sound like a real a real show. But it's interesting. You listen to other podcasts, and I cringe. I go, this is supposed to be professional, man. Mm-hmm. How is your audio so awful? Yeah, and you know, for you know, listening to you guys for so long, it's it's hard to believe you guys are actually perfectionists and good at, at what you do here. But it, it's it's come along a long, long way. You know, every now and then I come up to to Doug and I ask him a question about a podcast that you guys did two and a half years ago. And it's like, hey, what was going on with that? And Doug has to go back <laughs> in his memory and try to remember what the hell were we talking about? Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Got to dig di- dive deep into that <laughs> podcast archive drawer in my brain. Yeah, yeah. But excited to be here. So, uh, well. First of all, welcome. Second of all, since you are familiar with the podcast, I probably don't need to say this, but no, I, the question's coming just a second. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, but I apologize. I don't know you. I don't know what you're like. I don't know what you're comfortable with, but if you listen to the podcast, you kind of know what it's like. We are treating this like a regular podcast. It's just, we have a third person equal whatever, but I apologize ahead of time for anything I say that might offend you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm pre-apologizing as well. All right. And I'll apologize for both what I say and also what I don't say. How about that? Sounds good. All right. All right. So now we have the, the podcast questions for any time mm. we have a guest on the podcast. Uh, do you want to rattle them off, Doug? Do you know what they are? I don't. I, the only one I know is, this is the only one I know, Dan, who's a better kisser, Matt or myself? <laughs> 
Well, uh, you know, based off of everything I've heard on the podcast, I'm probably going to have to say Matt. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, just just because he he talks about it more. So, yes. So yes. It, it seems like he may have experience. He's more into that kinky shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Allegedly. But <laughs> so, have you you ever been shaved with a straight razor? I have been shaved with a straight razor. Okay. I actually paid somebody to do it. Yeah. So did I one time. Have you ever had sex in an elevator? I have not had penetrative sex in an elevator. And I think the last one is, have you ever had sex in a car? I have had sex in a car. Okay. Well, you're one up on It was me. a Jeep. A Jeep's a car, right? It is. A Jeep is a Jeep. It's a vehicle. Yeah. Anybody pull up and say, hey, you guys need any bullets? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. You ready to move on? Let's move on. And now it's time for podcast housekeeping. Dan, do you have any housekeeping? I don't believe I have any housekeeping from okay. last week. I've got one thing. Okay. It's the only thing I've got is the early credits of the six actors in Friends that I would remember. So Jennifer Aniston, she was not in Highway to Heaven or MacGyver, but she was the sister in the Ferris Bueller television show. And then I also remember her from Quantum Leap. Courtney Cox, Springsteen Video, Masters of the Universe, and of course, Family Ties. Kudrow, the only thing I remember her from was Mad About You. LeBlanc, Married with Children, and then that morphed into Top of the Heap. Uh, Matthew Perry, I do remember him in Highway to Heaven. And then, of course, playing Sandy on Growing Pains. And then Schwimmer, Flight of the Intruder. And here's the one that I'm going to get persecuted for because I watch this show a lot. Blossom. <laughs> Wasn't Courtney Cox also on a TV show in the 80s where they, they, it was a group of teenagers that had superpowers and they were going to school? <sighs> Boy, I don't know. I mean, there was a bunch of shows that I was going through their IMDb where it looked like they were on there for 13 or 14 episodes, mm-hmm. but I didn't have a recollection of that. Gotcha. So. Okay. Misfits that, of be Science. That'll housekeeping next week. Courtney Cox, Come again, was Matt? On, Courtney Cox was on Misfits of Science. Ah, there you go. All right. Okay, Aldous Huxley. He mm-hmm. he lived from 1894 to 1963. Was an English writer and philosopher. His bibliography spans nearly 50 books, including novels and nonfiction works, as well as essays and narratives and poems. And he did not nothing about rohypnol in his biography. All right. The Ivy League nude posture posture photos. I was shocked you didn't say that was a Matt lie. Was that really a Matt lie? <laughs> no, it was not. They were taken in the 40s through the 1970s of all incoming freshmen at Harvard, Yale, Princeton, UPenn, which is the Ivy League, and the Seven Sisters Colleges. It was supposedly to gauge the rate and severity of rickets, scoliosis rickets, because it was the 1800s, and lordosis in the population. I have no idea what that is. Uh, it actually had been a previous program in at Harvard in the 1880s, and it came back in the 1940s, but it ended at the end of the 1970s. So it would have happened in the course of this movie when Matthew Perry's character went to Harvard. Okay. Harvard swim class. Uh, The reason for this was Eleanor Elkins Widener had given Harvard its library in memory of her son who perished on the Titanic. And because Mrs. Widener believed that her son had, if he had been able to swim, he would have survived. The test actually no longer exists. Yeah, because no, because he would have gotten kicked off the door by Rose and he would have froze to death. Okay. Harvard tuition, any guess? Today or, or back in 1960s? 
Ooh, 35K a year. Oh, you're way under 80K. You got to let, don't forget, you got you got another guy here. You got to let him answer. Sorry, too. sorry. Oh, I get to play in this? Yes, oh, yeah, you get absolutely. to play. Okay, did you, did you know who Kierkegaard was, Dan? Yes. Okay, who is I he? I don't. Uh, it's a philosopher, right? Yep, philosopher, poet, social cr- critic, mm-hmm. um, gossip columnist. I was talking about gossip columnists, columnists last week. I was thinking of Hedda Hopper. She's the one who exposed the Fatty Arbuckle thing. You know, when he fucked a, a girl to death with a Coke bottle. Oh, okay. And Landers. Most commonly was most common, most commonly one known of two twin sisters. They actually, it was Dear Abby and Ann Landers. Both of their daughters took over after they died. One of them under the name Prudence. Uh, Luann was the single named actress, played Susie. Did she, I say it was Luann or I think Luella? So. I think you said okay. it was Luann. She was in right. Oh God, book two. Oh, I've never seen that. Highwayman. Definition of a highwayman. Any guesses? Well, it's a bandit. It's a highway robber. Uh, the only thing... Oh, okay. You didn't give me a chance to answer, Matt. Damn okay. it. <laughs> only one person. They get it right. Highway, it's, it's a highway robber. <laughs> I was going to say... I was going to say there's the Woody Harrelson, Kevin Costner, where they're going after Bonnie and Clyde movie called The Highwaymen, which I don't know if maybe that referred to as... That movie, that title was referring to Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, it always makes me think of the the Highwayman, the the country music song. Ah, huh? okay, okay, but it's a man typically on horseback who held up travelers at gunpoint in order to rob them. So she wanted to be ravaged by a bad guy. Yep, little role play. All right, bitchin, okay. entomology of bitchin. Can you guess the first popular thing that the word bitchin appeared in? Hmm. Bitchin' Camaro by the Dead Milkman. You are way late. It's 1957. <laughs> Dan? I'm going to guess uh, surfing. Oh! Gidget. Oh, Gidget. With yeah. Sally Field? Yes. All right. Was there surfing in that movie? I believe so. Wasn't okay. that a TV show? I, I, I get all that stuff confused. I'm kind of okay. shaky on all the Annette Funicello um Sally Field. Yeah. Yeah. She was awfully cute when she was younger. Yeah, she was. Even in Smokey and the Bandit, she was super cute. Like, attainable hot cute. Yes, I would agree. Girl girl next door type of thing. Yeah. Splash party. Hold on a second. Is your wife going to listen to this podcast? Uh, I'm going to edit it, and then I'm going to send her the edited, redacted (laughs) version. As I always do. Okay. Splash party. Any guesses to what a splash party is? Well, I, I know it's not soaking with the Mormons. No. <laughs> no, I don't know what a splash party is. Uh, I'm going to guess it is New York City in the heat of the summer when they open up the fire hydrants. No, swimming pool or beach swimming featuring swimming and other water sports. Water sports. Isn't that what you're into, Matt? No, that's not. That's not my that's not my gag or that's not <laughs> that's my bag. Not, gag. Gag is what you're into. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's like it's like every time in the bathroom, it's a splash party. That's, That's right. And lastly, did you see yeah, the, the, up, man. the the foot job picture that I posted? I did see that. Yes, I was not lying. Anyway, you were not. Moving on. Who did better? Was it Doug or 
So since we have a third party, um, we will have not have to decide between the two of us, but I think this week is actually pretty obvious anyway. All right, so here's oh, the really? fir- first one. It's both of us. You never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to get. Life is like a box of chocolate. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You were closer. I had the words right, but you were closer. You got to put a lot of emphasis on the letter T when you're doing a Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Now Draw you tell it me. out a little bit. <laughs> she tasted like cigarettes. <laughs> the next one was actually hard to find, and it's Doug. Oh, Moira. Moira, are you there? Moira. Yeah, he never says Moira. Moira, are you there? Yeah, I think he does mention something about like turn off the answering machine. The machine is still on. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. Yes. Uh, the next one is me. If you can even tell, I, I, I wrecked your mom's towel. Thank a room. Your roommate's bathrobe. I was going like for because it was a right. towel. You know, because they were in right. towels. Mm-hmm. We're in towels, George. Yes, we're in towels, Jerry. Or no, George. <laughs> Uh, the next one is also me. I got that one pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is mostly Doug. Mr. Jimmy. Marbles? <laughs> Mr. Marbles. Didn't even have to pull that clip because I already had it. <laughs> yeah, did you? Uh, next one is Doug. You goddamn son of a bitch. Sorry, you goddamn son of a bitch. Not bad. Next one's also Doug. Once again, I didn't have to pull it because it literally was in the podcast two seconds later. Pull over. Pull over. Pull over. (laughs) I think we're almost out of Eddie Murphy stuff that we have not went through. I think so. Yeah, that and Forrest Gump. And then the last one is also Doug. Do it live. I'll write it. No. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking right. thing right. sucks! Right. Yep. I wasn't sure if that's exactly what it was supposed to be, except for the I will write it, because you left out yeah. the biggest part of that, that I lost. Clip. I lost confidence, <laughs> I, I, and I didn't want to screw it up too bad and then get scolded this week. <laughs> that never happens. Nobody ever loses confidence never. in something that they're doing. No, no. I, I don't even know if need to ask, but Dan? Well, just based off of volume and the confidence to go out there and make, make the leap, I'm going to say Doug. Yeah. And there has been Doug. You just got beat by Doug. Hey, man, what's new now? What's fucking new now? Well, Dan, I don't know if you want to participate in this part of the podcast. You're more than welcome to if you have any kind of interesting funny thing that happened to you this week or anything additional to like just the 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 background that that doug gave as far as like you guys are church choir musical blah 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 anything else like you know whatever you feel is appropriate yeah the 17 points of connection of kevin bacon but uh no everything would be new but um you know originally from nebraska so i'm a nebraskan who lives in wisconsin i'm wearing a nebraska shirt right now um, it'll probably come up a little bit later in the podcast and some of my, uh, 
some of my comments, but Nebraska lost pretty hard today, and I think Wisconsin lost today. So I don't follow college football. I'll check the scores on Sunday morning just to just to kind of see. Yeah, so Nebraska and Wisconsin are right now in a race to the bottom. So mm-hmm. next week, when I go to Camp Randall and Madison, are they playing Nebraska? They are. Oh, they are. Oh. And uh, I've been every time since Nebraska's been in the Big Ten, and Nebraska's lost every single time in Camp Randall. <laughs> Usually about the third or fourth quarter, my wife and I are like, are you ready to go? Yeah, I think we're ready to go. Let's get out of here before everybody else leaves. Do you, do you follow the ale theory on every sporting event? Do you know what ale stands for? No. Always leave early. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Not a bad idea, especially in Madison. But uh, yeah, other than that, I'm here trying to drown my sorrows a little bit from the game today. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've got going on. Okay. Well, my first, I've, I've got very little. I've, I've got three things of significance that happened this week, and two of them involved Dan's wife. Oh, well, I'm very interested in hearing about this. <laughs> so Dan's wife last year was a huge, gigantic help in the in the musical, and she ran all of the gifts for the directors and also then ran the cast party after the last show on Saturday night. So last Sunday, I was at the set build, and Bess texted me and said, is there somebody that you can talk to there about director's gifts? So I pulled the two people that have been helping with the the musical the most, and I pulled them off to the corner, and I go, okay. It was a man and a a woman. And I go, okay, what are we going to do about the director's gifts? And you've seen the meme of the three Spider-Mans pointing at each other? You, you, you. We just kind of stood there and just stared at each other, like... Okay, who's going to do it? Who's going to raise their hand? And we just kind of, the conversation just kind of fizzled. And then I get a, a Facebook message from the woman, Andrea, saying, oh, you know, Mark and I are really, really busy with work. Everybody knows that I live in a fantasy world and I don't work for six <laughs> months, which I am knee deep in right now. Could you handle it? Without even hesitating, fine. So... She had also, she had sent me the, the email that Dan's wife, Rebecca, sent out last year. And I basically just copied and pasted it and changed a few things. And it's amazing the call to arms of people just starting throwing money at Venmo. And I'm, we're at like 80% of our goal. Nice. And that isn't even collecting the, the checks and cash that I'll collect from school that they'll drop off there. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool that that was part of it. And one guy <clears throat> who's on the school board, who his son is in the musical, then emailed or texted me and said, hey, my wife said that you're accepting Venmo for this. Can I send you something? Sure. And then he also said, well, you know that I'm not running for the school board and the school board needs really good people. You should run for the school board. (laughs) And the first thought that came to my mind was, I am too lazy to run for the school board because it takes a, a tremendous amount of reading information and absorbing that information. And I, I'm too lazy to do that. And I, I also think that I smoked so much pot when I was younger <laughs> that my brain just doesn't have the ability to absorb that and then regurgitate it. So I, I you know, I declined. I would like to do it, but I just, I can't imagine what Rebecca goes through and what he goes through. No. And, and Rebecca, you know, being on the school board for the last, what, four months, six months? I mean, it hasn't been that long. No, it hasn't been that long. But, uh, I do not have the, emotional capacity to restrain myself yeah. to be on a school board. I yeah. don't believe even if, even if I had the time, I would not be able to say, get that microphone oh. just a little bit closer. Like, like I said before, like it's a dick. It's no, it's right here. All right. 
it gets it gets so big when it's right there. Right? Yes, yes. Um, it's not gonna it's not yes. gonna spurt it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's been sanitized and everything else. Uh-huh. Okay, good. Uh-huh. Um, but I I would I would have no patience, and it'd be about one or two meetings in where it's like I can't handle what these people are bringing up or uh, things that I'm supposed to be taking seriously. Yeah. So I'm going to have to decline. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And then, Dan, have you ever been at church when pastor has talked about the box of cereal with the children? All the amount of work that goes into somebody's got to make the box. Somebody's got to design the, the logo and market it. Somebody's got to create the ink that goes into that box. Mm-hmm. Then somebody has to make the bag and then put the cereal in it and then there's all kinds of people at that cereal box factory that are involved in that. And then the shipping to the store. And then when you're at the store and then we go and get that box of cereal and we're pissed off that it costs five dollars and 19 cents. Mm-hmm. Okay. That sums up the world of volunteering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people today, we had our rain gutter regatta Cub Scout event where the kids build these little sailboats. And then we have these six inch PVC pipes that are sliced in half, fill them with water, and then they use straws to blow the I'm sure I've talked about this numerous times on this podcast. But this was my last one. My last rain gutter regatta. And the amount of moving pieces that go into something like this of getting people to go get the things and distributing the boats and getting donuts and making coffee and getting awards and all that stuff. All the amount of work that goes into it that's mostly Elizabeth and I. Mm-hmm. But there's other people that do help. And the people that I don't, I don't think they realize the amount of work that go in, goes into that. And you make plead, pleaded calls, pleaded. I don't know if that you, you call for multiple times. Hey, when this thing is done, there's a lot of work to pick all this shit up. There's cups everywhere and half eaten donuts and napkins and tables that need to be wiped down in the gutters, all this stuff. And I always say many hands make light work and 75% of the people race is done out the door and it's always the same and it's dan and his family we're always there to help out oh uh and there's there's it's but it's the same families every single event that take that step and and grant it didn't take us that long but it would have taken us a lot shorter if more people had stayed so that's that's what really grinds my gears and that's really about it man did you get and emotional? That's what really grinds the- my gears. Sorry. Uh, no, I did not. I am finding that I, I probably won't get emotional until blue and gold dinner, mm-hmm. which will be the last, the last thing sure. where I kind of have just to keep it all pent in until then. Then, then, uh, <laughs> then it'll all come out. Just, just <laughs> I'm miss Cub yeah. Scouts. No, because I'm still sticking on next year as our committee chair, and I'll still be involved in a lot of the planning. I just won't be the face of the operation. I'll probably still come just because I. I like being around boys. <laughs> uh, I'll probably still come like being around boys. Yeah, those things right back together, right next to each other. That's really, really great, Doug. Yeah, but no. It, and honestly, the the guy who's taking over for me, I ran through all of our announcements and awards, and I announced the first couple of races, and I started getting some vocal strain. And knowing that I'm going to be doing a three-hour podcast tonight, I just handed the microphone to Bill, and I say, it's all yours, man. It's it's yours. The yours. The and I just walked around and talked to people and drank coffee and and sold donuts and stuff. So, yeah. Off, over to you, Matt. And while you're doing that, I'm going to be making myself a drink and eating some cheese and sausage. Okay. I I was shocked. Shocked, I tell you, that Jen had no reaction to my stuck in the dryer story that I told. Oh. Okay, Dan, you're familiar with that genre of adult entertainment. Yeah, you get you can get stuck in lots of different places. <laughs> underneath coffee tables, <laughs> underneath beds. Yes, yeah. 
<laughs> always wearing yoga pants, always wearing yoga pants. But most of my stories, as is normal, it have to do with the puppy. So I think it was Monday. She had started work. Um, <laughs> should have muted his mic, but as I hear him shoveling ice into his drink, but. Dan, your sausage is delicious. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. Wait till you get to the cheesy thing. And uh, yeah, she she called me and she said, there's a problem with the dog. So I, I came downstairs and there was half a turd sticking out of the dog, which, you know, any, anybody that's had a dog, they've seen that where it is like a clump that just got stuck in their fur. No, this was actually still half in the dog. So we had to like pry it out and then we had to bathe him and stuff, but then Jen left town, and I had to take the dog for his uh, last puppy visit because they have to do like three rounds of shots, and this was the last one. And for the first round and the third round, they asked for a stool sample. It's got a tapeworm, which I did not know that dogs could get tapeworms, but it's just a oh, single pill. Yeah, just about anything can get a tape. Just about anything can get a tapeworm, but it was just one pill that he had to take. And it's a one-time thing, and they did not seem concerned or surprised at all by it. But the last thing dog-related is, you know, Jen is gone. So Jen's gone. That means the house is is mine. I can watch what I want wherever I watch, where I want to watch stuff. I can have the volume on as loud as I want. But there's something so awful about the look of shame your dog gives you sometimes. When the dog when just kind of wakes up yourself. and looks at you and says, what are you doing? What are you watching? <laughs> Where are you putting that? <laughs> yeah. And then I actually had, I, I recorded the conversation I had with my dog. I don't understand you. I really don't. <laughs> you have nothing better to do at three o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a question for the two of you. Um, okay. Do either of you have an electric toothbrush? Yes. No. Okay. So, Doug, you're now dismissed from the rest of these questions. Do you have okay. multiple heads for your electric toothbrush? I have spare heads for my electric toothbrush. But, like, to you don't have a head they, for when, you when and a head for out. your wife? No, that'd just be weird. It was a big conversation at work because... Jen was asking about the toothbrush I have, and she said, I want to get one like that. I have a gajillion extra heads. Just swap it out. That's what it's for. No, that that's weird. And, and your toothbrush is that disgusting. would be like that would be like that would be like sharing a dildo and just putting like a silicone sleeve over it. I, I, I failed to see the problem. <laughs> no, no, it's not. That's what it's for. It is. It is. No, that's that's gross. That's gross. I'm sorry. We were talking about because it guess half what? people were on one side, half people are on the other. Because guess what? I would say probably 50% of the time that you're brushing your teeth, what else would you might be doing? Peeing? Do you pee while you brush your teeth? Yeah, of course. Okay. So that, that right there. That's, uh, I'm not that, brushing my pee hole, and even if I was, no, but the, the bristles are yeah, on a different still. head. Just it does it does vibrate, but for me, it's just a matter of being lazy. It's like I, if I spend an extra thirty dollars, I don't have to take this head off, find my wife's head, stick my wife's head on, and hand it to her so that she can she can brush her teeth mm-hmm. for thirty dollars. 
I'll just buy another toothbrush. Yeah, stop being so cheap, Matt. Okay. Uh, pot is now legal. Well, will be legal. They passed. I saw that the resolution. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was like. Are you gonna start smoking weed? No, probably not. Too old for that shit. <laughs> yeah. If it was, if it became legal in Wisconsin, I mean, I, I can, I can get pot anytime I want to, if, but I don't want it. You got to drive what ninety minutes south. Well, I have friends that I could get it to, or mm-hmm. you could just do the Delta Eight gummies, which are legal here mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. So, and it's the last time I did a Delta Eight gummy, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Maybe for like back pain, maybe gummies or something. I don't know. I I doubt it. And there's, I mean, if you went to a dispensary, you, I mean, when you when you just get it from a friend or something like, you don't know what you're getting. Whereas if you went to a dispensary, they have a catalog like I need to sleep, or I need to relax, or I got gout, or whatever. <laughs> You get pot. For, you can get pot. Mm. Yeah, you can get pot for that. Okay. <laughs> Gout. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had a funeral, or not a funeral, a wake. I had to go to earlier this week. Uh huh. And so I went to go get dressed for the funeral because I don't. I wasn't. I was working from home that day, so I was just in in sweats. But you know, I had to put on you know not a suit, but dress pants, a shirt, tie. Nothing clean. Not a stitch mm. of dress clothes clean. So I put on dirty dress clothes and I covered up so that you couldn't really see the shirt was all wrinkled and stuff. And, you know, I cut my zip, my jacket zippered up. But I, I don't ever wear dress clothes anymore because I only go into the office half the time. And when I do, I'm usually wearing a, you know, just jeans and a sweatshirt. So, mm. but, you know, I probably will. So I took in my, my pile of dress clothes that's probably going to be 150 bucks when I get that back. But the last thing is, I went to a video game show today. Ah. And I think this is the first time post-COVID that I've been in that kind of situation where there are that many people there. I mean, even at airports, it's not that packed. Did it freak you out a little bit? A little bit. And it was, there were costumes. Some of them were good. Some of them were a little bit, I can't believe you're wearing that type thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But... I I fully embrace the fact that I'm a nerd or I'm a geek and I have the, these hobbies that are not cool or whatever. These people are on a whole nother fucking level. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you should see my eight and a half Lego Hoth. <laughs> That's on a whole nother level. That that wouldn't even make a dent in some of the stuff no. that these people had there. No, there's there's some people that really get their freak on with the nerd stuff, man. I actually almost called you because they had a thing where it was any minifig was $3. Really? Yeah. Well, you know what? I just, I I think I'm full I'm full on minifigs. I I if I think if I got any more minifigs it would look unnaturally too crowded. Then I got you a uh was it Scarlet and not Raven. Baroness. Baroness. <laughs> sitting sitting in boxes Fun. for you. <laughs> The Funko Pop? You did not buy those for me, did you? No, they you? weren't Funko Pops. These are, like, legit. Oh, the the, the class. You didn't buy those for me, did you? They were, like, $3. Oh, really? Yes. What am I going to do with those? I don't know. <laughs> Make them scissor? Yeah. Like- well, I I was buying a bunch of other crap, and it's, like, uh-huh. what's another six, seven bucks? Sure. Sure. Oh, but that's it. So, ready to move on to the sound of the week? I am. I don't know if you've seen my okay. Guess that sound and you are awesome. 
so hold on a second. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. So you've got Dan and I listed as Tote and Dietrich. Mm-hmm. You know the other guy who who palled around with Dietrich in Raiders? Do you know what his name is? No. Gobbler. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I did know yeah. that. I did from the closed captioning because I watched it with the closed captioning. And I caught things I'd never caught before because of the closed captioning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Gobbler, you know who that actor is. He also played the main bad guy in Young Sherlock Holmes. Which I've I've probably saw it once when it came out on HBO a long time ago. Hasn't aged really well. No, probably not. But the, the is it, the, is it the, better? Is it Steve better than Glass the Robert? And, which is also you know Steven Spielberg you know pick. Is it better than the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movie? No. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. Now, Matt, you might get this. So it's you just if you know it, just say. Oh, I got it. Yeah, I know it. I yep. know what it is. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. Well, play the review. Play the mid review. <laughs> you don't. You don't want any guesses or anything. First. Well, sure. Sure. What's What's your guess? Your best losers complain about their best winners go home and fuck the prom queen one ping only <laughs> so do i pay, play the middle one or the reveal sure play the mid reveal uh, not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then as i remember you said you don't do it with a clenched fist it's better to do it with an open hand mm. yeah remember that yeah yeah and i didn't I, love that i haven't changed my opinion <laughs> that sounds like rain man <laughs> yeah yeah mm. yeah still hit women Got to hit her at four. Uh, Definitely open fist. Yes. Okay, so, so here's the yes. so, Actually, okay. neither of us has said what it is. Dan? Oh, what the second clip is? No, what, what the first... What the, is. We, what the movie is, what the, where the sound clip is from. The first sound clip. Yes. It, uh, the Last Crusade. Yes. Where he... I suddenly remembered my sodomy. <laughs> Which I believe that's the reveal. Did you say, I suddenly remembered my sodomy? No, no, no. Uh, sorry, that may have been Freudian. Charlemagne. Charlemagne. I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. There you go. Let my armies be the rocks and the trees and the birds in the sky. I had to pick something from an Indiana Jones movie. I was wondering if you were going to, and that probably actually made it a little bit easier. Yes. Yeah. I had something else all queued up and ready to go that neither one of you guys would have gotten. It's a movie that we did, but I'll save it for a different, another date. You know, originally when we were, we decided we were going to do Raiders, I was thinking this might be the first podcast. I don't have to put the explicit tag on when I submit it to the podco- podcast host. And then th- the very first clip I pulled for it is called Got Caught Jerking Off. So no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you want? I, I don't know where you want the the whole explanation thing about why Indiana Jones is an important. Um, Doug, oh, why don't we talk about that when we get to the movie? Okay, so so ready for the bed? I am. Oh, nope, sorry, not that one. one. This one, yeah. Bump, bada bada bump, bump, bada bada bump, bump, bada bada bump, bump. Raiders ahead, the We are talking about this movie. We are loving it. 
It's amazing. It's great. It blows us away. We love it. I had lyrics from for my thing last week. I just didn't use them. Yeah. No, I wanted to to appear that I just mailed it in this week, like you did with with um. Well, what was the movie that we did? St. Elmo's Fire. That was a total mail in bed. That bed got used for half a yes. year. Yes, it did. All right, play, play, play the real bed. Hey, yeah. Here comes Indy. Can't you see? He's in my favorite movie. I love his hat. And his gun. Put it all together. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here come the Nazis, one by one. They're bad dudes, but in these having fun. There's a theory out there, it is very wrong. Anyone who believes it can suck a dong. Raiders of, Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right, before I get into the movie, it's always weird when I'm do- when we're doing a podcast, this is now the second time, when somebody's sitting next to me and they're listening to me sing when I'm not actually singing. It's like he's watching me poop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I hope he likes it. Yes. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this week we are doing Raiders of the Lost Ark, released June 14th, 1981 on an $18 million budget. It grossed $248 million. It was by far the top box office film of that year. Directed by Steven Spielberg, best known for... Uh, Sugarland Express. Nope. Directing one episode of Columbo. Written by Lawrence Kasdan, best known for Continental Divide. And George Lucas, best known for... Uh, THX 1138. Nope, Willow. It had a 93% Rotten Tomato critic score and a 96% Rotten Tomato audience score. Despite having the dream team of Spielberg and Lucas, it was initially turned down by every studio. Only after much persuasion did Paramount agree to finally do it. Starring Harrison Ford, best known for... Regarding Henry? Nope, the Frisco Kid with Gene Wilder. Karen Allen, best known for showing her button in Animal House. Paul Freeman, best known for Ivan Ooze in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and John Rise davy best known for an episode of Chips. Did you know that originally they wanted Danny DeVito to play that character? Well, he kind of did. In Romancing, Romancing the Stone. Stone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, Matt, did you see this movie in the theater? No. Really? What about you, Dan? I did see it in the what, theater, how, except for a small part p- part of it, which we'll get to later. You're 40... How old am I? 48. You're 48. So this came out... I was... I was eight. I was and six. I, I, yeah. Eight and a half. I didn't know anything about this movie, and my dad... I came home from school, and my dad just said, on a Friday, and he just said, hey, we're going to see this movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I had never heard of it before, because at eight years old... I'm not watching a whole lot of primetime television where they're going to be showing trailers. Mm-hmm. I'm watching Gilligan's Island when I come home from school. And I just remember seeing it and just it, this movie changed my life like The Empire Strikes Back did. 
Like suddenly I had an interest in Nazis. Who were these guys? I knew that the Americans fought the Germans in World War II, but now I want to know more. I want to know more about the Ark. I was going to a Catholic grade school. We never talked about the Ark. All we talked about was, you know, Moses coming down from the mountain and his people uh, had built a golden calf and he smashed it with the original Ten Commandments. See, I mean, Mel, when I, when Brooks, I heard uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, I thought it was about Noah's Ark originally. Ooh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where did you see it the first time, Matt? I'm, I saw Scotland Cinemas, the Cinemas of Sound. Oh. I'm totally kidding that I did okay. not see in the theater. No, I actually, I remember I cut grass, so I had money to go see it because my dad is like, well, you can go to the movies, but I'm not giving you any money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, in a movie back then, a matinee was probably $3. Oh, probably less than less that. Less than that, yeah. Because Ruby Isle was 75 cents. 79 cents. 79 cents. It was a 79 so Ruby Isle was, yeah. was a movie theater... In Brookfield. Right. Oh, we, well, I know where Ruby Isle is. Okay, but there was a movie theater there that they played second-run films. Yeah. It, it, and, is, and it's not still there. It can't still be there. No, no. no. But it, every, the, every movie was 79 cents. So, And then Marcus came in and just Ruby Isle. Decimated everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, because you had the picks in downtown Waukesha. Right. Which is pretty sure I saw a couple of Chuck Norris films there. I saw Except both the Star Wars. Wars. Civic theaters? No. Uh, yeah, I, it is. Is that is it? Pretty okay. sure. Okay, because right. I'm friends with a guy who was was I don't know if he still is like the city of Waukesha planner. Okay, and we had dinner or lunch. Actually, when I was going up to the Shangri-La, I met him for for lunch before we went up there, and we actually ate at a restaurant that was right across from where the picks used to be, and they were in the process of I think reopening it. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, this character meant a lot to me as a kid. It was, I would draw the, the sequence of the truck with the whip and, and everything else. I mean, just draw that out in, in seven or eight different eight by 10 sheets of paper and then staple it together. And I did that multiple times. Uh, I don't think we ever played Indiana Jones because you really couldn't play Indiana Jones with a couple of other boys. You know, we always played Star Wars, where I was Luke, my friend Bill was Han, and then we'd make our friend Luke, who was a year younger, play Chewbacca, and we sent him home crying almost every day. On a daily basis, he went home crying, and then would come back. Was he like a really big, hairy kid? No, he was not. He was shorter than all of us, but it was, he was, we were the older boys, so, you know, we should have, we should have probably been nicer to him, because he was an only child, and he was very spoiled, and he got every single Star Wars and G.I. Joe toy. Every single one. So that's where we'd always play G.I. Joe and Star Wars. You, you did not mention when you were going through the cast, You and usually we don't, but there's a couple very, at least one very prominent, Ooh. almost casts for this film. Alfred Molina? Dustin no. Hoffman? <laughs> no. <laughs> Magnum P.I. was supposed to be Helen, Nana Jones. Helen, Helen Hunt? Well, yeah, well, yeah, but we've talked about that. I mean, that's 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 been discussed, and I and it's I don't know. I mean, it's I I think that he was in Hawaii waiting for his show to start shooting while they were filming Indiana Jones, and just kind of had to sit there in his Ferrari and and be like, hmm, can't do Indiana Jones because he was committed to like Remington Steel with Pierce Bronson, yeah, with do Double James Seven, Bond. yeah. But do you, I? Yeah, nothing, nothing against. 
Tom Selleck. I I just don't think that it's a it's a different character. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, if you look at Indiana Jones, you know, Indiana Jones is Harrison Ford being Harrison Ford, and he plays Harrison Ford in a lot of different things that he's in. I mean, Tom Selleck would have been completely different. Yeah, well, we saw Tom Selleck do his Indiana Jones in High Road to China. Right. Which, it, I, it, was, it was an okay movie, but it, it, was, it was no Indiana Jones. Well, the, the co-star was cuter in that, though, I think. Bess Armstrong? Yes. Karen Allen, man, I yet. Hmm. You see the like those freck. I I got a thing for freckles, and it's I mean something yeah, we near and dear we to my heart is is freckled. So you know I I got a thing for freckles, and and there's a couple of shots of her where her freckles are really prominent. That does it for me. So, all right, shall we start with the movie? Sure. Is or is there anything else that either one of you want to say? No, I'll say that, uh, you know, for me, this is certainly a seminal movie. You know, when I think back to the early 80s, you know, I think Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Ghostbusters as being really the three movies that I remember from the early 80s Mm -hmm. that really set the stage for my level of humor and what I expected out of movies going forward. So this is certainly one that's in the top top three or top four on my list. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Raiders is, it's my favorite movie of all time. It is, you know, it goes Raiders, Empire Strikes Back, and then my other top three, it's always evolving. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very, that the rest of my list is very organic. So, so I, I can't buy me love and, and then <laughs> it's a big drop. <laughs> God, this, this is because you love those white leather, you know, jackets. Yeah. Her story big, is, is, is a heartbreaker. You know, she, he, he, he he, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, she is. Yeah, it's a heartbreaker. But Harrison Ford had, had went on record, you know, because he did not care about Han Solo. He didn't care about the the solo movie. He didn't care about somebody else taking over that role. But he has been very territorial, I guess, about yeah when well, when I'm done, Indy's done. There is no other yeah, Indiana he, Jones. Indiana Jones is me. Because I think they. I think they said some, somebody was like, oh, Chris Pratt is talking about, you know, maybe taking over the role. And he goes, no, no, I'm Indiana Jones. I don't think anybody could do a worse job. And I, Shia, Shia LaBeouf, maybe? I don't think so. I, well, 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 he's dead. He, he, you've, you've seen the last one. I have. Yeah. Spoiler oh, you, alert. You, Shia you're, you're talking about the character, not the actor. Mutt, 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 is, Mutt is dead. Mutt is dead. Yes. Not Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. He's just not popular anymore. He's got a huge not. dong. Does he? Yeah, it's in. It's on a movie that was on Netflix. Really? They showed it. Yeah. Wow. Good for him. It wasn't a prosthetic like Mark Wahlberg. No, it was real. Okay. But did last thing, and then we can start the movie. Um, Did you share with Dan? And Dan, by the way, did you? What did you think of our special episode title card? I thought it was great. I I feel like I was missing something. I wanted like a, a, a headpiece staff. You know, on like maybe burned into my forehead, but uh, other than that, I thought it was perfect. So Doug has a little something special in in his picture. So, yes, are, are you familiar with what's his name? I have no idea. <laughs> Let me Google the, the big black guy that's sitting on the bed. It's a meme. He he is. I mean, it's 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 as big as my arm. It, I have not seen that. Meme. He's just a his huge Barry muscular. Wood. Big muscular guy, and All it's right. and he'll show up in like there'll be a like a 
like you'll watch a video clip and somebody will be like, oh, look, it's thundering and it'll thunder. And then all of a sudden there he is in the clouds. All right. Okay. If you look closely in the fertility idol, you'll see him. You have to look really closely though. It's there so, though. I mean, you can't deny it's there. it's there once you know it's there. It's, 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 it's one, no, it's there. It's though. one of those things that it's the, the, the biggest joke about Barry Wood is you'll send out like a link on like a thread that you're with, with a bunch of friends that you know can handle mm-hmm. seeing something like that. And the link is like, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that, you know, President Bush did this when he was in office. And then you click on the link and it's basically, it's Barry Wood okay. sitting on the bed, handsome fella. So it's like the new Rick Roll then. It is a Rick Roll. Yes. That is the new Rick Roll. It's yeah. Rick Roll with yeah. a giant black cock. Yes. It's a, he, it's, he's, his hog is ginormous. <laughs> All right. Yes. So. All right, shall we start with the yes. movie now? With that, with that. So, and Dan, please, you know, feel free to jump in at any time and, and grab the reins and and talk about and even just walk through the movie as well. We'll do. Matt and I have a you have a patter. We we do. Matt sometimes he Matt is like the pilot, and I'm the co-pilot. Matt will be like, okay, I gotta go take a shit, and then I'll take over. But Matt takes a shit a lot during the podcast. <laughs> Just like real life. Just, all right. I'm good. <laughs> okay. So the movie starts. It's a Paramount movie. The Paramount Mountain, of course, turns into a South American movie. And they are in, anybody know what country they're in? Peru. In the movie or filming? Well, in in the movie. Peru. Peru. Yes. Because right, they were filming in Hawaii. Yes. While, Magnum, while Tom Selleck was waiting in his mm-hmm. Ferrari going, are they ever going to start this show with Rick and, <laughs> and TC? So Star and Wars we had have the, the re- Crawl, the Star Destroyer, and the Pan Down. Indiana okay. Jones had the Paramount Pictures logo dissolving to a mountain, a, uh, what do you call it, a symbol, a, I don't remember what it was in Last Crusade. I think it was another mountain or somewhere in it was the, in, the Badlands. It was in Monument, Monument Valley. Mm-hmm. Right. Airwolf is flying by in the background. In uh-huh. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it is a uh, molehill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pra- uh, Prairie Dog. Prairie Dog. So what was it in Dial of Destiny? I do not remember. Because it's no, not no Paramount why. anymore. Yeah, because that movie started, they were in um, they were in World War II. I wonder but if I they used like, the castle, like the Disney castle, as it dissolved to like a castle in Europe. I don't remember. Yeah. Now, darn it, I was going to try and avoid having to watch that movie again. Now I'm going to have to watch it again. Streaming December 1st on Disney+. Plus. Uh-huh. Awesome. Awesome. So, we, yeah, we have the rear of our hero. We see Alfred Molina. They're walking in the jungle. And the crazy thing about this, pod, this podcast, and this has never happened before, is I was typing notes ahead of what was actually happening on the screen. So familiar with what was happening. I watched this so. movie differently just because I was half an hour in and I said, fuck it. I am going to wait for Doug to be done to send me what the clips he's using because mm-hmm. otherwise it's going to be half of them are going to overlap. And for the period of time that I had done, you had most of them, if not all of them. Okay. And it just made more sense to do it that way because I knew this was, and this actually was not a clip heavy film. Uh, no, lot, it's not. A lot fewer clips in this one than even in last week. Yeah. Well, and I think that's there's lots of times where there's no dialogue. All it is is sound effects as as it's happening. So there's a lot less dialogue in this movie than what what I remembered as I was looking for clips. I'm like, well, that's a great clip, but 
it's all visual. There's nothing, there's, there's, there's nobody talking during it. Is my dog still down here? I feel like I'm hearing his nails clip along on the laminate floor. <laughs> yep, he is. Bess is calling him <laughs> upstairs right now. It's like, did you know there's sausage down here? This guy brought a sausage, cheese, yes. and cracker plate? Uh-huh. All right. But I love Honey, the fact- you can just come on down. You can just come on down and get him. They, they, oh, he's they, right here. They've changed the official title to Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I don't like. But I do like that the fact that they did not change the actual credits in the film when you watch it streaming. It still no, just shows that, like, Raiders of like the Lost Ark. They didn't Disneyize it. And, right. and Spielberg even said, he goes, this is like his favorite movie. There's nothing about it that he would ever change. So I'm, I'm assuming that when it when Disney got the rights to it, part of the deal was Spielberg said, "Yeah, you can't do anything to this movie." Well, there have been a couple changes made to it. They're, they're minor, but we'll talk about a couple of them as they. I can think of one at least. No, I'm sorry, two. You'll at have least. to tell. Yeah. Okay, you'll have to tell. But uh, there's another dude that's with Alfred Molina. These are like the two Peruvian guys, and then you've got a bunch of n- more native Sherpa-like fellas. Mm-hmm. And the one guy with the uh, what kind of hat is that? Is it a sombrero that he's wearing? It's an like urban a mini sombrero. sombrero. It's like a sombrero, yeah. Yes. Uh, he ties up his ass. Yep, ties an ass and, to a tree. Yes, and one of the guides finds you know takes away some brush and, and I'm doing the hand motion. Dan's mm-hmm. looking at me like you're crazy. Um, Hacking at the jungle with a machete. Yes, and he finds a statue and freaks the hell out. Why though? Why does he freak out? Do bats come flying out of it? They're birds. They're not bats. Mm-hmm. Are they birds? Yes. Yeah, and birds fly out of it every time you see that. You see it later, and the same birds fly out of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like, somebody restock the birds. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we need the birds. Birdman. We need the birds. But uh, Indy, go- Indy goes up to it. He's got several pieces of a map that he's kind of putting together. Yeah, no, you're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. Here. Am I jumping ahead? So, oh, he's just holding up a map, though. No, yeah, no you're, right? you're still jumping ahead. Yeah. Well, what's he doing at the statue, did, did, then? He's just Did, looking at it. He's just looking at it? Yeah. So okay. the atmosphere right. in these shots is awesome with kind of the early morning fog or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's just steamy in, in in the jungle. And he goes up, Indy goes up, and he takes a dart out of a tree. Hold on, it. not yet. Well, the two dudes look at each other when he's looking at the statue. They're like kind of like, hmm, what's going on here? What, I, we feel like this is not... In our best interest. But yes, now, Matt, now go ahead. He finds the arrow. Takes it out of a tree, rubs it, and then he drops it. And his his uh, helpers run over to it. Poison is still fresh. Three days. They're following us. If they knew we were here, they would have killed us already couple things okay. in that clip do not make sense. I Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. The first thing, when Indy rubs the, the poison on his fingers, what happens when he has to wipe his butt or rub his eyes or something like that? He's going to get messed up. Yeah. As, as someone who has made salsa before the wrong way, when you cut the jalapenos and then you don't realize how often you rub your eyes, yes. you know, you're, it's going to happen. Yes. Well, the beautiful penis got poison ivy on his hands mm-hmm. while he was clearing out his yard and then went to take a pee. And then got poison ivy on his wiener. He, his he went to pee, finger quotes. 
<laughs> had a woods jerk. Yeah. Well, it happens. But one of the things I have to do whenever I play, it's mostly hockey because I don't play soccer much anymore, is I have to, I have a, a groin that pulls easily. You know, it's only five bucks, but it, it pulls easily. So I have to stretch out and I have to put um, icy hot on it. And mm-hmm. people know that I'm there for the game because they can smell the icy hot. And on multiple occasions, I've went and like rubbed my eyes after I put it on. And that shit burns like a motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet it does. And, and it burns your sack, too. It really yeah. does not feel good, but it helps. But- Okay, so let's talk about let, let's talk about the issues that we've got with this clip. Mm-hmm. There's just a random arrow in a tree that's been there for three days. And how are they and following it's a, it's them a, if, if they're three days, you know, poison is three days old. They're following them. If they're following them, how is the arrow ahead of them? Right. And it's a, it's a dart, not an arrow. Okay. Right. Yes, I called it a dart. A, Doug called it an arrow. I was trying to agree with him, you know, much to my It's chagrin. from the, like a blowgun, like the uh, Aborigine. Trying to kill Bugs Bunny in the cartoon. Are mm-hmm. you familiar, Dan? Mm-hmm. Unga bunga bunga bunga. <laughs> I think that's what it, so. It's cultural appropriate appropriation. It might be. <laughs> Are the Aborigines listening to this podcast going to get upset? You're going to lose that audience. I am. You are. Yes, there goes our Australian audience. Yes, but we still have yet to see his face. Yeah, he's all in silhouette, uh-huh. which is which is gorgeous. Yeah. Not his silhouette, but the the, the filmography. Right, gorgeous. his silo- his silhouette's gorgeous, Dan. But there's animal noises, and that kind of makes the the helper guys they kind of look around. These guys would not be phased by random animal noises, like monkeys and stuff. Yeah, because yeah, this like, is their you know their day in day out. I would think. Mm-hmm. So then it's splashed across screen. South America, 1936. Is Temple of Doom? Temple of Doom takes place before this, right? Correct. Correct. Yes. And then Last Crusade is 38. It's got to be after this. It, it's after it. I don't know if the war has started or not. No. Yeah. No. It, it might have been 40. I thought it was 39. 39. I think it was 39, 40. Well, if it was 39, so, you know, officially September 1st, 1939 is when Germany invaded Poland. 1938. So no, okay. Yep. 38. All right. But now he's by the river looking at his map, correct? Well, he's looking at a piece, and then someone hands him a second piece, and he puts the two of them together. Yeah. And the other dude with the sombrero unholsters his gun, cocks it, Indy turns kind of like, hmm, what's that? And then the whip, whoosh, and we hear a gunshot with the gun falling into the river. And he steps out of the shadows for the first time, and it's just over three minutes into the film, the first time we see Harrison Ford in his Indiana Jones get up. He's a little bit more grizzled than he was as Solo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Because yeah. we've never seen an unshaved Solo, you know, in, in the first three He's always cleanly shaved. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny that in Return of the Jedi, that carbon freezing makes you gain like 10 pounds. Yeah, it, it'll happen. So does being assimilated. Or actually, he's not the one that gained weight between Best of Both Worlds Part 1 and Part 2. That was actually Riker. Gained weight? Yeah, he gained like 40 pounds. <laughs> it, it's noticeable. Well, you know, so Dan Dan here is a big Star Trek fan. Actually, yeah, that, that is true. I'm a bigger Star Trek fan than Star Wars fan, which which is which is odd. Well, Matt's a bigger Doctor Who fan than Star Wars oh, or Star Trek. Man, complete segue. Um 
my wife got uh, BritBox on our Roku mm-hmm. a couple of months ago, and they have every single season of Doctor Who. Yep. So I'm now going back and going through the last season of John Pertree and starting with the Tom Baker series. And that has not aged great. It is sometimes hard to get through those Doctor Who episodes. Okay. Yeah, I've not watched – actually, I haven't watched any Doctor Who in a long time. But the if you want a suggestion for the Tom Baker era, the, the, the key to time season is mm-hmm. really, really good. And the e-space season is actually fairly decent. The key to time is good. I remember that one. And then uh, the five doctors, I just absolutely love. That's my favorite episode. But oh God, this is not a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> nerd alert. A, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Do you know what what the five doctors starts with? What the five doctors start with? Doesn't it start with the mm, – it starts with um, the the guy in the beginning, the, the, the high lord of the high chancellor nope, of the nope, time before lords. That, before that. Before that. Before the credits. Um, it has William Hartnell. Uh, who played the first Doctor? And oh yes, I'll be back. Yep. And until that time, I will. You know, what is it? Uh, you go forward in your way, and go, I'll trust that I'll go forward in mine. No, it's um, something like I'll that. be back one day. I will be back. Until then, there must be no tears, no regrets. Just go forward in all your beliefs and and prove to me that I'm not mistaken in mine. And that's a great philosophy. Every time I, I get, write a resignation letter and I send it out, I put that in there. <laughs> And one company interpreted that as a threat <laughs> because I said I would be back. I'll be back. Like, you fucking idiots. It's, well, not that anybody's going to know like a Doctor Who reference from 1965. But, Jesus. Okay. But All right. Back to the film. Uh, before, so we? before we move forward, this is at this point in my notes, John Williams made these movies what they are probably almost as much as Spielberg or George Lucas. Yeah, I think I think Williams had two different themes for this movie, and he played them for Spielberg. And Spielberg said, "Okay, we'll do that one for the theme, and this one is the arc theme." And as Dan had talked about before, a lot of the stuff in this film is it's not dialogue heavy. There are a couple of clips that I have in here that either are extended just to catch a little bit of some of that music, or there's one clip that actually has no dialogue at all. It is just music because there's one musical transition in this film that is just so fucking brilliant. The way that it's done is it shows how like the how the film is transitioning at this period. But we'll get to that when we get to it. Okay. Yeah. So so this is the first part then where we see the bullweb. We mm-hmm. hear the bullweb. You know, Doug, you did a great bullweb sound. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I imagine you hear that a lot. But I do. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Whoopa. Whoopa. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in 1981, you know, after we saw this movie, have you guys ever owned a bullwhip? I have a bullwhip. It is right there. Is it a displayable whip or a, a- it's a It's a real whip. I dressed up as Indiana Jones and I actually went to a whip website and bought a whip. So this movie came out in June of 81. All right. And so every summer we would go down to Branson, Missouri for for a couple of weeks and um if you've have any of you guys ever been to branson missouri yes i have i have not matt you've been yes have you been to silver dollar city the theme park in branson missouri? no i've not i was there for work oh i i've always described it as kind of a hillbilly um walt disney world and then i took my wife and my kids and, the, and my wife's like well it's really more like a hillbilly six flags so she took it down a notch but in 1981 they started selling bullwhips in the leather crafting shop 
at, at this theme park. And so my brother and I, who were six and eight at the time, each got bullwhips and brought them home and discovered that bullwhips actually don't work the way they work in Indiana, any Indiana Jones film ever. And you're more likely to give yourself a chin scar than you are to actually, you know, do what you're trying to attempt to do. Yeah. They There's don't really make that it. noise. Well, uh, there is. Do you know what that sound you know, is? Do you know what the sound is? The sound of the, the crack of the whip? It's the breaking of the sound barrier. It's the breaking of the sound right, barrier exactly. by the leather strap. Yep. Yeah. But I don't think you're ever going to be able to take that thing and whip it and wrap it around a tree branch and then swing. Especially if it's like 30 feet away. You, you can. Because it, it just seems like Indy's Indies. You can, whip. Matt? Yes. Well, no, I, I've, done I've done it. <laughs> really? Yes. Not like swinging, but I've like pulled myself up on it. And oh, yeah, I have oh. multiple whips, but <laughs> I have I, the the bull whip that I have is actually usually on that was in the picture for the podcast is usually just on All display right. downstairs. I cut my mouth when I put it in my mouth because <laughs> I was biting <laughs> down and it fucking cut my lip. <laughs> oh, all right. Things yeah, but my brother, podcast. so six and eight, we used to hold, the, hold yeah, like hold like a stick or a branch or something, and try and whip it out of the other person's hand. And there were so many welts and so many, so so many lacerations that came from that. That my parents would come home from like work and they'd be like, "What have you guys been doing?" He does that in. So I had the comic book adaptation of this movie, and then bought the second Indiana, Indiana Jones number two. And in the opening shot of that, he's whipping a cigarette out of one of his female students mouth really yes hmm. well in the in the second movie he's getting whipped and they're saying what's your name and he says indiana no your your name is henry what it's, it's a roots reference never mind but anyway oh, okay. <laughs> okay with kuta yeah exactly will they chop off his toes I, I've never seen Roots, so I don't know. Okay. All right. Back to the movie. Yes. They are at the entrance of the chamber that they have to go into. And there's and, two of them, yeah. only two of them left now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the other else dude, ran away. The other dude grabbed his hand and got the hell out of there. And yeah, it's it's Indian Doc Ock at the entrance of the cave. And I, I refer to him as Doc Ock for the rest of the time he's in it, which isn't oh, that I love long. it when you do that. I love it when you, when you refer <laughs> to somebody else. Thankfully, he's not in this movie very long. Right, right. And this is Alfred Molina's first credited role, I think. But Indy pulls out a bag, and what is he doing? Indy pulls out a bag, and what is he doing? Before they go into the cave? Yes. Oh, I don't know. What's that? He's full, filling the bag with sand. Which oh. he uses, you know, three minutes later, and mm-hmm. we actually get Indiana Jones's first words. This is it. This is where Forrestal cashed in. A friend of yours. A competitor. He was good. He was very, very good. Senor, nobody has come out of that alive. Please. things how does indiana jones know that's where Forrest saw cast in probably because he was searching for the fertility idol and nobody ever saw him again yeah it never came back how does molina know that nobody's ever come out of there alive if this place has never been found before 
Which is a really great question because the other question I had is said he said nobody ever, no one has ever come out of there alive, and yet you only ever see one body. You'd think if nobody came out alive, you'd see just like a, a mound of bodies, you know, and, and you know, like uh, you know, the penitent man shall pass type. Yes. Well, all, all do, the do these mm-hmm. do do the Hovitos go in there and reset all the traps after they've been sprung? Hey, Jim. Especially the you, you got to go reset the the arrows. Some asshole tried to steal the idol again. <laughs> Man, Johnny did it last week. <laughs> Tony did it the week before. It's Phil's turn to do that. But get the get the get the spider whisperer. Yes. But Molina says, "Come on, let's go back to my place. I have firecrackers and the new Night Ranger album. We can have a good time." But they go into the cave. Awesome. Hmm. And what are they breaking through? A bunch of webs. webs. Yes. You're a bug guy. How long uh-huh. would it take for webs like that to be made? I don't know. I I kill bugs, Matt. I I don't I don't have an entomology degree. Would you look around and say, "Wow, there's a lot of webs," <laughs> like an arachnophobia when they're looking around? It's like, "Wow, this guy's been busy in the yeah. barn." Yeah, and and the spiders that they have on them, tarantulas. I don't know if they make webs. I don't believe they do. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they, like there's burrow no burrow type of things. It's they didn't say that they're the tarantulas webs, just the webs that are. But it's a cool set design. And Molina warns Indy because Indy has a couple tarantulas on his back. Well, hold on a second. First, first, sorry, meat and cheese and sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I was on mute. <laughs> they look up to where we where the ball eventually comes out. You can see that. They look up at it. Okay. It's like a ramp. Mm-hmm. But, senor, and he he makes Indy turn around, and Indy has, yeah, a couple of tarantulas on him. So, these were all female spiders, and... No, they, they were all male. They were all male, yes. Mm-hmm. They were all male spiders, and they didn't move until they introduced a female spider in there. Then they and got excited. They got all worked up, Yes. Yeah, this was this was the point in the movie when I was six years old, in which I said no, and I, and I walked out, and and my mom had to take me out of the theater. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then we were looking around at the other the other movies that were out, and it was like, uh, uh, golly, what what was it? It was like uh, the history of the world part one, you know, and something else. And she's like, well, I guess we're just going to sit out here for a little bit, and then we'll go back inside. Okay. So I actually missed the the first the, like up until the boulder scene. The boulder scene was when I remember walking back in the theater. So All I right. missed this the first time. Yeah. So, I mean, technically, this is like a cold open, correct? Sure. Yeah, that'd be fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. But after Indy takes his whip and knocks the spiders off of his back, he does the finger turn around to Molina. And he's got like 10 times more spiders on him. Doesn't. Thank God he dies soon. Yes. So, Dan, you... you listen to the podcast. Have you heard the tarantula story before? I don't think I have. If I have, I haven't remembered it. <laughs> you know the so, tarantula story. When Matt was right? in high I yes. I, Do you want to tell I, the tarantula story? I heard about the tarantula story the day it happened. That was bad. That was a bad day in my life. <laughs> All should, right, so give me the highlight. What should, is, what's, you should probably tell it. Yeah. Uh, so give, give me give me the Cliff Notes version. Th- I'll make it short. Um 
basketball practice, we either had early or late practice, depending. It's like one day you'd have early practice, which was right after school. And then the, every other day you'd have late practice, which the girls would practice first. And then the guys would practice after them. And it was one day when we had late practice. So we were just sitting at school, just kind of fucking around, doing whatever. And I went into the biology storeroom and I took um, a tarantula and I put it in my driving partner's locker because I thought it would be funny. <laughs> and I'm at home that night and principal calls my parents and they talk to me and they're like, yeah, we heard something about a tarantula. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And so th- the next day going to school, I get called in the office right away and I'm just like, deny, deny, deny. Mm-hmm. And then first period, second period, third period is about to start and people are kind of filing in. And like, hey, I just talked to the principal. You are fucked. <laughs> like, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, we all sold you out. <laughs> Every single person. <laughs> so then, it's like the prisoner dilemma, right? Well, no, it was just me. There was nobody else involved. Hmm. But I, so I'm figuring I'm going to capitalize on the situation. Class is about to start. I said, okay, who wants to make a bet with me right now? I will bet twenty dollars. I get not only get called out of the out of the classroom this period i get suspended today and i had like two takers for like 20 bucks each sure enough like 10 minutes in the period is matthew bach in class <laughs> kind of <laughs> held my hand up said see you guys in a couple days <laughs> went to the how office. many days did you get suspended uh it was a half day oh only a half a day yeah the, the i got suspended longer for the test stealing incident <laughs> oh man oh. i got a whole day suspension for Taking white out and writing and covering up the numbers on the locker dial and on like three lockers in middle school. <laughs> but so. it was, it was yeah, there's no ma- malicious intent. I thought it would be funny. You know, the guy opens his locker. Hey, there's a tarantula there. <laughs> It'd be funny. <laughs> and his name happened to be Dan. I, I would not be humored by that if that happened to me. No, I hate spiders with a, a fiery passion. So I would, that tarantula would not be alive. And then they'd be like, oh, you owe the school a new tarantula at the same time. That's yeah. how I got um, so, one of my high school nicknames of Spider-Man. And ah, I did not know you had that nickname. That And they also, they wanted, they wanted the police to charge me with theft. Wow. Ouch. And I said, I, I didn't steal it. I moved it. It was still in the school. And they're yeah. like, you fucker, you're right. <laughs> so, yeah. Can you imagine, though, if that thing got loose and it was just crawling around in the ceiling tiles? <laughs> the, the asbestos ceiling tiles that they had? Yeah, it would have died of cancer in a number of years. But, you know, up until, uh, you know, until that point, it would have been scary. Yeah, yeah. So back to the movie. He stops Molina. Doc Ock. I was waiting for it. <laughs> Stay out of the light. And he waves his hand. In the light, and the spikes come through with a body on it, and Bolina's like, "Oh, I can't even replicate it." I think his yeah. hand tasted but, good. <laughs> but the head slowly turns, and Indy says, "Forestall." And now they come to a gap. He's got a whip across the gap. But before you go there, though, you know the. The idea that the Jovitos reset the traps. Yeah. Because I have that question so many times during this is, one, you know, forced all that trap should have already been sprung. Mm-hmm. When they come back, it should have already been sprung, right? So how does uh, Man, that Doc is, Ock get it? That is it, – It's it's wow. a different – isn't it? And the fact that it's a, photo, it's a photosensitive trap of, you know, hundreds of years old anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 
yeah, it's you have chloroform. I guess you have to s- not chloroform. Yeah, what what is the, the the thing that chlorophyll? Chlorophyll. Cause isn't chlorophyll like light sensitive? You may be more f- familiar with chlor- chloroform. Yeah, you might, might yeah. be more familiar with chloroform than chlorophyll. You know, recreational drug. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, I thought that the whole thing they they talk. He, this is the second time that Forrestal has been mentioned, and I'm thinking they this is what they could have done instead of young Indiana Jones. Is they could have done a Indiana Jones versus Forrestal series, like. Mm-hmm. And because Belloc obviously is not going to be available afterwards. And it would have been possible since they did a prequel with Temple of Doom that they actually could have had Forrestal be the guy instead of the guys in the, the club Obi-Wan. Hmm. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. But they've got a whip across this gap. It's a great shot from coming from down below looking up. Mm-hmm. And is it is that open? They That one could actually crawl out? Of that gap, it just kind of looks like it's brush above them. Yeah, like with well, and that uh, question number fifty, I think of this whole scene, which is there are a lot of shafts of light coming down, you know, into into all of these spaces. It's yeah. like why couldn't you just have rappelled down one of these big gaps instead of going through all these all these traps? Sure. Yeah, but you've seen some of the things sure. with the like they've discovered ancient pyramids in South America, and they're so overgrown. That mm-hmm. it just looks like a hill, and it's possible that yeah. there would be like shafts of light that would come through something like that. That's fair. That's fair. All right, but at, you know, Indy goes first, Molina goes second, and Indy has to catch him by the belt, and then just kind of hangs his whip really haphazardly. Like I would be very nervous that the, that it would get loose and swing across, mm-hmm. and now you'd be now you'd be screwed. Well, well I would think more so. He might scene- he might want that. For something else, he doesn't know what's lying ahead in this cave. True. Well, I think it's like the most realistic thing about a bullet in which, wow, I really nailed that beam. I'm just going to leave this here because I don't know if I can do that again. You know? <laughs> okay. Uh, but but that whole scene where where he grabs him by the belt, you know, and, and Doc Ock, you know, hugs Indy. Yeah. You know, and then Indy's just like, get the fuck off me and pushes him off. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, Indy's actually like for this whole part of this uh, of the movie, he's kind of a dick to this guy. You know, it's like. This guy is legitimately worried about stuff, and and Indy's like, you know, fuck you, I don't, whatever. Well, he he, he right. does remember that too Matt, with in, in, with. Uh, do you remember Matt? In, in my in, hold on, in my text to you before we started, I'm like, I don't yeah. know if Dan swears or not. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> no, we don't have it's to worry great. about that. No, we're good. we're good. We're good. But they move into the big chamber, and at the end of it, on one end is the, what we know now as the fertility idol. But something that is is just absolutely background material is at the other end there is this giant like sundial plate thing yeah it's actually it looks really like it has cool gold looking. on it yeah and it looks like it's made out of gold you know the the actual sundial piece i'm like oh you should take that with you too well maybe That'd you know hard to carry hadn't gone to shit <laughs> they, <Yeah. laughs> that was the backup plan it's like yeah i'll grab this on the way out yeah but he's got his hands on his hips he sees it he smiles doc ock goes we must hurry nothing to fear here and he grabs him and instead of just kind of hold on, actually like shoves him up against the wall, like yeah, is a real prick to him. He goes, "That's what scares me." Well, and, and I completely forgot to pull a clip for this, which was um, Prince Humperdinck saying, "I think everything's a trap. That's why I'm still alive." You know, from the Princess Bride. <laughs> yes, Matt's never seen the Princess Bride. Ooh, eh, I've seen parts of it. You've seen parts of it. it insists upon okay. itself. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, um, Mandy Patinkin. We haven't done a Mandy Patinkin movie, have we? <laughs> yeah, the huge box office star of Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> I can't even think of one other movie he's in. He was in <sighs> Homeland with Claire Danes. Did you watch Homeland? Mm-mm. It's a TV show. It's a TV show. That's the only other thing I can. Well, he was in some like Criminal Minds TV yeah, show. Yeah, CSI type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Once again, not a movie. But, uh, no, I can't think of anything. Uh, Smurfs Lost Village. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, that's <laughs> not. The Princess Bride. Yes. Oh, he's in Yento. I knew it was something. It was either. I I had Fiddler on the Roof on the tip of my tongue, but Yentl kind of falls into that same Russian Jewish genre. And of two al- movies. Yeah. Also, Dick Tracy and Avita. <laughs> but so, okay. just since Yentl is out there. I read this thread about Barbara Streisand this week and that she's gorgeous. That was what people were saying. Man, you know, I should have been an optometrist because there's fucking money there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She was able to play a man in Yentl, which I've never seen, but I I remember that when that was all the rage was to go see Yentl. Mm -hmm. All the women were going to see Yentl, but I don't think that was ever he all puts the a tor- rage. <laughs> <But> <laughs> all the cool people. All the cool people were going to see Yentl. It's not like yeah, Barbie so parties where people are dressing up in pink to go see Barbie. There wasn't like a big Yentl thing where they're dressing up as men to go see Yentl. No. No, that was Tootsie. Yeah, Dustin yes. Hoffman. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. See, it all comes back to Dustin Hoffman. It does. But he puts a torch on a pressure plate and it sinks a little bit and a dong dart. Hits the, the the torch. How did he know? I mean, that could have hit him right in the face. <laughs> yeah, like the pressure plate doesn't necessarily have to align right with where the the, the arrow comes out, right? Or the bolt comes out. You would think it would come out a little bit ahead. Yeah, right? you're moving. Right? Yes. Yes. And Indy says, you stay here. And Doc Ock goes, if you insist, Senor. And he walks. He tiptoes. It should have been difficult to, to do, though. Because the no, size it really of the, the tiles, you know... And, you know, they're covered in moss. Once again, this is the season of moss, apparently. But because, you know, there's a lot of moss talk in what was the film that you did? Deadly Pursuit? Uh, Shoot to Kill. Shoot to Kill, yeah. But Indy almost falls. And Mm -hmm. Doc Ockwin says, I love the fact that you've started saying it too. Um, Indy goes up a few steps and, and now is standing in front of the idol. And Dan mentioned it earlier, but... Where is the light that is making it glow coming from? <laughs> I'm not sure. It, it, it could be. It's got phosphorescent. You know, like those stuff the, in there. You know, like those giant mirrors that you see in parking garages, so you can see around the corner. Maybe they have a bunch of those positioned, so the sun is hitting that and ping ponging across those giant mirrors to light up the fertility idol. But Indy's doubtful. A- but he he kneels, pulls out his little sack of sand. And he empties some. Now, I was reading that if this idol was solid gold, Dan, how much would it have weighed? Uh, between 40 and 70 pounds. 170 yeah. pounds. That's too heavy. That's nope. too heavy. Nope. That's, there's no way. I Googled it. No, if the I, thing was solid I, I gold, found, found, it would I, weigh 170 pounds. Do you have your AI uh, suggested information turned on for your Google search? Because no, I do not. That's the first thing that came up for me. And then as I went through like five or six or seven different articles about it, I was like, okay, well, this one says 170. This other one says that, you know, 
it started doing the math of you know the density of gold is roughly you know 1.8 times that of lead so it was i think it's between i think it's around 50 pounds yeah. still I'm, more I'm than a, a small bag of sand yeah. yeah imdb said 55 pounds but so. india is trying trying to steal it just like somebody's trying to steal a a bottle of booze from a mini bar in vegas because mm-hmm. they're also weight sensitive and you have to kind of like transfer it the same way <laughs> and doc ock is doing his best johnny manzel impression in oh the that's right here does the manzel fingers <laughs> <laughs> but he makes the exchange and there's a sigh of relief and he kind of turns and all of a sudden there's he does the hat thing the rumbles he does the hat thing first just pulls the hat okay. down, and then Doc Ock relaxes, and then the stand starts going down, and all hell breaks loose. Yes. Yeah. And he's running, and he's he's got his jacket covered up kind of over his face. I don't think that jacket would protect him against the darts, but he's outrunning them. Yeah. Well, if right? it's coming where you're standing, where you step, then if he's running, he, they would be behind him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But Molina sling, swings across, Doc Ock swings across the gap. He falls, and the whip falls, and Indy and, and Doc Ock have this exchange. Give him the whip. Throw me the idol. No time to argue. Throw me the idol. I throw you the whip. Give me the whip. Adios, senor. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So in the comic book version, it's the he has the internal monologue of Indy really has no choice. He has no choice at all. And then he, he goes and he jumps. But there's actually an extended version of that clip. Throw me the idol. I throw you the whip. Do not throw me your dick. I'm not throwing you my dick. You said throw me the idol. I throw you my dick. I said I throw you the whip. Whip, not dick. My bad. Now it makes sense. Adios, senor. But before I go... Grab it firmly. Swing across. I'm just going to jump. And congrats, by the way. It's robot chicken, right? <laughs> it is robot chicken. <laughs> yeah, but he jumps. What kind of jump uh, does he, he grabs do to get divide. across that, that gap? What kind of jump does he do? Yeah. He does a standing oh, broad I... jump, which is stupid. No, he runs. No, he runs. He uh, runs. He takes a few steps back. I went back and channeled. Yeah. No, I disagree. I, but I would think that him landing the way he landed would knock the wind out of him. Crack a yeah. couple ribs. Yeah. Brias, but he grabs a vine. There's some relief there, and then the vine gives way. And now he's kind of fucked. But he gets he he pulls himself up, goes under the door, and grabs his whip at the last second, which he does. He grabs the hat in Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in Last Crusade that he grabs at the last second? Is there something when well, the tank goes over? Elsa, but that doesn't work. Does he say come again, Matt? When the tank goes over, is there something? Because I know his hat's rolling around. I think his he hat actually it. lands. His hat lands after he after the tank goes over the cliff. His hat blows back and he picks it up. All right. Yeah, but and he does try to grab Elsa, but I don't think that works. Let it. Let it go, Junior. <laughs> Indiana. Yes. Yeah, so he calls. Does he call Junior? No, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yes. But he runs into Molina, who has been... Well, he sees Forrestal first, and then turns, Okay, and, and Molina has met a similar fate, and that's what happens when you have Laotian houseboys for sex toys. It's karma. Yes. Yeah. It's boogie nights. But yeah, and it's boogie nights, yes. <laughs> Adios, Sapito. And I was, when I was younger, I thought he said stupido. I literally thought he said stupido when, All right. when, when, when he said that. Okay. All right. But yes, but now we get the boulder scene. And this thing was, what, 10 feet across, made of fiberglass. They had to shoot it like 10 times from, from multiple angles. And the trip was, where he trips, was an accident. And everybody kind of held their breath because I remember reading as a kid, it said, yeah, it, it wouldn't have killed him, but it would have fucked him up pretty bad if that boulder had rolled over him well just like the door of the millennium falcon yes let's come again just like the door of the millennium falcon it broke his leg on the on the set of force awakens tore tore ligaments oh okay yeah well he wasn't taking his geritol and his bones were weak (laughs) multivitamin But yeah, he he jumps through some more webs. Wouldn't those webs have been kind of broken? I mean, how fast were those spiders working? Well, they okay, got to reset the trap. Somebody who's got the web sprayer? Come on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get the spiders back in here and make this web. He you know flies through it and immediately is met with some natives pointing their arrows at him, and the dude with the sombrero is standing there. I have and he just kind of falls. You have the you yeah. Have, just you, say you have, he falls forward. The, he falls forward. It's like Nick the Dick putting his dick in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Jones. Again, we see there is nothing you can possess which I cannot take away, and you thought I'd given up. So he takes out his gun. You chose the wrong friends. This time it will cost you. Too bad the Jovitos don't know you the way I do, Belloc. Yes, too bad. You could warn them. If only you spoke Jovitos. Hokana Matuso! Mamata! Yeah, I extended that a little bit from your original clip just because I wanted to get Belloc's kind of bellowing laughter. Yes. Oh, that is so creepy. I mean, it's so well done, and and it's just perfect the way they mix that in. Yeah. So now, he's, you know, we get that, that music that – oh, God. I wish I, – when I was looking up clips, there's a, a – it's got to be a minute and a half long of – Peter Griffith doing the of the the opening of the the chase in Last Crusade with like River Phoenix on the train. He's like, but here it's I don't even know what instrument that is. Is it like a clarinet or something? Well, it's dun 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 What? Actually, I think it's a combination of flutes, oboes, and clarinets. Okay, that's that was going to say oboes. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm a flautist, so I played the flute in uh, in high school. So I recognize the flute when I see it. You played the flute in high school. I did. Well, what 
the girl I was dating at the time, she picked the flute as well. And we were the only two that were going to be there. So I was like, well, I have a 50-50 chance of being one. Uh, first chair? Next to her. That's, that's 100%. And I was going to be first chair. I was like, yeah, 100% first chair. So All right. And also when you're when you're marching, it's like literally the lightest instrument because you play the piccolo, which oh. is like six ounces, right? All right. So I was and you can smoke weed with it. That I haven't done. But you could. You could, you yeah. Could. You'd have to hold you have to have to hold all the holes you know shut at the same time. I'm not saying it's easy. I mean it's gotta be a no, challenge. It makes it more know. fun. Yeah, I never play the flute. Yeah, I play skin the flute, but that's completely different. So Yes. Mm. Right. Right, but we see a dude fishing on a float plane. Jacques. Jacques. Start the engine. Yeah, you miss it how the, the statue got restocked with birds. <laughs> with oh, birds. it did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the birds came back out. It's like, Jesus, we can't, I can't make a nest in here for nothing. It's like, people just keep running by. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he's running through the field. He's got the webs kind of coming off of him as he's running. The dust. Yes. And... He swings on this vine, and even as a kid, I remember thinking to myself, wouldn't it have been more beneficial for him to dive headfirst? Wouldn't he have gotten a better leap and then more momentum instead of... Because when you swing on that vine, you're just going to drop, and now you're at a dead stop. Mm-hmm. Correct? But, yeah, but we hear the, the the Indiana Jones fanfare for the first time, and this is one of the things I love about the Indiana Jones character, it is very similar to John McClane in the original Die Hard in that he is not a a perfect person. He is not the indestructible hero. It's mm-hmm. not a graceful swing. And he just kind of ends up like half-assed in the water as he's swimming to the plane. Yeah. But the natives yeah. are shooting darts and, and arrows at him, but they're really not good shots. Well, and, and the question I had was, you know, how far did he have to run? And how is Indiana Jones outrunning these natives who this is like, like they have to chase down water buffalo or whatever they have to chase down to eat? I'm pretty sure they could probably catch. They're all lean and super sinewy. Yeah. Oh, and they have bows and arrows, you know, which is primarily what <laughs> and, they're using right now. And dart guns also. Yeah. And we got to see a lot of man ass, which Doug enjoyed. So. Oh, yes. There was a, yeah. Yes. Lots of man ass. But they're blowing darts at him. He gets to the plane. He gets in. Uh, Jock, there's a big snake in the plane. Oh, that's there's just a big oh. snake in the plane, Jock. Oh, that's just my pet snake, Reggie. I hate snakes, Jock. I hate them. Come on, show a little backbone, will ya? And I, I kind of let the music play out there, but. That clip right there, that quote, is part of the genius of the way that this screenplay was written. Because you have this guy who just survived a life-threatening, harrowing experience, and he's been—he's being like name-checked, or he's being like questioned his masculinity by this pilot. It's like, come on, show a little backbone after all the stuff that he's just gone through. It's it's a great juxtaposition of the reality of what he's done versus the perception of what he does because he's an archaeologist. Right, right. And and the, I think the interesting thing about this film is that Indiana Jones fails at most of what he tries to do for this entire movie. So, you know, he went after the fertility idol. Did he get it? No. Did he get his, uh, you know. And so, you know, is he having his masculinity checked by the snake? Yes. So I love that through this entire movie. He's like, he fails even though he has some really, really spectacular things happen, 
he doesn't really accomplish his goal. And actually what you Correct. just said is a perfect segue into this. It's one of my all-time favorites. It was very entertaining, despite the glaring story problem. <laughs> story problem? Raiders of the Lost Ark is the love child of Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, two of the most gifted filmmakers of our generation. I've watched it 36 times. I defy you to find a story problem. All right. Indiana Jones plays no role in the outcome of the story. If he weren't in the film, it would turn out exactly the same. I see your confusion. You don't understand. Indiana Jones was the one in the hat with the whip. <laughs> no, I do. And if he weren't in the movie, the Nazis would have still found the Ark, taken it to the island, opened it up, and all died. Just like they did. That's 100% not true. I, I, I agree with that. That it would not have played out if Indiana Jones wasn't there. I don't think they would have opened the ark where they did. Here's here's the, here's here's the thing. Okay, um, Marion would have been tortured. Mm-hmm. They didn't know where Marion was. That's true. They didn't because they followed Indy to Marion. Exactly. So uh, that is okay, the big I, disconnect with that whole line of thinking is because they did not know where Ravenwood was. So that's why they followed yes. Indy. So so did the Germans leak? the communique to get Indiana Jones to go find her to the army intelligence. That's possible. That's, that's very, that's, that's a good theory. Never thought about it. But also in a, in a deleted scene when he's talking to the Amon who's interpreting the, uh, the staff of Ra headpiece, the headpiece of Ra, it says on there to, yes, shut up. (laughs) It says on there to not touch the ark and not to look in the ark because it's so powerful. What is so, it, Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> so, would they have taken it back to Germany? I mean, it's possible that if they had taken it back to Germany, they could have killed Hitler if they opened it for the first time in front of him. So, really, Indiana Jones actually extended World War II yes. longer than what it could have been. Yes. History's greatest monster. <laughs> Hitler, Hitler wouldn't have let anybody else open it. He'd be like, no, I'm going to be there. Yeah, I want to be there. But also, okay, so, you know, get going back to the whole island when they we're on the, the Greek island and they open it up. Did you say without Greek? In- yes. Okay. Sorry. You got my, in- my interest. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? We'll get to we'll that. Get to, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we will, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that, right? All right. So, so. we're back in the States and. Indy is teaching class and he's having problems spelling. Yeah. Neolithic. But I, I thought for the 1930s, there was not only a lot of women in college, there were a lot of women in his class. Well, they were all into yeah. Indy. He's they, a hottie. Yes. They were all giving him the goo goo eyes, especially the chick that had wrote love you on her eyelids. And in the original screenplay, because Lucas and Spielberg went to Hawaii when Star Wars came out because that's kind of Lucas's MO. When a movie comes out, he get, he just wants to get away and he doesn't want to hear anything about it. And when they were there in Hawaii sitting on the beach, Lucas or Spielberg was like, I want to make a James Bond movie. And Lucas was like, hold on, hold on a second. I, I think I got this, this other thing that we could do. 
<laughs> Matt loves my oh. George Lucas imitation, which is terrible, by the way. <laughs> it's too. It's too interesting. You got to dumb it. You got to make it more boring. Yes. Wow. Well, uh, you know. But Lucas said, "No, I got this idea," and so they started writing the screenplay. And Spielberg wanted it to be him to be more of a playboy figure, and well, that will come up a little bit in in just a few in just a few minutes. We'll talk about what was supposed to be where, but uh, the bell rings, the kids all leave. Wait, wait, you're, you're missing wait, wait. you're missing Marcus. Marcus walking the halls. Oh, Marcus, Marcus comes in. Yes, he's Pervin on a coed before he walks into Indy's classroom, mm-hmm. and Indy's talking about how. There are dangers in archaeology, not just the life and limb, though that happens, but folklore. And he's talking about how, like, legend makes things more dangerous. And then that's where the whole love you on the eyelids and the bell rings. And then he's giving out assignments in office hours, and some kiss ass puts an apple on his desk, and Marcus picks it up and go. Um, I had it in my hand. Uh, and that's tells what she him said. About, <laughs> yes. Tells him about Belloc. And you want to hear about it? Not really. But he shows some other pieces, and Marcus says, yes, 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 the museum will buy them. But Army Intelligence is here. Am I in trouble? There's a money thing. There's a money thing here, because money comes up a couple times. He thinks that there's only one place that Belloc can sell it. Where is that? Marrakesh. Marrakesh. And how much money does he need? 5,000. No. Is it 3,000? It's 2,000. Oh. It's over $40,000. Well, no, no, because it was was 3,000 he was going to give Marion for the headpiece, and then he upped it to five. Okay. But, but that's over so forty thousand dollars today. Two thousand dollars. I only um, need to, yeah. so more than just the ticket then. Although those were really nice seats on the plane. Um you know, the thing with the the love you and the eyes, um it, it, it struck me as I was watching it, and I've never paid this much attention to this movie, is the when you're when you paint something on your eyes and you have to shut your eyes for somebody else to read it. How do you know if the person actually saw it? Because your eyes are shut. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, well, it's like it's like well, now he, he reacts. He stammers. He stammers. Yes. But yeah. but it's just like, well, I hope he's looking at me. You know, as you and you can't see me, but my eyes are closed. I hope he's looking at me because I spent a lot of time writing this. Well, it, yeah. it's like people that get the inside of their their mouth tattooed or their is, lip. Yeah, that's which is weird, man. And, and I would think, Dan, you got any pier- you got any weird piercings? No, you don't. You don't have a Prince Albert. I do. No, no, no. I'll, I'll tell you. I've, we've talked about this, and and if I was ever to get a tattoo, I would get like the Star Trek chevron, like on my arm or something like that. And then I realized I'm really gonna have to work my arms out for the rest of my life because <laughs> if I'm gonna show that, you just don't want these big flabby arms with this Star Trek, you know, tattoo on it. Yeah, it sounds like too much work. It does. Yeah, I have my, my high school girlfriend's name tattooed on on my wrist, which I regret. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you see the people who have like a loved one that dies and they have the final EKG that they have tattooed on their arm or their wrist. Oh, I've never seen that. Hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I've I've seen it that before. No, hmm. cuz one guy that we know had another guy that we knows um years of life in his name tattooed on his arm, I think. Is that Jay? No, 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 no. Um it's it's a guy that I used to work with, the Dateless Wonder. He's the one whose whose details are tattooed on his buddy's arm. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I know that Jay has a couple of buddies' names that he served was, with when he was when he was in Iraq. That they died while he was with them. He's got their name or their initials, I think, on it on his body somewhere. Hmm. That's cool. 
Yeah. But um, yeah, some of the stories that this dude tells when he comes canoeing with us about his his time in Iraq, it's it's pretty intense. (laughs) But there's people there to see Indy. Yeah, they're like they're in the Harry Potter's Great Hall. (laughs) (laughs) The Great Hall. But um, (laughs) there is uh, Indy wonders if he's in trouble. And then he actually actually has this long discussion with the people from the government. Hold on a second. Not yet. What, what, did, did, is yes. this my clip? No, it's did mine. you add anything? Did you add it? Yeah. Did you add anything to it? Yes. It's as soon as they walk into the hall. Oh, okay. Yes, Dr. Jones, we've heard a great deal about you. Have you? Professor of archaeology, expert on the occult, and uh, I just want to say it, obtainer of rare antiquities. That's one way of saying it. Why don't you sit down? You'll be more comfortable. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you're a man of many talents. Uh, you studied under Professor Ravenwood at the University of Chicago. Yes, I did. You have no idea of his present whereabouts? Uh, just rumors, really. Somewhere in Asia, I think. I haven't really spoken to him for ten years. We were friends, but, uh... Had a bit of a falling out, I'm afraid. Mm. Dr. Jones, now, you must understand that this is all strictly confidential, eh? I understand. Uh... <clears throat> Yesterday afternoon, our European sections intercepted a a German communique that was sent from Cairo to Berlin. You see, over the last two years, the Nazis have had teams of archaeologists running around the world looking for all kinds of religious artifacts. Hitler's a nut on the subject. He's crazy. He's obsessed with the occult. And right now, apparently, there's some kind of German archaeological dig going on in the desert outside of Cairo. Now, we've got some information here, but we can't make anything out of it, and maybe you can. Tannis development proceeding. Acquire headpiece, staff of Ra. See, headpiece. Abner Ravenwood, U.S. Nazis have discovered Tannis. Just what does that mean to you, uh, Tannis? Well, well, the city of Tannis is one of the possible resting places of the Lost Ark. The Lost Ark? Yeah, the Ark of the Covenant, the chest the Hebrews used to carry around the Ten Commandments. What do you what mean, do you mean the... commandments? You're talking about the Ten Commandments? Yes, the actual Ten Commandments, the original stone tablets that Moses brought down out of Mount Harab and smashed, if you believe in that sort of thing. Any of you guys ever go to Sunday school? India religion shames them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've got a, actually a clip for this. Can you play uh, my clip? Red Six standing by. I'm going in. Cover me, Porkins. Uh, having a little trouble here. See, you can make a good decision when you try. <laughs> Where you've been spending your nights. So last one's from Batman. It is. It is. Why did I play those two clips? Uh, it's because it's the guy. It's the guy who is, one of the two guys from the government. Right. Right. Uh, William Hootkins is the actor, and he plays Jack Porkins in uh, Star Wars. Uh, which, and he plays the uh, Eckert cop. Eckert. Yeah, Eckert. I think is what it is. In what Batman. does he say, Eckert? Think about the future, or before he shoot, before Jack Nicholson shoots him. Mm-hmm. What does he say? I, I don't know. I probably have it. <laughs> You probably do. <laughs> so. When's the last time that you saw Batman? Uh, I, I made my kids watch it. And what did you think? 
Uh, I enjoyed it oh, mostly sucks. out of nostalgia. <laughs> it was all nostalgia. It was 100% nostalgia. But this poor actor, uh, Hootkins, which has a great name as an actor. Yeah. You know, so every time Spielberg puts him in something, he gives him a, a, a fat shaming name. So he's Porkins in, in Star, Star Wars. Wars, right? He's Major Eaton in, uh, in this, in this movie. And then Hanover Street. Have you guys ever seen Hanover Street? I have. I love, I mean, as Doesn't, a, um, Ripley get naked in that? Sigourney Weaver? She's not, she's in, not that. in that. It's Harrison Ford and some British lady. And name. a British lady. Yeah. What is the... Uh, who, who was the, uh, who was the uh, nurse in... Um, uh, wasn't she the nurse in... Mash? Was it no. Houlihan? Wasn't Houlihan. Loretta Swit? Uh, American Werewolf in London? <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh, know. I've never yeah. seen it's that. It's the one that... Um, oh, if it's American Werewolf in London, is it the one who... She skied into a tree, right? It's oh, uh, Liam, ne- Liam Neeson's, Neeson's wife. wife? Yeah. Mm, I don't think it was her then. But uh yeah, so in, in Hanover Street, he was his his uh, name was Beef. So every time Steven Spielberg puts him in a movie, he always gives him a name that <gasps> says, Hey Jenny Agater. Who? Jenny Agater. Oh, what else was she in? Logan's Run. She, oh, oh, that's right. She yes. was I mean she was Logan's but Run. One the of nurse my was Anne Marie Davies. It, it, another nurse, because Agater was uh, nurse Alex Price. Gotcha. Um, all this she, and Hanover Street also starring, starring Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. As a pilot. As a, as, yes, as a bomber pilot. Yeah. Did you, oh, we'll get to that in what you're watching. Um, wasn't he in Flash Gordon? Yes, he was. He was the assistant to, um, the doctor. Yeah. Gordon's and, and he, 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 t- he tells him to, to get your toothbrush. And uh, he's like, okay, and he runs off before what's it, Zarkov? Zarkov. Okay. Uh, before yeah. he uh, formerly of NASA. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But, but enough about Hookins. <laughs> yes, but they took the pieces in the ark. It vanished. The ark vanished. Uh, Egypt invaded and then took it to Tanis, which was consumed by a sandstorm that lasted an entire year. And Brody says, wiped clean by the wrath of God. Okay, is it and, well of souls or well of the souls? Well of souls. It's referred it? to as both in the film. Oh, okay. But these two army men said, well, we came to the right men. <laughs> and for uh, Indy says, well, Ravenwood was the actual expert. But yeah, they are no. suspicious of Ravenwood. And Indy says, "Well, he's no Nazi." It's but not. It's he, not Indy that says it. It's it's, it's uh, Brody. Brody oh. says it, which which actually surprised me because I was trying to think back to well, yeah, I was trying to think back to 1936. I wasn't there, but how much how much did Americans really know of the Nazis? Nothing back in 1936. Very, very little. Crystal Crystal Knot <laughs> didn't happen until 1938, right? When did uh, when did they take over the Sudetenland? In Czechoslovakia, was that 36 or 37? When did Neville Chamberlain come back off the plane and go, Peace in our time. Yes, peace in our time. Uh, that I don't know. But I know Crystal knocked in the uh, the night of... of um, broken glass. Broken glass. Didn't happen until 38. So I was trying to think. But Brody was also English. So I think uh, the English also knew more about the Nazis than what sure. Americans did at the time. Because Americans at the time were relatively isolationist still. And even Lindbergh was like, no, man, the Nazis are good. Yeah, look what they're doing. Yeah. Trains are running on time. Build, building interstates and, yeah, over-engineering Fight, everything. Fighting. Uh, you know, they're, 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 I believe that at the time there was uh, more of a view that 
favorably towards fascism than there was towards communism. And that, that for me, that was always, you know, communism was the big bad and fascism was just like, eh. Yeah. Look at, they're doing it in Italy. Italy's good. They got spaghetti and pizza and stuff, man. Cheese? <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, but it was interesting. So when he said he was no Nazi, I, I always occurred, it didn't always occur to me. It occurred to me this time. I was like, how much did we actually know about Nazis at the time? That's, a, that's a great point. But the, is it Indy that says that he's got the headpiece of, Staff rock. Well, the, when they say when after he says that he's no Nazi, then the government guys say, then why do the Nazis want him? He's, well, it, he's got the headpiece of the Staff of Ra. Like, what's that? What's the Staff of Ra? Well, it's it's a stick. <laughs> um, the headpiece has a jewel. Uh, you put the headpiece on the staff in a map room a certain time. It will show you where the Ark is hidden. He says, uh, "What yeah. what does it look like?" Yes, and then he opens up a giant. Is that the Chekhov's bi- Chekhov's Bible? Chekhov's Bible. Like, why is it there? Yeah. And good God. Well, that's what the and Hebrews thought. That's what the Hebrews thought. And he also, then Brody says, an army which carries the ark is invincible. But back yeah. at Indy's place, uh, Indy is suspect. And don't, Doug, don't answer this. Why is Indy suspect? Well, for me, so I read the novelization uh, okay. way back. Not when he's I was suspicious, six years old. he's suspect. This is a thing. This is a Matt and Doug thing. Hmm. Well, I will say that when I when I read the novelization, which was based on the original screenplay, there's an open bottle of champagne. And in the novelization that I read, there was a woman there. And yes. the woman was a student. Yeah. But he's wearing a bathrobe. He's I always wearing a bathrobe. I say that dudes wear that wear that wear bathrobes are suspect. Yeah. Yeah. That, I agree. That, but they want you to go for it. Get it before the Nazis do. And then the museum gets it after it's over. It's like, oh, yes. This is naive, even for the 30s, that they think it's that cut and dry, that simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Indy says, you know, this represents everything that we got into archaeology for. And then Brody warns him. He's talking about the boogeyman. You know, five years ago, I would have gone out for it myself. I'm really rather envious. Got to locate out here. I think I know where to start. Or she'll still be with him? Possibly. Marion's the least of your worries right now, believe me, Indy. What do you mean? Well, I mean that for nearly 3,000 years, man has been searching for the lost ark. That's something to be taken lightly. The music is awesome. No one knows its secrets. It's like nothing you've ever gone after before. Oh, Marcus, what are you trying to do? Scare me? You sound like my mother. We've known each other for a long time. I don't believe in magic, a lot of superstitious hocus-pocus. I'm going after a find of incredible historical significance. You're talking about the boogeyman. Besides, you know what a cautious fellow I am. Pokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. You really need to learn how to mix things. Um, I, you know what? I, I'm very <laughs> primitive with the way I do things here. I, I love but the way that is, he poo-poos it, though, as Marcus is kind of talking about this this weight of what he's going after. He's like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. But he's already seen supernatural things with We don't know that, the, though. Shankara stones? Yeah, with the Shankara stones. Yeah, but we don't know that yet. And that's also, no. um, would that be Western or Eastern? It's Hinduism. So Hinduism. 
so it's it's not Christianity. Okay, get a little bit closer to that microphone. Dude. Right, right. Yeah, but, but what does he throw? What does he throw in his suitcase? Uh, so he's, got a, he's got a vibrator. He's got some <laughs> lube. <laughs> you know, just typical traveling stuff. Yeah, no, he's got a Smith and Wesson end frame type MK2 <laughs> with a shortened barrel, mm-hmm. and then he also carries a Browning high power nine millimeter, which we do see pop up a little bit later. Yeah, which actually solved a problem for me because later on I was yeah, curious I, how many shots he fired, and then I was like, oh wait, he's got a backup. Yeah, and and yeah. actually that comes up in about five minutes, and that actually before I thought was a flaw, and it's like no, he actually you see him change guns, you literally mm-hmm. see him change guns, but he's going to fly and what airline is he flying wait before before you get to that you know back to the the house like i said i was paying more attention this time than i've ever paid attention to this movie before but it's different one, isn't it preparing for it a podcast is, it, it's it not is the same really as watching different. a film one there's a lot of fluorescent lighting in his house for 1936 um it, it's highlighting a lot of the uh, artifacts that he has in his house he actually has spotlights coming down in his uh chimney down into like his fireplace Oh, which really? I thought, yeah, that's that's kind of a set piece. Okay. But uh, just in looking around the room, I'm like, hmm, there's a lot of things in here set-wise that they didn't spend a lot of time looking at. Okay. So he's at the dock, and what mm-hmm. airline is he flying? Pan American. Pan Am. Pan O'Amel. Okay. For five American dollars. What is that from? Is that a commercial with Joey Lawrence? Nope. <laughs> I have no idea. It's from European Vacation. Oh. But the, right. the, the guy who actually greeted Indy at the, do- the dock says, nice to see you again, Dr. Jones. And the guy from Remo Williams is on the plane as well. Which guy? Which guy? Tote. No, that is not Tote. Yes, it is. No, no, yes, it's not. It I was, I, no, I Wait, was. Which, I, which guy from Remo The guy Williams? behind the Life magazine. Nope, that's not Tote. No, but what character did you play in Remo Williams? Oh, he played the president. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yes. Because I love Remo Williams. I know you do. Right. He plays the president in Remo. That is not Tote. Because I was, I, two days ago, I was going through the IMDb notes, and it, it's actually either Lawrence Kasdan or who's the other guy that helped write this? Philip Kaufman? Kaufman, yeah. It's one of those two guys. Um. And so I went back and watched it, and it's like, yeah, no, that's not Tote. Well, is that just like when they get back into Cairo, where it's not actually Tote in the car? It's another guy that's dressed as Tote. No, it's uh, no, it's a guy. It's a guy. It's not even a person. It's it's like a <laughs> coat rack with a coat hanging over it. <laughs> but it, no, he, that's, but that's but isn't that crazy? All these these years, I thought that that was Tote. I thought it was too. Just watching and it. Go back and watch it now, and you'll be like, holy shit! Yeah, no, that's not Tote. But Indy settles in for a nap, and mm-hmm. we get now something that is iconic. Oh, oh. Hold on a second. So, yeah. Tote originally had a mechanical arm that doubled as a machine gun and a radio antenna built into his head. <laughs> but Spielberg thought that that was a little bit too far <laughs> Okay. Okay, go ahead, Matt. We, we get the now iconic map transversal. Yes. And yes. Frisco, Hawaii, Philippines... Then and then Nepal. I skipped Thailand in the middle there. Yeah, okay. Thailand's in the middle. He's oh, like, should have been Siam at the time. Oh, yeah, was he going there for la- lady was boys? He going there for lady for lady boys. Allegedly. Yep. But <laughs> then we see a, a map painting or a model, one of the two, and 
it's a bar. And what is happening in the bar? There's drinking a dr- contest. Uh, drinking contest, yes. An unknown female is taking on a huge fucking guy. I would suspect that this is a European mountain climber. But, I mean, this guy probably is but, 250. Yeah, he, he's a mountain of a man. Frizzy hair. But I'm thinking there's no way. There's none. And I was going to pull, like, it's simple physics, but it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. How this, how she would be able to outdrink this guy. It doesn't matter yeah. how much of an alcoholic is. It's, it's just body weight alone. Right. And, and I, when, I remember when I was younger watching this movie, both me and my siblings thought that this was a woman v woman like that was the most heavy set woman that i, I for some reason we thought that okay that, like frau yeah and i don't know Christina? if it was the frizzy hair that or the, is, the, the cherubic type of face but i was like oh man that's a big woman that is now like a memory that is coming back of like that i thought that that may have been a woman as well mm-hmm. okay it's just because i'm sexist and i don't think women and men should should drink against each other you know so <laughs> but yeah but she falters and uh, money what does starts, she yell at them? Money starts exchanging hands. Pastore. Pastore. Yes. And then she yeah. slams down her shot glass. Uh-huh. And then a guy struggles. He takes his hand and weaves his way through, what, 20 or 30 empty shot glasses? He was fine 20 seconds ago. Yeah. And he's on the struggle bus now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But he drinks it, smiles, and as he's smiling... Falls over. And she wins. She says a bunch of stuff in Nepalese. 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 Oh, yeah, about that. Um, everybody's leaving the bar as money after money exchanges hands. And we get an awesome silhouette shot of the now iconic indie shadow on the wall. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of the very beginning of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull when he gets thrown to the ground outside of area 51 and yeah. he puts on the hat and it's and you see it in the silhouette it's, it's very similar yeah but she's kind of looking up against the wall and she's using two shot glasses as i don't know what she's using she has on the side of her head what she is looking away from when indy walks in and she has two shot glasses one in each hand on the side of her head or in front of her face like she's using them as glasses yeah, I thought I thought she was like uh, like cooling the side of her face with like these glasses okay. or something. Like, maybe, maybe that's what like, it is. Like like after you've been drinking for a long night, you're like, oh, I'm just gonna put this glass up against the side of my head, and then we're gonna you know sally forth. Okay, but then Indy announces his presence. Hello, Marion. Indiana Jones. Always knew someday you'd come walking back through my door. I never doubted that. Something made it inevitable. So what are you doing here in Nepal? I need one of the pieces your father collected. I learned to hate you in the last ten years. I never meant to hurt you. I was a child. I was in love. I was 14. He was wrong and you knew it. You knew what you were doing. Now I do. This is my place. Get out. Mohan, Demigru, Bolianu. I did what I did. You don't have to be happy about it, but maybe we can help each other out now. Yeah, this is where I decided 
because this is about where I cut it off and I'm like, I'm going to wait till I get all of Doug's clips because it was going to be a mishmash of mine and mine actually was in here, but it was not exactly the same. So I kept Doug's, but what is it that Indy needs? Well, he needs the, the staff of raw, the head headpiece. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. (laughs) But Matt and I tried doing some Betamax rewind theater where he was Steven Spielberg and I was George Lucas. We were trying to replicate the conversation where they were talking about how Indy was 25 and she was 15. Yeah, that was that was, it was great. A little, except it, you just except you couldn't I, stop laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. Well, because I pretended to do the George Lucas laugh. <laughs> we both just lost it. So, yeah. No there's more actually a, there is a, a thing online where it has the conversation between Lucas and Spielberg, and I think Kasdan, as they're talking mm-hmm. about it. And it's really fucking creepy, honestly. Yeah, because he's 25 and she's 15. But, so, yeah. back in 36, yeah, sure. Now, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think you want to, you want, don't, want, don't want to go there. But yeah, he, he needs a, a bronze, bronze piece, you know, crystal offset. You, you know yeah. the piece I mean? Yeah, I, I, I where's do. Abner? Where's Abner? He's uh, dead. Well, how did he? Do you know how he died? Wait. Snip into a slim jim. Yeah, he's dead. Do you know how he died? Broken heart. Av- in the in the av- in the uh, novelization, it was an avalanche. Avalanche. He's up there around the mountain. Yeah, yeah. But indeed, and, and I look. Sorry, go ahead, Dan. I was going to say when when he says, "I did what I did." You don't have to be. Wait, happy wait. About no, it. I got that. I got all that. This is all right. Right. Harry, I'm sorry. What you did to me in my life. I can only say I'm sorry so many times. <laughs> we'll say it again anyway. Sorry. Yeah, everybody's sorry. Abner was sorry for dragging me all over this earth looking for his little bits of junk. I'm sorry to still be stuck in this dive. Everybody's sorry for something. It's a worthless bronze medallion, Marion. You gonna give it to me? Maybe. I don't know where it is. Well, maybe you could find it. Three thousand bucks. Well, that will get me back, but not in style. We can pay you two thousand now, plus fifteen when we reach Albany. Seventeen. It's important, Marion. Trust me. You know the piece I mean. You know where it is. It's weird how Harrison Ford changed roles right in the middle of that. He did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, but five grand back in eighty one was eighteen thousand dollars, and in two thousand twenty one it was ninety five thousand dollars. Yeah, and what is the next thing she says to him? Uh, well, doesn't he say, "Do you know where it is?" And she says, "Come back tomorrow." Well, yeah, she says, "Come back tomorrow." Why? <laughs> because I said, "Come back tomorrow," and she says, "See you tomorrow, Indiana Jones." This is a power play she's doing, and oh, yeah. this power play almost costs her her life. Yeah. He looks awfully worried as he's walking out the door, too. But the shot with him at the door is awesome because the the shadow of the lattice of the door frames his, his eyes perfectly. Mm-hmm. And that has to be intentional, and that had to be just a bitch to get it exactly right where you're standing exactly right place. You have the door closed at exactly the right angle, but see, hold on. Hold on a second, Matt. Hold on. This is a Betamax rewind thing. Also, you finally used the word lattice the right way. 
Well, he's not. He's going to climb up it later. <laughs> That's a, right. Is that like where you would climb up something to get to your girlfriend's second story window? Is that a trellis or a lattice? It's a lattice. I'd say a lattice. Oh, you guys well, actually, no. Uh, a lattice, I think a lattice has smaller holes, right? Yes. And, and a trellis has larger holes. Yes. A trellis is more for vines and, uh, yeah. Yeah. So trellis. Yeah. Um, so, so with that, you know, you talk about his look there at the end. I was like, you know, when, when he, when Indy's talking to the, uh, army intelligence guys, he was like, yeah, we, uh, you know, Ravenwood and I, we, Abner, we had a falling out. You know, it's like, well, yeah, he slept with his, you know, fifteen-year-old daughter. You know, that's kind of a falling out. And I think, I think now is like the very first time he's like, huh, I may have actually caused some type of emotional trauma. Sure, there, you know. And all of a sudden, I'm like, huh, I really haven't thought about this, but maybe that was kind of wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, when he's looking at, it, I was like, hmm, I might have messed this girl up. Yeah, but she pulls it out. From her shirt, it's on a chain around her neck. Who who is and she? Is she like a reject from the Regal Beagle? <laughs> Three's company. Because that is a seventies era, like <laughs> like medallion necklace. Well, mm-hmm. it's possible that it's the thing that Ravenwood that her father valued the most. You know, like my wife wears the cross around her neck that her father wore. So that could have been the thing that. What? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was just laughing. Keep going. That could have been the thing that she, her father valued the most, so it means the most to her. Yeah, but that would have been uncomfortable, because that thing was huge. Yeah. yeah I mean, not, that's like a personal like, pan pizza size. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not as heavy as a uh, like a fertility idol, but no. it's still heavy for bronze. But as I, I, I was sitting there thinking about this, I was like, wow, you know, Indy, no wonder why he needed $40,000 to go to Marrakesh to get that idol, because mm-hmm. he started as like, this is a worthless medallion. I'll give you three thousand dollars for it. Yeah. Oh wait, no, five thousand dollars. It's like I don't, I don't, I don't think he's really a very good negotiator. Yeah, but she looks at the money and then she hangs the medallion on what a piece of driftwood, a candle, yeah, like like a, yeah, like a log. Yeah, yeah. But she goes in, and she puts the uh, the cash from him, and then also she puts it with the cash she won from the drinking contest earlier, and then the door opens and we get some foreboding music. So I mean, she's stuck here in Nepal. She can't get out. Because she doesn't have the cash to to get back to the states, and and she's she says it earlier, I can't get I, I can't do it in style, right, right. So and she, also when when they step in, I and I always forget this, she is completely hammered at this point. Mm-hmm. Like she is so drunk that the fact that she gets through the next five minutes just boggles my mind. Yeah, yeah. But it's tote with some thugs, and he says, "Good evening, Fraulein," and she says. Closed, and we're not thirsty. What do you want? Same thing Jones wanted. For your sake, we hope that he has not acquired it. Well, surely he told you there would be others. (laughs) (laughs) The the man is nefarious. (laughs) He's got some some dry ice on his shoulders. (laughs) And and she lights a heater, and she blows smoke into his face, and he gives this... (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, do you have it? No. No. (laughs) But I know where I can get it. <laughs> I should have pulled that clip, the black lung lip. <laughs> I think I got the black lung pop. What's that from? Zoolander. Oh, when he's in the mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> John Voigt. You've been in the damn mines for one day. All right. Okay. But uh, do I have a clip here? I think I have a clip here. Yeah. And yeah, after she blows the smoke in his face, uh, 
as you say, the creepy porn Nazi guy talks. <laughs> this would be the kind hey, of Nazi that was in the porn, right? Yo, 100%. Because they all were. Mm-hmm. They were all into, like, meth and porn. Why can't I find the right Fräulein? <laughs> now, now, Doug, you probably would know this. Dan, you might. Do you know what the black oil is? I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Okay, it's from the X-Files. Oh, is, okay. Is one of the conspiracy things from the X-Files where and when you get infected with the black oil, your your eyes go completely black. Okay. And so when I, I pull clips, I have the clips and then I have to have like an image I can associate with the clip. This clip is called Creepy Porn Nazi Guy. And so I found a clip that has a girl that has the black oil, so she has completely black eyes. Not like black eyes like she got punched, but black eyes like her actual eyeballs are black. It's sucking some guy's dick, but so, oh, okay. So she nice. and Toad did you find? Co- did you find any any porn parody of Indiana Jones? Oh yeah, there's a bunch of them. There's like Alabama Jones. Oh well, yeah, That's with, his, with his bullshit. Well, yeah, but then there's Indiana Jones. What? But I I couldn't find any clips that would work with this movie. Yeah, none of them were great, and that honestly, was, the that, porn wasn't very good either. Yeah, Indiana Jones. That was in the Stetson box. Really, the Stetson box. That's soft oh, yeah, oh, so you don't, you don't know about the you don't know boxes. You don't know about the Stetson box. No. So the Stetson box was my dad had a closet, and in the top shelf of the closet was a Stetson hat, hat box, box yeah. full of VHS porn tapes. <laughs> Trashy lady was in the Stetson box. <laughs> Wait, did you hear the thing from? Um, oh God, who was Ginger it? Lynn? Ginger Lynn. You heard the no, Ginger have, Lynn thing, right? I have it on my phone. Yes, I can. I can show it for Dan. Show I know it. who Ginger Lynn is. Yes. I don't know the clip. Yeah, Matt. No, Matt did a, a cameo for me from Ginger Lynn. <laughs> and actually, we Ginger Lynn did. We were just talking. We were just. We were just talking about this. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, so yeah, <laughs> Marion and Tote have this conversation. Hey, how, how about a drink for you and your men? Your fire is dying. Yeah. Why don't you tell me where the piece is right now? Listen, Air Mac. I don't know what kind of people you're used to dealing with. Nobody tells me what to do in my place. Fräulein Ravenwood, let me show you what I am used to. Nick! I can be reasonable. That time is past. You don't need that. Uh, uh, wait. Uh, I'll tell you everything. Uh, yes. I know you will. Let her go. Yeah, that would have burned both of them. Both of yeah. their faces with putting that lit fire poker between the two of them would have been mm-hmm. just crazy heat and it would have burned both of them. Yeah. But now this action sequence, which took like six weeks to shoot. Wait, wait, just, just, just one second. I, I said, I was going to talk about um, things that I noticed when Marion's talking, she says, look, air Mac. I thought she yeah. said, look here, Mac. No, no hair. Air. air Mac. Yeah. Like yeah. German mister. 
Mr. Uh-huh. Mac. Uh-huh. So that was a, a thing that was new to me. But anyway, continue. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, this action sequence here is freaking amazing, except for a couple of things. The MP40 machine submachine guns that they're using didn't actually come out until 1938. And then this is a <clears throat> Spielberg trope that I can't stand, with the exception of Saving Private Ryan, where it's not used in Saving Private Ryan, is the the gigantic sparks that bullets create, which don't act, don't actually do that. Okay. Yeah. But he, I mean, he it's, actually it's a changes great, guns during this scene. Uh, he does. Yeah. yeah. He goes from his, his, his wheel gun, which, um, Murtaugh uses because all the old timers use the wheel gun. Right, Matt? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Lethal weapon. Yes. Right. And he switches to his Browning nine millimeter. Yeah. And I, I miss that every, every time I've ever watched this show before now, I, I completely miss that. And it was, Oh, oh, he switches to like a 45, right? It's a nine. Mute off. Nine millimeter. Is it? It's a Browning high power. Okay. Yes. So, um, but, uh, yeah, the curtain, the curtain lights on fire. Uh, a big guy knocks over the tables and does he, does he get tossed an MP40? Cause there's, you got a couple of Nepalese guys and then you've got a Gestapo type guy with the, the, what kind of hat is that? It's a fedora, and he's got the long trench coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the bullets are making sparks in the concrete. Indy shoots the fire, and a couple of logs roll out and starts a guy on fire. And yeah, and the guy gets set on fire along with the the table that the headpiece was on. But when this whole thing started, when Indy whipped the the poker out of Tote's hands. Mm-hmm. When Marion runs, she grabs Tote's hat to bald shame him. <laughs> well, <laughs> so he actually had hair, but he shaved, shaved it. He yeah. shaved it. Why would you do that? Live, damn it! <laughs> yeah, just so I. What, what would be really, really creepy? The actor asked, and he's like, "What if I was partially bald? That's really creepy." Yeah, yeah. Which I take offense at. That's, but as, that's- <laughs> as, as do I. Yes. Yeah, but she grabs a log and hits a dude. Over the head, and he makes the oh, it's, it's a very distinctive getting hit over the head with a log noise. And then the barrel of whatever kind of liquor that is sitting on the bar top gets shot, creates two holes, and she takes a, a swig from it. I was a little turned on at that point. That was like, hmm, all right, okay, Marion. A big guy comes in who we haven't seen yet, grabs Indy, and the shooting stops. It would absolutely and, and break his arm. Guy? Uh, Pat Roach. Pat Roach. Who is the monkey man later on, correct? No. Yes. Yes. He's the mechanic man later on. Monkey man. Monkey no, man. He's not monkey man. Monkey no, man. no, monkey. They call him. They call him monkey man. Matt, not the guy with Matt the monkey. And I call, not the guy with the monkey. Do you want to pet my monkey? <laughs> no, the guy, the guy from the airplane. That's called monkey They call monkey him in, yeah. in the comic book. He's called monkey man. The guy in the motorcycle with the monkey. No. No. no the guy no. who, that. Goes in the propeller is Monkey Man. Yeah, yeah, the, they, the mechanic. No, they, well, it's they call man. him Monkey Man. <laughs> okay, but yeah, it's, it's awfully confusing. Who's also in Willow? Is he? Uh, which is another obviously. Doesn't he you know, die in every Steven Spielberg movie? He does. No. He's always he was always the big bad guy, and he always dies. All right, but uh, let's see. Now I'm all confused because of this monkey. Who's on first? Yeah. <laughs> But there's only so many big guys. Right? Yeah. So you got you to gotta use them while you got them. Yes. But the shooting stops. Well, uh, you, you miss the, pe- the fact that that would totally have broken his arm the way that 
the door comes in and he disarms Indy, that would have shattered his arm. Okay. All right. No, this is now this is where where she hits a guy with the log. And and he makes the weird noise, but the big guy throws Indy on the bar and tote lights some whiskey or I mean, whatever's it, on the bar. Whatever's yeah. on the bar and um the see oh the, oh Indy goes whiskey. Yeah, he calls for and my she dog. Can't, yeah. yeah, she hands him a bottle and he hits the guy. And what is Just, she and what and what is the bottle of whiskey? Is it Jack Daniels? Nope. Maker's Mark? Nope. Black label? Oh, is oh. it? Yep. Johnny Walker. A Johnny Walker black label. So would that be bourbon? Or no, would no, that it's, be it's scotch? Whiskey. whiskey. Well, doesn't Johnny Walker make a black label scotch also? Man, I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, you, do you like scotch? I love scotch. I hate scotch. I, I, I love I, whiskey. I, I hate scotch. Yeah, I used to drink scotch, and then I switched to beer, and then I switched switched to bourbon, and then I tried scotch again, and I was like, I'm more like, I'm more bourbon now than scotch. Yeah. So yeah, I know you are. I know you're a bourbon guy. Hmm. So, but uh, then Tote goes shoot them, shoot them both. And Indy and the bad guy work together to shoot a different guy, and it's shown in shadow. And then Tote, just like uh, Dustin Hoffman's character a couple of weeks ago. Runs like he recently got sodomized, and he he sees the headpiece and he grabs it and it burns his hand. I'm th- is he stupid? It's he, it's in the middle of the fucking fire. Yeah. Yep. But he's so excited. <laughs> he is. He is. I see it. Yeah. So, long story very short, a little personal, but um, when I was how old was I? Nine. I had a third degree burn across my chest. I actually fell on a kerosene heater. Third degree burn, like uh, uh, I was in a burn unit for like a month and a half. Wow. But a third degree burn, when you pick up that that medallion and you pick it up, it literally fries every single pain receptor that you have. And so it actually doesn't hurt. So when you got burned, it didn't hurt? Didn't hurt at all. I rolled across this thing that we used to boil water on, right? And I wasn't wearing a shirt and and I rolled across this. So I had had third degree burns across my chest, right? Nine years old. And- it it didn't hurt at all. Like I I stood up and I'm like, huh, that was interesting. Uh, but like every single piece of flesh on my on my on my chest was was dead, right? But he would actually not feel that when he picked it up if it actually burned into his hand that way. Okay, okay, that's so, a little dark, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I I had second degree burns on my foot right here. I'm pointing. Yeah, band, I see it. Then it's it's I we our cabin my childhood summer home that we would that my dad would take us to we had a we had a a bonfire pit with no stones around it so i was just walking around it and it was soft sand Mm -hmm. and my foot just slipped in and embers went into my shoe (laughs) oh wow yeah that's awful that's that i mean that i felt it yeah there's 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 literally nothing worse than a burn now i say it didn't hurt when it happened like the next month and a half were awful but uh i i will say that I was in a burn unit in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I was nine years old. My parents got me a VCR. So this was 1984, right? Got a VCR, never had a VCR before in this burn unit hospital room. And my parents got me uh, Jabberwocky, the movie, and Jabberwocky. which Isn't is a like, Monty Python yeah, movie. Yeah, Monty Python. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah, but it has boobs in it. And so I'm, I'm, I, I would stay up, you know, I was, I was in constant pain, but I would sit there and watch this movie. I would just slowly rewind it. 
and and back it up and 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 watch it again, back it up just like this this poor VHS tape over a month and a half just got completely worn down for this like thirty seconds where they're in like this nunnery. Was that the only tape that they gave you? No, no. I also watched uh, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks like a hundred and fifty times. Is that with Angela Lansbury? It is. Yeah, uh, and uh, great Disney movie. But uh, yeah, Beastmaster. Was- did did they give you Beastmaster? No, I, although I had seen Beastmaster. Although Beastmaster, did that come out in 84? Uh, we'd have to go back yeah, to it. Or, but, one uh, of our earliest podcasts, we did Beastmaster. I, I, I listened to that one. I love Beastmaster. I, I, I loved Mark Singer ever since he was in V. Okay. So, oh, yeah. yes. Uh, I was a huge Mark Singer fan. Beastmaster is 82. Um, 82. So that was probably in there, but you know, they would just go down to the uh, video station is what the, the local place was called, and they'd pick something up every – and I had the only VCR on the entire hospital floor. Uh, which was amazing. So but, you, had, you had a burn yeah. unit jerk. Um, you know, there were restrooms and, and there were, there were, I had my, I had kind of a private, I didn't have a private room, but I did have curtains around me. So, so the nurses didn't come in and like give you a sponge bath just so they could like, Oh Dan, it's time for your sixth sponge bath today. Just so they could watch a movie yeah, on the VCR. Like, uh, actually they did. They, they, they hung out in my room. Like, like the nurses. Now the nurses were like, they seemed ancient at the time. They were probably like 30, but yeah. Um, but yeah, they would all just hang out in my room cause I had the only VCR and I couldn't sleep. So it was, it was just constant movie all the time that's but horrible. anyway so the burn it wouldn't have hurt the way that it, it that's, okay that's what i'm getting at okay all so right. before we go back to the movie since we're completely in the other direction just uh listen to this breaking news hello doug it's your girl ginger lynn this is a message coming to you from your friend matthew <laughs> and the occasion is you are celebrating your 150th episode a Betamax Rewind podcast. Congratulations. That's so awesome. I love that. And I understand that both Doug, you and Matthew grew up watching my movies. One of your favorites, Doug, is one of my favorites, which is Trashy Lady. Um, and I understand your dad kept it in the Stetson box. That's too <laughs> funny. Your 80s and 90s was spent with me and I was with you. You were watching. I was thinking of you. And I have to tell you a secret. You know, I have a lot of things that turn me on, a lot of things that make me wet, a lot of things that get me excited, but I especially really love bald men who wear sweaters. Love you, Doug. (laughs) Have a great everything. So nice talking to you, and thank you, thank you, thank you. Best 25 bucks I ever spent. (laughs) Every, uh, Every dollar ever spent on Cameo has been amazing. Yeah. Except for Brett Favre with my dad. <laughs> he totally just, just mailed li- it in. licked the stamp and mailed it mm. in. Yeah. Like he came home that night because it was at night and he probably had 70 that he had to do and just read verbatim what I wrote. Oh. Yeah. Whereas Matt had his wife did James one from James Vanderbeek. Mm-hmm. And he, he it was totally awesome. It was w- so good. It was like three minutes long. Just went out of his way. Like it was like. This is the nicest guy ever. Yeah, it, yeah. I had one uh, I did for my little brother uh, for his birthday from John Ratzenberger um, around House Two, and you guys haven't done House Two, but you can't should do at House some Two. Point. Can't do House Two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you should at least watch it. But John <laughs> Ratzenberger, he was he was apparently drunk off his ass when he did it, but he was very <laughs> kind and very hilarious. So, cameo. All right. Sponsored by Cameo. Yes. So the. F- Tote grabs the headpiece, 
we hear grunting in the background of Indy and this big guy still fighting. It burns him. He drops it. He runs, breaks through the door, and the fight continues. And the guy, the big guy, his arm is on fire. He's swinging it and at Indy as he's ducking and Tote puts his hand in the snow. But Indy finally <laughs> yeah. yes, grabs a chair, knocks this guy out. The other guy who Marion hit with a log now is aiming his gun at Indy. We hear a gunshot. Indy kind of looks at himself like, did I get shot? But blood oozes out of this guy's mouth, and he falls over. Falls over. And then she grabs the medallion and... With a rag. And they run... She's not an idiot. Yeah, they run out of the bar. Well, Jones, these jabs were gotten out of show a lady a good time. Boy, you're something. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Until I get back my $5,000, you're going to get more than you bargained for. I'm your goddamn partner! And, and we get some more map action. Karachi. Yes, although Iraq wasn't a country at that. Wasn't it still, wasn't it Persia? I don't I, think so. I, it, I think you're right. I don't, I don't know. know the specifics, but I'm pretty sure you're right. But they go from Nepal to Baghdad to Cairo. And now they're with Salah. Everybody's wearing white linen except for Indy. And, and and Salah's wife. She's in all she black. Is she? And they had to take down every antenna, basically in this city for this wide shot they do. Oh, I I, I had read that, and you know today they would just do it you CGI know, it out. Yeah, be real CGI. simple. Yeah, yeah. But the mom is bitching about the monkey, and she says, "Oh, it makes it a mess," and the monkey is like throwing its shit everywhere. Well, not only that, it it dumps over this red wine. And then it rolls around in it, and then it jumps on Marion yes. in this white dress. I'm just like, oh, that wine is never going to come out. Yes. You never see it again. Yes. The, 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 wine, the wine magically disappears. Yes, and because Marion thinks this is funny, oh, well, it shall be welcome in our house. And then Indy and Sala sit down, and they have this discussion. I knew the Germans had hire you, Sala. You're the best digger in Egypt. My services are entirely inconsequential to them. Hired or shanghaied every digger in Cairo. The excavation is enormous. They hire only strongbacks and they pay pennies for them. It's as if the pharaohs had returned. When did they find the map room? Three days ago. They have not one brain among them. Except one. He's very clever. He's a French archaeologist. What's his name? Well, we call him Baloche. <laughs> <laughs> Belloc. Belloc. The Germans have a great advantage over us. They are near to discovering the Well of Souls. Well, they're not going to find it without this. Who can tell us about these markings? But Sala is, is troubled, and it's the Ark. It's something that man was not meant to disturb. Death has always surrounded. It's not of this earth. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah, it actually is of this earth. Mm-hmm. But Indy and Marion go to, I call it the bazaar. I don't know what I have else the market. to call it. It's, it's called the, I call it the market. But yeah, bazaar. That sure sounds right. Yeah, but before we go there, I will say that, you know, just like Brody earlier, I thought Brody had a really, really great presence in this movie. Um, Sala, I thought, you know, as, as we were watching, as I was watching this, Sala actually has a very solid presence. Like he's knowledgeable. He's a man of the earth. He, he, yeah, he's 
good-looking virile guy, you know. And I was thinking about the third third movie where they kind of turn them into caricatures of themselves. Yeah, sure. The first movie, I mean, they are super competent, super knowledgeable, and have a lot of gravitas to them. Third movie, I think they completely take that away. He comes off as a buffoon, mm-hmm. doesn't yeah, he? He does. Like he's super successful here. Mm-hmm. He's and in the third one, it's oh, I've got to grab these camels to compensate for my brother-in-law's car mm-hmm. that got blown up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so, I, I don't and understand great, why he, he was in the fifth one. He was alive. Yeah, I guess. The actor. Yeah. But, it, but he's it, got a, he's got a, he's got a great accent also. But and it uh, goes from being this 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 great contractor, this person of Cairo and everything else, and now he's a taxi driver. In in New York, I yeah, is. yeah, New York, yeah. Well, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that. That happens but. to a lot of people because, like, you know, there's a guy on Earth. He was a prince, and then 200 years later, he is a prisoner, like on a desert planet. Mm-hmm. What are you referencing there, Matt? Khan. Oh, <laughs> 200 years ago, I was a prince. <laughs> Prince. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, they're walking in the market or bazaar. And I think Andy says, do we really need this monkey? And the monkey talk takes off and he goes to monkey man. <laughs> but I, I refer to him as eye patch guy. Yeah. I, I, I actually this. call him. Uh, oh, God. Um, Samuel L. Jackson's character. Oh, Nick Fury. Fury. Yeah. I call him Nick Fury. <laughs> nice. I call him a pirate pirate monkey guy. Um, I never realized that was the same actor. As the guy who played Baranka at the, at the in the beginning, who's Baranka? He's the guy who pulls the gun, who gets the blow darts in the back. Is it really? It's the same actor. I did not know that. Holy shit! All right, I'm going to drop this mic right now. I'm just going to walk. <laughs> oh wow! Go I brought something note. to this podcast. <laughs> oh no, it's exactly the same actor. Wow! As the monkey runs away, Indy says, "It'll be fine. Have a date." And then, Mary's a date? Ca- What's that? Eat him. You eat him. In a soprano voice. You. But the monkey goes down an alley and meets with uh, Bollywood Nick Fury. That's why I call him. <laughs> <laughs> and they go into the, a shop and there's this uh, Sikh Heil gag with the monkey. But the Yes, mon- which they used a fishing pole with a grape oh. to get the monkey to raise his hand up to do the Sikh Heil. Took like 27, 27 takes to do it. Yeah. But. What? bunch of locals the, the, are hired to take out Indian and Marion, or at least they're Indian. all kind of dressed the same kind of very simple white toga turban with a yes. Mask. So when I went to Disney with Bess before we were married, actually before we were even, we, it was, this is when we were through in our, our friends with benefit stage. She lived in Florida and I would go down and visit her. In fact, this may have been the time where you came, you showed up to my door when I wasn't there. Oh yeah. And I stayed there Brad for was your, there. For your class reunion, and he's just like, uh, uh, Doug's in Florida. <laughs> and we went to Disney, and it was, I think back then it was called MGM Studios. Well, MGM Be- is separate from Disney. Well, Hollywood, it may have been Hollywood Studios. Yeah, well, Hollywood Studios is now part of Disney, but MGM is, yes. I think, something separate. Yeah, so they had, they had the four parks. They had Animal Kingdom, Epcot, Magic Kingdom, and then Hollywood Studios. And if you went to Hollywood Studios, they had an Indiana Jones stunt show. And I'm I've been not there. sure if yep. they have, I'm not sure. And I don't think it's we there were anymore. sitting in, 
we were sitting in the front row and it was July. So there were not many people there and they asked for volunteers. And I just shot my hand up. I'm like, yeah, me. And they picked me and I was dressed exactly like these guys in this, in this part. They made, they made me put the white robe on. You weren't wearing the outfit. They put it on you. They put it on me. There's pictures of it somewhere in a photo album somewhere. Do we need more ice, Dan? We do need more ice. Okay. I can tell Bess. I can text it. Well, I don't know if this is going to make you feel good or bad, but when you were down there volunteering for the Indiana Jones stunt show, yeah, I I was having sex in your bed. So, (laughs) (laughs) yes, you were. And you didn't even change my sheets. (laughs) But Marion asks why he hasn't found a nice girl and settled down. Didn't my dogs, didn't my dogs sleep with you guys underneath the blankets? I think it was, it wasn't, I think it was just, um, Sunny at that point. I had two labs. Yep. And one of them, she would sleep underneath the blankets oh, yeah. all night all uh, night long. Brown or black labs? I had a black lab and a, then a red fox lab. That yeah. was it was sunny, but um Okay. Yeah. Marion asked why he hasn't found a nice girl and settled down like Sala with eight or nine kids. And I'm thinking, eight or nine? I'd kill myself. <laughs> well well not if you had somebody else to raise them for you. I mean that's that's the that's the trick. Yes. Yeah, but he says, how do you know I haven't? <laughs> yeah, Dad had you figure out a long time ago. I said you were a bum. Most gifted bum he ever trained and took a hell of a lot to alienate him. <laughs> Not much. Yeah, loved, loved you like a son. Mm. But now we have the big street fight. Dudes with clubs and knives. Where are their guns, man? It's kind of Looney Tunes. or It is a little bit Looney Tunes. And it, it's kind of the same music that... Is it the... Yeah. Yes. And we do the sword and the fruit bit. Yeah, the where, sword gag with the oranges. Yeah. I thought it was cute. Uh, but it's... It's it a great work. effect because... It's incongruent to it's to- the way it's set up. It's Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest. I, I was thinking about this when I was watching this movie that I have never punched anybody in my life. I Like in a bar fight or anything else. Um, but I'm, I think I'm going to be really disappointed when I do. Because it's going to break your hand? Not just because – no, no. I got these big hands, you know. Um, but I think it's going to not sound like <laughs> what like a Indiana Jones punch sounds like. And I, I think I read somewhere it's like, uh, oh, it's like it was either a baseball bat and a side of beef or it was a baseball bat and a pile of leather, leather jackets. Jack- leather yeah. jackets, yes. It's not going to sound like that. Nope. It's just going to be like this bump. You know, it, I'm going to be really, really disappointed. It doesn't make any noise at all. Yeah, and that's going to be why I lose that fight because I'm going to be thinking about, man, that really didn't sound the way I thought. I it was didn't connect with this yeah, guy yeah. good enough. Yeah, yeah. Then I don't see the, like the, the the mug coming in from the left. Man, have you ever punched somebody? I got into one fight in my entire life. And it was right after I saw I think Rocky three, <laughs> and I was at a 4-H sledding party, and this guy was just being a dick. And we're at the top of the hill, and he's just being a total cocksucker. So we're like, you know, squaring up. And I, I just, I took a cheap shot at him, and it was identical to a movie where it's like I punched him, and his head just kind of slightly moved to the side, <laughs> and then moved back, and then he punched me, and I fell down, and then he was on top of me, just beating the shit out of me. Oh, <laughs> and right. uh, to my to my credit, or in my favor, I had like sledding or winter gloves on, but it didn't make a difference. I, it, the guy just beat the shit out of me. I'm like, yeah, fighting is not my thing. Yeah, no, no. So. But Indy throws Marion on a cart and uh, the whip as he's whipping at people makes the horse take off. And then yeah. Marion gets off the, 
out of the cart and she's running around and she has a pan, but a guy's chasing her. And what does the guy have? He's a got knife. A, yeah, a small knife. And it's a close He's up on his a face. Knife. That's a knife. And she goes into a doorway. Hold on a second. When we made, uh, when we were 18 and we did our Indiana Jones and the Lost Teapot movie, which you should watch because <laughs> there's a sequel to it also. But I is, got, it, is, it, is it posted somewhere? No, I don't think I have it posted. It might mm. be on Facebook. Mm. I may have posted it on Facebook. But the Dateless Wonder pulls out a knife and we we framed it the same way where it closes in on his face and he's going <laughs> just like this guy with his bad teeth do you think that was just some random guy they picked out of the crowd say you you come here and hold That's this knife and, very and, possible and be be menacing yes in yeah. a weird way but yes yeah, she's like right and then she takes off and runs down an alley goes into a doorway Yes. He runs into a doorway. No, she yeah. runs into the doorway. He follows her. He, we hear right, a clang. Immediately. Dong. Yeah. She should have stayed in there. Right. And she should have, but as a, as a 48-year-old, I watched that, you know, even that actor, as he fell backwards onto the flagstones and then got pulled into the room, I'm like, wow, that looks like it would hurt. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, like I'd be like, I would fall down like that and I'd be like, oh, man, I don't know. No. Yeah. There, there's yeah. A, a website, I can't remember what the name of it is, where it's like got movie sets then and now and this actually was one i looked at and it, it basically looks exactly the same except it's a little bit more like cleaned Brown. up or painted oh but, it's painted more okay but i'm thinking exactly what dan said the guy falling back that's hard stone yeah that, that's gonna hurt like a motherfucker mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she but runs instead out of, yeah instead of staying there in the safety of this place she runs out and she, what does she jump into a basket basket Big basket, and the monkey rats are out. Well, yeah, the basket lid isn't all the way on, and but then it is. That's another like slight continuity error. Right. Yes. Yes, it is. Monkey fucks yes. her by alerting the guys, yeah. and Indy has found the cart. Marion's gone, and then it is a very famous scene with the sword guy. Who wants to tell the story? I will defer to Dan. Uh, I think it's. I mean, it's so stereotypical now. The guy. Had, everybody. Knows everybody. What. Everybody had uh, diarrhea. And, Except uh, for Spielberg, because he ate SpaghettiOs. Yes, yeah. Which I think SpaghettiOs are awesome. My wife thinks they're horrible. My my kids really love them, so I sneak them into the house whenever she's gone. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, he practiced this swordsman practiced all all of these moves and everything else. And and Harrison Ford was like, "I gotta go take a shit, so I'm just gonna shoot him." Versus having this big sword fight. Yeah, and it works. Yeah, it plays well. And yet, and I, I, I wrote this down. I was like, so this Westerner shoots and kills this guy in the middle of the street. Who is probably like a local hero. The king shit of Turd Mountain ex- exactly. in this place. And so all these people are like, huh, that's something. Yeah. It's like nobody nobody goes after Indy at all saying, hey, this guy just shot like the most famous person that we all love. Yeah. 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 It- but she calls out to him and he's chasing the basket and she's yelling you can't do this i'm an american and the funny thing is is karen yeah (laughs) but the the funny thing is is these two guys who are carrying this basket seem to be running faster than indy can run (laughs) which goes back to the jovitos question earlier well he's got the uh, trots too i mean that's gonna slow you down 
Mm-hmm. I'm so sweaty. <laughs> yeah, but he loses them in a sea of baskets and just goes through and just starts knocking them Which, down. Which, once again, he would totally get his ass kicked yes. if, if he yeah. was in any market. He'd be like, what is this guy doing? Yeah. It's the legend of the American asshole that wrecks laundry is born. <laughs> yeah. More there. screaming, more running, and... The, there's a machine gun as the basket is being loaded into the back of a truck. And well, this is a great scene of, and this is the sound in this whole scene is amazing where he kind of runs out and then there's a guy with the MP40. Yeah. And you know, the, the ground is being chewed up in front of him. He ducks for cover, heads back the other way. And she's put in a truck with just, just a random truck with like, Belts of ammunition and crates of explosives. It's, yeah, it's like it's like the it's like the it's, it's like the wily coyote. Yes, yes, it's a wily coyote truck. Yeah, some some locals are trying to pick Indy's pocket, and this mm-hmm. is a thing I never caught before. He throws them some change. Yes, he does. Yes, I never caught is, that before watching it this time. This hmm. is the part of the movie that bothers me the absolute most because the truck drives. And as it's driving, it's driving towards like a T-junction mm-hmm. where there's a bunch of buildings in front of it. He shoots the driver. The driver, you can kind of see blood coming down his arm. Slumps over. He, yes. Hits the accelerator, hits the stick shift, and then is now in this gigantic courtyard. With where no people. With no people whatsoever and no indie, and it explodes. I, I said last week when we were talking about the fact we were doing this film is there's one shot in this film that bothers me. It is this shot. Yeah. It yeah, just feels off. Too. It looks weird. It, it stands out because it is so, it's very static. It's not kinetic like some of the other shots are. And yeah. It, it just, it, it feels tacked on in a way, but mm-hmm. Indy's upset because he realizes he, he killed Marion and yeah. we, we get some sad hulking Hulk walking away music and yes, Indy's in a bar and he's drinking with the monkey. And then do you want to, do you want to touch my monkey? Nick Fury shows up on the motorcycle and the monkey literally says, uh, Oh, the monkey says, uh, Oh, <laughs> uh, huh. Yes. And the the guy in the motorcycle kind of takes his hand and Dan's probably like, what is wrong with this guy? Because I'm making all kinds of, this is what I do during a oh, podcast. Oh yeah, lots it's, of hand yeah. movement. I'm making all kinds of hand, and Matt Matt knows exactly what I'm doing. You're when weaving I'm doing. a tapestry of the story that I'm just <laughs> enthralled by. Eventually. Yes, yes, yes. But two Germans come and grab Indy and they lead him into a hookah bar. And who's there? Well, it's Belloc. Belloc. Bellock. Good afternoon, Dr. Jones. I ought to kill you right now. Not a very private place for a murder? Well, these Arabs don't care if we kill each other. They're not going to interfere in our business. It was not I who brought the girl into this business. Please sit down before you fall down. We can at least behave like civilized people. See, your taste in friends remains consistent. How odd that it should end this way for us after so many stimulating encounters. Almost regretted. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You and I are very much alike. Archaeology is our religion. 
Yet we have both fallen from the pure faith. Our methods have not differed as much as you pretend. I am a shadowy reflection of you. I'll take only a nudge to make you like me. To push you out of the light. Now you're getting nasty. You know it's true. How nice. Look at this. It's worthless. Ten dollars from a vendor in the street. But I take it and bury it in the sand for a thousand years. It becomes priceless. Like the ark. Men will kill for it. Men like you and me. What about your boss? Der Fuhrer? I thought he was waiting to take possession. All in good time. When I'm finished with it. Jones, do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. And it's within my reach. You want to talk to God? Let's go see him together. I've got nothing better for you. And and Indy's recognized, rescued by a bunch of local kids. But there's something that Belloc says there that actually Mm. comes to play later. And as we get to later in the film, towards the end, I want to dig a little bit into like Belloc's motivation for certain things. Because Belloc is not a Nazi. No, right. he's, he's a Frenchman. But he also he's also not a mercenary because I mean he truly seems to be interested in the 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 archaeology and the history component of it. But he he so, is a mercenary by definition because he is a hired person for that. I mean he's not he's not doing whatever they want, but he's doing what they want for his own means. So he is a hired gun. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But speaking of guns, I think I need to hold mine in the lobby. Okay, I did it during the clip, so that's fine. So let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Straight through there. So Dan and I, he insisted that we both went at the same time to see if what it was like when we crossed streams. <laughs> We, and we actually touched tips a little bit. Crossing the streams. <laughs> Crossing. That's bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But we touched tips. You do a little habits. docking. It was awful. <laughs> a little yeah. docking. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. okay. So, yeah. Hookah yeah. bar. Um, next time, it'll take more and children to save you. And why couldn't they just follow him? Well, I, actually, I think that was – so they, those those weren't just children. Those were Salah's those children. Those were Salah's children. Right? Yeah. So no, there was more than eight sp- of them. It, it was – You think so? Yeah, because yeah. he said he has to take the kids home. Salah says he has to take the kids home. Yeah, All right. His kids. He has to take his kids home. All right. I'm going to watch that scene and count how many kids there are. I think – I mean, eight or nine kids. That, yeah. You, you'd be surprised what eight or nine kids, what kind of gaggle. Like a gaggle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah it's a, that's so the they're not I was geese. Um, so <laughs> – but, but yeah. I, I thought that that scene when he's sitting there and talking to 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 Belloc, you've got Indy in the um, the forefront in profile, shadow. yeah, yeah, and he's out of focus, and you got Belloc right behind him. To me, when I was sitting there looking at this this time, I was like, that is such an amazing cinematography shot of 
Indy's reactions to what Belloc was talking about. And the, the focus is on Belloc, but you've got Indy right there. Just such a such a great shot. And, yeah. You know, Harrison Ford, I don't think, is a great actor. He's a great movie star. I don't think he's a great actor. But there are things in that scene that I think work incredibly well. Where And it's small things like, now you're just getting nasty. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, it works so well. So at this point, the Germans that we're seeing here in Egypt are undercover. They're incognito. Mm-hmm. Because at this time, Egypt would not be a British colony. But there is a huge British military presence there. And it's no secret that the British and the French and the Germans really never got along. Mm -hmm. So there's some historical issues that are coming up in a little bit, but we'll get to that. Yeah, and while while he's doing this, so when he says he wants to go visit God and talk to him together, and he gets those crazy eyes, and it's like (laughs) – you only see Indiana Jones have crazy eyes so often. I think this is like the only time you see this in this movie where he where he gets really, really bug eyed, crazy eyed. And then this, I think the second time you see that is really in uh, the Temple of Doom when he's possessed. When he's possessed by Kali. Yeah, uh-huh. right? you know he gets that eyes like, oh my, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, you know. yeah. But now we're back at Salah's house. It's the evening. There's a kid that are that's preparing some dates. Well, well, you you missed the whole fact that you missed Sala and in Indy have a whole thing about Marion's dead. I know. Oh, Sorry, yes. life goes on, and then the monkey and Nick Fury exchange signals, and this is when the monkey goes, "Uh oh." <laughs> well, it does it a couple times. Much to tell you, take you home and take them home, and then I'll take you to see the old man. And then Nick Fury starts his motorcycle, and then we see some more lattice work. Did I say that mm-hmm. correctly? Um, <laughs> That, and, I believe that was lattice. That's actually, lattice. it was it was yes. diagonal. Yeah. So yeah, and that's a lattice. servant yeah. is uh, straining some dra- dates, and Fury sneaks in and pours some fireball to, on the Tabasco. Dates. Yeah, it's like, oh look at that Tabasco. <laughs> and the kid comes yes. back, notices the door is open, closes it, and Indy is puzzled by he doesn't understand how Belloc did it because what is Belloc missing? Well. Oh, so he says, where does he grant, where does he, where did he get a copy of the headpiece? Right. Yeah. And he did. Indy, how did he do it without the headpiece? That's, that's what yes. he's messing. Indy, Indy grabs a date and is kind of fiddling around with it in his fingers. And the monkey grabs a date also. And Sala says, well, they came out of the map room and gave us a new place to dig. And now that is it, what do you call him? The Aman or is he just the interpreter or is, I think he's an Aman. But Sala says that. He saw something similar to the headpiece. It's very similar, except rougher around the edges, mm-hmm. marking around the outside on one side, which is important. And that's when Indy picks up the date. Mm. But, um, uh, the, the, yeah, play the clip. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come, you come. What is it? This is a warning. Not to disturb the Ark of the Covenant. What about the height of the staff, though? Did Belloc get it off of here? Yes, it is here. This was the old way. This means six kadam height. About 72 inches. Wait! And take back one kadam to honor the Hebrew god whose Ark this is.
said their headpiece only had markings on one side. You absolutely sure? Belloc's staff is too long. They're, They're digging, digging in the, the wrong, wrong place. place. I am the monarch of the sea. <laughs> well, that'll come up later. But you, you heard the wind kind of kick up. Uh-huh. That's the second yeah. time in this film because it happened a little bit earlier when Marion put the headpiece around the candle. And, But it, it, in this scene, this is where this guy would have said, don't look at the ark, don't touch the ark. But would it have been like redundant or because he said, don't disturb the ark. So would there be another warning of don't look at it, don't touch it, if there's already a warning of don't even fucking go near it? I don't know. Is it California? <laughs> but yeah, how but many warnings? What, what is the height of the staff supposed to be? 70, 72 inches. Which is six, six feet. feet. Yes. Minus one kadam. So that's, that's about kadam. 12 inches. So it's about five feet. When you okay. see the staff in about yeah. five minutes, Way is Harrison tall. Ford like four foot four? Well, he's Tom Cruise. No, no. no. What, what I read is that he's actually standing on a step below. No, so. that's, that's not true. No, it's, it's just oh. not. But mm. um, yeah, Saul starts singing like Doug did. And Indy uh-huh. flips the date up in the air and is about to catch it in his mouth. And Sala grabs it and squashes it. Yeah. And we see the dead monkey on the ground, which originally they were going to show the monkey die. And they said, no, we we can't have, show a monkey die like that. So they just show him dead. And what and what does Salah say, Dan? Bad dates. Yeah. That was a horrible, horrible. <laughs> no, bad that's not. Dates. Bad I, I, dates. I, I, bad I'm not dates. even going to do it bad because I, I do it worse. But um, massive dig site. Wait. I had, I had a clip for this, didn't I? Uh, what is it called? <laughs> uh, Wang? Uh, not quite. I am Inspector Wang of Catalina Police, this adopted son, Willie. I trust you had a pleasant journey despite the storm. Strange weather. Storm only outside when inside. Oh, that. May I have your bags, sir? Oh, no, no. A son will get bags. That is why I adopted him. Very good, sir. All right, first, so when I first heard the, what you call him, Adamam? When I first heard him, I, I completely thought of this, 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 uh, um, this clip. Does anyone know where this clip is from? Is that Alec Guinness? Yeah, it's definitely the Alec Butler Guinness. The butler is, yes. Yeah. But it's what, it's what one about, of the Pink Panther films, isn't it? It is not, but it is Peter Sellers. Oh, shit. Oh, my, my Peter Sellers. It's not. Um, yeah, it's, I don't it's know. It also has Peter Falk. Oh, it's not murder by death. Truman is it? Capone. It is. It is. And so when uh, uh, when he was saying, "Come, yes, come, yes," you know, I was like, "Oh, that is totally Peter Sellers in Murder oh, by Death." Okay. Yeah, and it had Alec Guinness. So all right, twofer. All right, but now we're at the dig site. Belloc is bitching at the Germans. <laughs> I told you not to wire them. Uh, and the what is the head German officer Dietrich? Yes, and yeah, it's yeah. like archaeology is not an exact science. It doesn't work yeah. on timelines. He says the Führer is impatient. You led us to believe, and he said, "I said favorable." You know, I've I've but, had bosses like that though. <laughs> you know? Okay, but uh, Belloc says, "I said nothing. I made no promises. Only it looked favorable." And with the info in our possession, excuse me. Oh, um, Matt's got a cum bubble. My calculations were correct. And Indy is impressed by the dig. It's like, this is fucking huge. Yeah. Uh-huh. We, I don't think we ever see 
Oh, hmm, maybe we do. German helmets? Are they? Are the motorcycle mm. guys wearing no. German helmets? No, I Not don't believe I so. I don't think we ever see a Nazi helmet. We see the well, swastika and flags, it's hot. and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're headed to the map room. They get there. Well, he, what time does it? Uh, what time does the uh, sun hit the map room? Nine a.m. But it, now, wouldn't it have to be like nine a.m. on a specific date? Well, and that's actually so. That's something I was wondering about. So, but when I was looking at it this time with a very very cautious eye, all the holes that were there, I think that's a calendar. So you put the staff on a particular day in a particular oh, month. Okay. And that's okay. why he looks at where they are, and then he brings it back down too. And I think that's actually saying, okay, it's three days later, so I need to bring it to this hole here. That actually makes a lot when, more sense. And that a- wow. an- answers a question I had about why would the sand not already be off of that hole? Right, because the, the, the staff height wouldn't change the hole. Right. Okay. So that's uh, I came up with that on my own. I was really proud of myself. Wow, but, Dan! Uh, Look at the big brain on Dan. Tyler, way too much time. But uh, yeah, but and, and also with that 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 particular uh, scene, wouldn't the crystal also have like a lot to do, like like how it's cut and how it's how it's placed in the headpiece and everything else? It's not just the writing, but wouldn't the crystal shape itself have a lot to do with how that light is is? Yeah, I, I, I prefer the... my crystals uncut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he drops the staff and then a rope. And Matt, how does he lower himself? Just like a woman. <laughs> no. Lowers himself down. Oh, that's, sorry. That's another. That's mm-hmm. a big another Betamax rewind. I've, I've heard that one. Yes, well, they're raise, trying raise, to be raise, inconspicuous. Raise it up. It. Yes, and and this is with, with, we have you know. Some amazing music, the yeah. map room music. Yeah, it's, it's a cool set. And actually, um, in a cutscene, somebody actually apologizes somewhat for the set. Please excuse the crudity of this model. I didn't have time to build it to scale or to paint it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but two Germans come and grab Sala, and as they, want, they want his rope, right? <sighs> Do they want his rope? No, they're wondering they what the, the fuck he's doing there. Yeah, he stumbles down the hill, and then in a deleted scene, he had, like, explosive diarrhea, and when he bent down, he shit all over himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, now this is where Indy is doing exactly what Dan explained. He's brushing off the sand, goes to his book, yeah, finds the hole, inserts the shaft into the hole. Yeah, he's clearing off a pegboard, love. and I got him yes, excited, we, yeah. Yeah, you know, inserting the shaft into the hole. The light passes the Nazi site that they're digging. And um, meanwhile, Sala goes into a tent. and he, Well, he is a tent jerk and then comes out with a bunch of stuff. Uh, but Indy, you know, he's very, very excited when the light hits. Well, he turns the- around, he smiles at nothing when he's assembling stuff. And why is why is there graffiti on the map? Oh, it says Achung. So I think it's saying attention. This is this is where we need to yes. to, to to dig. Yes, I read that as well. But Indy calls for him. Calls for Sala. He breaks the staff. Wait, wait. You missed the Which, whole part where the light comes down and it shows him where. Yeah, but no, I didn't. I talked. We talked about that. W- w- why would a beam come? It would just be a, a dot. 
Why do they have yeah. a JDA lens flare here? Because it looks cool. It it's is the power of cool. it's power of God. <sighs> but lasers. Yeah. Lasers. No, Sake of plot. But, yeah, Saul is yeah. running around and going to tents, and Indy's taking measurements with the tape measure that the Nazis were nice enough to actually leave there. And he breaks. You don't the think stick. that was his? No, you don't think that was it was his actually tape laid out before he sticks yeah, the, the, was... the staff in. The, the tape measure is already there. Ah, all right. But a second later, a Nazi flag drops on him. And mm-hmm. wait, wait, before you get to that though. So he breaks the staff in half, which I was like, okay, he doesn't want anyone else to know where the right one is, right? You just put that staff back together. Well, I know. He just leaves both halves of the staff just right there. Yeah. It's like, you could just put them back together. Right. Did they have duct tape in yeah. 1936? Or just hold it, you know, really tightly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, tightly. 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 Yes. But the Germans are eating. They want water. Salas, you know, it's trying to. Ass, yeah. Yeah, he's being a kiss ass, and Indy goes into a, vet, a tent to avoid some Germans, and he sees Marion, and she's gagged, and he says, uh-huh. "Must have switched baskets." Goes to untie her. Well, What's wrong? Well, no, they, he he goes to kiss her, and she doesn't know it's him. Yeah, at yeah. first, and then mm-hmm. he kind of like takes off his head wrap, and it, and you hurt him. Um, Does he have his hat on underneath this wrap? No. No. You don't think so? No. You don't think he has his hat on and then worked the the, no. the towel no. around the hat? No. No? no? Okay. No. Where's his hat then? It's in a pack somewhere. He, is, he puts it back on at the dig. Okay. With his jacket. Yeah. And his whip. Mm-hmm. But you got to get me out. Of, oh, God damn it. What? <clears throat> you got to get me out of here. Sorry. Come on. Um, Another cum bubble? Yeah. They'll be back any second. Uh, they keep asking about you, what you know, and he's just about to cut her loose, and then he realizes... Huh. <laughs> <laughs> he puts the knife back get me away. Out, get me out of here. And she says, no, they'll comb the place, the place for me. Yeah, think about the bigger picture. Yeah. And he regags yeah. her. <laughs> and he, you know, I know you're going to be you know, possibly tortured and raped, but you know, we got to think about the bigger picture here. So be mm-hmm. a team player. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but he's next, not wrong, guys, though. He's not wrong. No, he's, of course no. he's not wrong. Of course he's not wrong, but do you guys know what the name of the tool is that he's using? Leatherman? No, the the surveying tool. Do you know what the name of that is? Um, let's see. It's a surveying the land. It is a surveying tool. <laughs> I have a note that says this isn't how you use this tool. It's but, a, it's, uh, it's a theodolite. Never would have got that. So I, yeah, I had to look it up because I worked for an engineering company, land surveying company, and I was kind of like a peon. So they'd have a guy using one of these. He'd be on the end, edge of the road or the edge of the field, and then I would have a stick. A right? stick. You gotta have the stick with it, with a with a walkie talkie, and I'd be like, "Okay, go ten feet to your left," and mm-hmm. I'd be walking through swamps, <laughs> and, you know, muck up to my knees and stuff. Well, it was kind of a fun job. Well, and that was my noise, like. That's not well. We'll get to that point. Well, yeah, you know who the great white muff was, right? The great white Kim 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 Kim. Yeah, stole no, but Kim. Yeah, come on. I'm not going to give you the can, name, but you know. Yes, who she we was. can give. We've talked about. We've talked about who the great white muff is. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> she she worked for a construction. She was a flag lady. Yeah, that's what made me think of. Like the hottest chick. When I was a freshman, she was she would have been a senior, right, junior, Matt? Junior, 
She would have been a junior. I think she might have been a senior. I mean, she was either in my brother's class or a class above me. So. She was like the hottest chick in school. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years later, you'd Foss. be driving down the road, Kim Foss, and you would see her like with the green vest on and the hard hat holding the stop sign. Mm-hmm. I mean, great tan. Right. Which turns out not that great like 20 years later. No. But, no. Like yeah. leather skin. Leathery. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But so Indy finds a spot where he thinks that the well of souls is going to be. And he smiles and shakes his head. That's it. And Belloc is still saying there might be a piece of the puzzle they're missing. The Nazis say maybe the girls can help us. How? Really? Maybe it's waiting. Maybe it's waiting for us in an antechamber. And, you know, perhaps the girl can help us if properly motivated. And their their whole rationale that she had the original piece for years. She may know more if properly motivated. How? But Belloc says the girl knows nothing, and Dietrich says, "Well, I'm surprised you're squeamish. I have the perfect man for the job." And it's then, tote. 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 he comes yeah. walking in, and he says, "Hail Hitler!" and holds up his hand, and we can see the. Which the first time you see the movie, you're like, "Oh, that's where that's where that came from." Okay. Yes, it's the now negative, all- basically burning yeah. to his uh, hand. And yeah. Indy has a crew of locals and they're going up to the place where Indy thinks the well of souls is. And it's, it's not that far off no, from everything no, else. It's, it's, like, it's really it's like 200 yards that way. <laughs> yeah. That's not yeah. even that far. I don't think, but yeah, it, he, he whistles and just like Doug's dad at a groundbreaking, he, he does the ceremonial first shovel uh-huh. and then does not do another goddamn thing <laughs> for the rest right. of the dig. Right, but they're digging in the setting sun, and they're singing. Can anybody replicate the singing that they're doing? Yeah, but uh, there's thunder and lightning going off in the distance, and they hit stone. Wait, you're, you're they, missing the fact Indy puts on his, yes, his, his, hat. Hat, his hat and his jacket. Is that smart? Mm. He's gonna well, especially silhouetted in the sunset where everybody can see you. Yeah. yeah he's going to stand out a little bit. And why is he not digging? Why is everybody else digging? Well, because he's the boss. He's management. <laughs> yeah. Bad effects, <laughs> bad lightning, and hit stone. Clear it off. Find the edges. Yeah. Bring the pry bars in. And they open it up. Move the stone. And, and Sala, the lightning strikes. Then we see the face of the... Statue. Yeah, and Salo's like, ah! Yeah, he shits his sorry, pants. Sorry, sorry, Indy. <laughs> and, and actually, Indy has his, that crazed look here that he yes, had he before. Yes, he does. Mm. You're right. Well, and then get, after... Probably a little bit, probably a little bit hard. Yeah, it's like, hmm. And then Sala actually apologizes to Indy, and we have this. Indy, why does the floor move? Torch. Asps. 
Very dangerous. You go first. This movie is so well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though all of the flaws that we've been like, it doesn't matter. In pro- I know it doesn't. I of course it doesn't. But there are a ton of flaws in this movie. Yet it is still such a great fucking movie. Mm-hmm. But we, we go back to Marion and she's sleeping and she's woken up and at first she thinks it's Indy, but it's not. It's Belloc. Yeah, yeah. He comes in, yeah. undoes her ropes and her gag, and she tries to bail. Well, and and the fact that they go back and forth between this the tent and the well of souls and the tent and the well of souls. To- I, you're looking at me like I'm not looking at my, my microphone. No, I'm looking at you because we're having a conversation. Yeah, I know. It's hard. <laughs> we should have uh, sat at the table across we, from each other. We should have looked at across at each other. Yeah. But uh, the fact that they go Are back you and like forth. Are you like next to back, each other? We're at a bar. We're, we're, we're left. We're, we're sitting. Uh, at the bar. Yeah. yeah. Left, this is left poor right planning. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, well, I gave him the option. I can't help it. I, I said, Doug, do what you think is best. And he did. But uh, <laughs> well, at the, the end of the day. This is your first problem. Your first mistake. First mistake. Uh, but the fact they go back and forth and back and forth between the well and souls and a well of souls and the tent, I think just really juxtaposes, it, it makes for a much better story. Yeah. But as she tries to bail, he says, uh, the desert is three weeks in every direction. And we find out later on he's bullshitting. Well, yeah. Well, it, it is if you have probably have to walk. I mean, uh, that truck is what was that like a seven minute truck drive? I mean, it's she would have made it to civilization in about twenty five minutes, probably. Mm. So while they're drinking, uh, one of the, one of the questions I had is, what the hell are they drinking? What? You wait, know, just so, just back up. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, she starts eating like an animal, and he apologizes for her treatment. Yeah, who's all you wanted? No food, no water. What kind of people are these friends of yours? <laughs> this particular time and place, and for my work, they are necessary evils. They're not my friends. However, with the right connections, even in this part of the world, we are not entirely uncivilized. <laughs> Beautiful. I would very much like to see you in it. <laughs> A better one. All right. And he hands her shoes as she asks about what they have to drink in. And he says that we don't have much time. Soon they will come to harm you and I will not be able to stop them. And Belloc sneaks a peek at her in the mirror. as She's unhooking her bra. Mm-hmm. And I would. Yeah. All, That's all why you, he stood there. Yeah, all you <laughs> see slapping is, on some brute, you know, by Fabergé. You know, and he's like, "Yeah, there we go." But some all brute. you see is her from the back, and I remember as a kid thinking that was sexy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Just that whole thing, and but on the other hand, she would she would smell now, right? <laughs> it yeah, was but, a different time. Yeah. Well, uh, with her giant 1936 bush. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna trap some urine. It's a desert, <laughs> which we it's do, a, which we do oh, see. No, it's a, it's a dry heat. But at, at the end of the day, it was, uh, you know, yeah, you're you're 100 right. It's like Marion at this point. Marion has been in like control for a lot of this movie. You know, where she's gonna say, "I'm in this position, or I'm in this situation, and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get out of it." Which, which to me, was always wow. Marion's really competent. Yeah, we do see her bush. You do know that, right? What? Oh, yeah. Not in this film. Kai. Yeah, well, it, 
We see the imprint of it. Oh, well, you know. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but she, she states that she has no loyalty to Jones, and she comes out in her dress, and he says, you are beautiful. And she has her clothes, and she piles her clothes on the table on top of the knife. The knife. A butter knife? No, I mean, it's, it's not a butter knife. knife. It's a steak slash butter knife. It's like a wussy steak knife. Yeah, That's it's, what it is. I mean, it's. I wouldn't be feel very threatened by it's it. It's Very French. Yeah. 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 But it, Indy is being wait, lowered. Wait, wait, before Indy gets lowered, Belloc dismisses like the guards that are there. Like the emperor dismisses the red guards. Yes, exactly. Now we go back yes. to the well of souls, and Indy is being <laughs> belayed down. Yes, he's being lowered down, right, Matt? Belayed down. <laughs> Yes, and he falls the last few feet, and what does he fall in front of? A cobra. With, in front of some plexiglass. And Which, this is a thing that they, they changed. This yes, is one of the yes. changes they made, is they removed yes, the reflection. This was pre-Disney, though, that they did that. And now India shit his pants, so he and Salah <laughs> are on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> Told you it would be all right. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's I. there's boa constrictors in here. There's a lot of rubber snakes. They went to all the pet stores in the area and bought up like 3,000 snakes. But none of these snakes, I, I don't believe any of these snakes are local to the region Yeah, in this. As a non-snake person. You don't care? <laughs> I, I was not, not happy with this whole thing. But it, Indy is like staring at the cobra and he slowly backs away. And he's, he's filling a, I call it a gas sprayer. Yeah. He tells Sala to get down here. So Sala says, me? Fuck. <laughs> and Indy is pumping in the gas and just kind of kicking dirt at snakes. And he throws a torch and some go up in flames. And we go back to Marion and she's trying to get. So he's. So, okay. So in uh, Temple of Doom, he is petrified in the jungle scene with. with um, What's her face? Cape Catshaw. Cap Kate Willie. Willie. With the when she grabs the snake. Mm-hmm. He's and then in um Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, when Moss throws him the snake, he's like, Tell me it's a stick. He's I mean petrified. Here he's just dealing with it. Right. So not petrified. But I guess all the blood has rushed from his head into his cock. Because he's so erect. Like the oak. Be- yeah, the arc. The arc because coming. the arc is here, yeah. so he's not thinking clearly. His fear has escaped him a little bit. And we're back with Marion. And <laughs> she's trying to get Belloc fucked up. And she's telling him to pour. And he opens the bottle and he pours. And he hey, sits- Hold on a second. Hold- Dan had asked a question earlier. Oh, sure. So- what, what is it that they're drinking? Because he's French, so he it's his family label. Right, right. It's just so, Picard. I'm- Chateau Picard, nice. Uh, but what I what I found is that so in France, I was like, well, what kind of wine would get you that fucked? And up? And it's clear, yeah, it's clear. What kind of clear wine would get you that fucked up that fast? You know, for for what was happening. And then as I was researching, I was like, well, but in France they also have uh, clear brandy. Uh, which is which is a wine that they make out of uh, or uh, a brandy they make out of wine grapes that if you don't age it in barrels that it stays clear so it's like 40 50 percent alcohol and so there there is a French 
brandy that is clear. Okay. So I was like, okay, I I, I will accept that. All right. But she, uh, let's see here. Yeah, she's seducing him. He takes a sip. She gulps it. And then he tries to do that. And he coughs. Cut back to the Well of Souls. And they come upon the Ark. We get the Ark theme. They take off the top of this 800-pound stone <laughs> top. Just the two of them. Well, it's, I call it a giant stone coffin. And there's absolutely no way the two yeah. of them could lift that lid. No. no. Nope. No. No, cut back. Even to- pushing it off would be highly suspect. And, yes. Yeah, Indy touches it, and they look around. They settle on each side, and they, they, they do – the way that they actually lift it is the way that you're supposed to lift something of that size. What, what is happening? Are, are you lifting with your back? Of course I'm lifting with my back, Charlie. Okay, but I think your end is just lighter because no. the balls have rolled down to this end. No, you got to snap your back up and, and lift back. I'm jerking my back up. What do you hey, want hey, from me? What's- we, I, I believe we've played that clip before. <laughs> yes. Oh, along with Family Guy, Guy clip as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But back to the tent. Uh, she's laughing. She's, dr- you know, pretending to be drunk. What is this stuff? And he laughs. Oh, it's my family label. She grabs the nap, the, the nut, a knife, and they laugh. The what? She said, he said that. The naff. Yeah. She grabbed the naff. And she goes, well, uh, you know, Renee, it's been a pleasure, but I have to go. And as she's backing out, she bumps into Tote. Ah, we meet again, Fraulein. And then she hides behind Belloc. Well, he he says, uh, you Americans, always overdressing for the wrong occasions. (laughs) (laughs) But he pulls out a Matt Sex toy. (laughs) This actually, it was, the way this was done is great because you don't know what it is. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Some it, torture it, device. Yeah, exactly. But she runs back and she sits on uh, Belak's lap, and yeah. and it turns out to be a coat hanger. <laughs> yeah, like something you buy at a Sky Mall. Yeah, you're, <laughs> so you're on an airplane, look at a Sky Mall. It's like, wow, that's a really great looking hanger. I should get that. We go back to the Wall of Souls, and Indy and Sala have two wooden wooden poles that they're using to lift the Ark up, and lift it, lift it up, right? Gotcha. <laughs> It's impressive looking. Um, more, but, more shadow. But they work. don't. But but you notice that that nobody ever touches the ark, ever. I never even. It thought is glowing. Of that. It is glowing, which is kind of ominous. You know, it's it, the it's it's the power of our Lord Jesus Savior and Savior, which I would also say is ominous if it's glowing right in front of me. Right. Okay. Yes. But somewhere in here, R two D two and C three PO are on the background. I've on the ne- wall. I've it's I've never seen it. I've tried. I've looked. I've never seen it. But yeah. they they put but, put the arc in a crate and they nail it shut and mm-hmm. they're taking it. When, up. Okay, okay. Hold on, hold when on. Did they drop the crate. Hold on. Wouldn't if you were well? I guess knowing what we know now about what the Iman told Sala and Indy not to open it. But if you had the opportunity, wouldn't you open it right there? Or is it? We gotta get this thing out of here. It's like I've already lifted like two thousand pounds of, of, of like cement off the top of it. You know what's what's another hundred pounds of gold just to say, hey, what's in here? Yeah, yeah, I lift it up. Yeah, I take a peek. Yeah, yeah, but they they yell, take it up, Easy. and then we yeah we have our three three bad guys. We got Belloc, we got Dietrich, and then we got Knob Gobbler. It's like a sun, it's sunrise, right? It's we're, dawn we're in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there's guys sleeping everywhere. Belloc sees them and says to Dietrich, wake your men. And 
Indy is back in there. What, you're the you're tor- missing why he says it, though. As the well, guys are because, bitching at Belloc, he says, your methods of archaeology are too primitive for me. You would use a bulldozer to find a China cup. And he sees the dig. Yeah. And then it's he like, says, go get your f- men. See, this is why I don't drink during the podcast, because in my mind, I'm seeing it, but I'm not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> but back in the Well of Souls, uh, the torches are going out. Salah's going mm-hmm. up first, and the Nazis are assembling. And then, oh, that's, oh, wow, hold, hold on. <laughs> Nazis are assembling. Salah uh, gets up to the top, drops <laughs> the rope. <laughs> I, I don't have a bell. So you can use bell. my bell. All right. Yes, Dan, if you want to use my bell, you can use my bell. I assumed. And then the rope right. comes falling down. Kind of like the the. I suppose map falling room. up. Are you going to be a dick about that, no. too? No, I'm not. It's like the map room. It's kind of the same gag, right? Yeah. Because Indy's like, son of a bitch. Come on, man. What are you doing? Okay, now play the clip, Matt. Whatever are you doing in such a nasty place? Okay, honestly, the first time I saw this film, when this happened, I thought Sala had buddy fucked him for like oh, that really? half second. <laughs> wow. Okay. So it continues. Why don't you come on down here? I'll show you. Thank you, my friend. But I think we are all very comfortable up here. That's right, isn't it? <laughs> yes, we are very comfortable up here. So once again, Jones. What was briefly yours is now mine. What a fitting end to your life's pursuits. You're about to become a permanent addition to this archaeological find. Who knows? In a thousand years, even you may be worth something. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm afraid earlier. you must be going now, Dr. Jones. Our prize is awaited in Berlin. But I do not wish to leave you down in that awful place all alone. Slimy babe, you let me go! Stop it! Oh, ah! So Sala and the rest of them, the rest of the diggers, are on their knees and under arrest. And Belloc is unhappy as Marion is thrown into the well. Yeah, and knowing what we know about Nazis, I, I, they've got the ark, they've got their prize. They would just execute these guys, wouldn't exactly. They? Oh yeah, yeah. And this is where this is where there, you've got this gigantic Nazi presence here with all these troops, hundreds of troops. I the 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 British Empire would take serious umbrage with this. <laughs> I love the fact that you you've picked that up from me, Doug. Umbrage, <laughs> yeah. umbrage. Yeah, it's a mat word I've learned. Yes, but she's yeah. as Marion is going down. She grabs onto like a tooth of the big statue that literally scared the shit out of Sala. Yeah, and then that tooth breaks. Uh, he catches her, but she pushes off of him well, the, and calls the, the, him a son the, of a bitch. The tooth cracks for is cracking for just a second to kind of like build suspense. And yeah, right. she she doesn't fall directly to him. She kind of bounces down the statue, and mm-hmm. then he catches her, and then she pushes away from him to what? To the cobra, and then climbs back up on top of him, like on his back. Yeah, yeah. And then Belloc up on top goes. The girl was mine. And Dietrich says the only mission to the Fuhrer, only the mission to the Fuhrer matters. And then Belloc goes, adieu. And wait, 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 
Totally. Actually, Dietrich says, sometimes I wonder if you have that clearly in mind. And then... Well, he's French. He's <laughs> French. It's all about the girl. Yeah. It was not to be, Sherry. Yeah, I do. And then Tote giggles. <laughs> he's laughing his balls off. <laughs> yeah. In his, in his full shoulder-to-foot leather jacket. <laughs> in the desert. In the desert, 110 degrees outside. Yes. I, I love how they're slowly sliding the stone top back, and Marion's screaming, and it just stops as mm-hmm. she, you know it, it it becomes sealed and then down in the well of souls the torches are going out the kim king cobra is still there and you know he was actually billed sixth in the credits oh yeah yeah oh yeah it's yeah. a matt lie <laughs> but you sit on you sit on a throne of lies which you know what i'm so disappointed you that sit on a throne of lies in my boy, in the the Elf Junior musical that my boy is in, he doesn't get to say that. No, line. he doesn't. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he does say you smell like beef and cheese, <laughs> beef and cheese, or beef and something. No, it's cheese. I think is it beef yeah. and cheese. All right, he does get to say that, but he doesn't get to say you sit on a throne of lies. But in, Indy gives her a torch and he says to wave yeah. it at anything that slithers. And what is the first first thing she torches? His uh, his arm. No, his whip. His whip. His, oh, his whip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She burns the whip. Jesus. And and then he goes. He he, he points to her dress. Where'd you get this? Him. Him. From him. She's slut. Yeah. He's slut shaming her. Oh yeah, yeah. How are you getting out of here? I'm working on it. Where are you going? Through that wall. And then he climbs. He's got a torch in his mouth, and he sees a flag. A flag. Flag. What the fuck is wrong? A snake. <laughs> Flag a snake. It's the same thing. Uh, Don't tread on me. It, it actually <laughs> there is on the flag. There so you, you go. Got that. Yes, and he just kind of turns his mouth, his his head, and burns the snake, and, and the it, snake falls and hits hits Marion. Yes, and she gives him some side eye. That's three She's weeks like, in a row. Son of a bitch. Yeah, he's rocking the statue back and forth, back and forth. It crashes through the wall. She climbs through, and. There's a bunch of mummies. Is that what you were they? Were they be mummies? Yeah. In in the the novelization that I read, it was it was the the workers that mm-hmm. had created the the uh, whatever room it was that that was their their catacombs is right. what it was antechamber. Yeah. So and but but the screaming, I thought you know, so it se- it sounded like the skeletons were screaming. Yeah. Well, it, which which reminded me of poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Not poltergeist. Yeah, the skeletons notes, came yeah. out of the pool, right? And when he is on the statue and the statue comes down, that actually cracked the floor of the stage of Elstree Studios where this was filmed. And okay. the uh, the skeletons in this scene were actual human skeletons. Really? Because like, it was like the, cheaper. Like the skeletons in the pool. Yeah, exactly. Of, of poltergeist. poltergeist. They exactly. They were real. Because it was cheaper to get real skeletons than to uh-huh. get fake skeletons. Yes, but now she's involved in a mummy gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> and and was Forrestal, I could have swore that the Forrestal um, remains from the beginning of the movie were were the first ones that she saw. I, they were very, very similar. Oh, it's possible. Well, there's a snake coming out like a, a reverse blowjay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he grabs her and he says, look, daylight. And they push a big old stone out. 
And there they see the flying wing, which is right where they needed to be. Not a real plane, but it sure looks cool, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It does, but yes. the, the geography of this makes absolutely no sense. How right. so? Where they go out of versus where they are for that dig. Okay. Because they're down, but they're not, they're actually higher than anything else. Oh. Okay. Yes. And, it's but, very convenient. Mm-hmm. Say that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. They're going to fly it out here. When, when the arc gets loaded, we'll be already beyond the plane. And Dietrich wants to have a toast with Belloc, but Belloc is still a little bit butthurt about Marin getting thrown into the pit. Yeah. Well, he says, I, I, I will toast when we are far away from here. Do you know how Which hard it like is to, to find a woman here? Much less a good-looking one. I mean, honestly. <laughs> but Indy runs up to the plane, and he's uh, climbing up, and someone on the ground sees him, and he kicks him, and they're fighting. And then Monkey Man yep. comes Sorry, out of a tent, man. sees this, and starts laughing. It takes off his shirt. Yeah. And in the meantime, Marion grabs the wheel chocks. The chocks, yeah. 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 And... The monkey man, Indy's up on the plane, and monkey man's like, come as he here. And he hesitates. He's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. And then he comes down, and he looks at the ground and kind of points. So monkey man looks and kicks him and doesn't phase him one bit. And monkey man, just one punch. Knocks him down. Yeah. I mean, Pat Roach, he's a big dude. He is a big dude. Yeah. Yeah, didn't we think that he was in Cannonball Run? Yeah, and it was not him. <laughs> it was not him, no. <laughs> but the pilot yeah. has taken out a pistol but doesn't have a clean shot, and then Indy bites Monkey Man's arm, and then under the plane, out the other side, almost shot, Monkey Man keeps getting in the way of the pilot having a clear shot at Indy. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, and who is that pilot? That is, is that Lawrence Kasdan? Nope. Paul, or... You're almost there. Philip Kaufman? One more. Frank Marshall. Frank, I was going to say Helen Hunt was going to be my next guess. <laughs> no, it's Frank Marshall. Yeah, because the pilot, the, pilot, the pilot was sick. Right. And he had to go sit, and he's like, yeah, all I had to do was just like sit in there, and it was 110 degrees mm-hmm. for like three days straight. Do you know who he's married to? Frank. He is married to Catherine Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy. Kennedy. Yes. So fuck him and fuck Head her. of Lucasfilm. Yeah. Yes. Who keeps canceling all the movies I want to see? Yeah. But Indy throws some dirt in Monkey Man's face, and Marion knocks out the pilot. Pilot falls on the throttle, and the plane starts moving. Yeah. And but in the mean, but while that happens, the hatch closes, and she's stuck. Well, where is she? She's in Doug's favorite place. The cockpit. The cockpit. The cockpit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but a truck comes full of troops, and she lights it the fuck up. <laughs> and wouldn't. Wouldn't everybody on the other side of the hill, Belloc and Dietrich and Gobbler, hear that machine gun fire? No, they don't hear anything till the explosion. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, she right. kills more people than Indiana Jones does. She does. And you know, I, I read that Indiana Jones never kills the main bad guy. It's always the main hmm. the main bad guy always da- dies based on like greed or yeah, yeah, it's the it's 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 whatever you know hubris that they're that they're they're chasing at the time. Yes, and that no innocent person ever dies in an Indiana Jones film. Eh, I don't think that's probably true, but not well, not in the new one. Like who? 
when the bad guys kill oh, all the professors. Kill all the office workers. Okay, well that's true. All right. And uh and Antonio Banderas. Let's say the first three. Yeah. The first three. Oh, yeah. the first four. Four. Yes. Because it wasn't directed by that it just didn't seem like an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, when they, when, yeah, they when they did that, I was just and then it broke. That was so horrible. I mean, I was just like, this is not Yeah. And then it broke into the horse rate, and I've said this on this podcast before. When he's running through the subways on a horse, I was just thinking to myself, he's running on a horse. He's right. Yes. He's <laughs> running on a horse, Matt. He's riding Damn. on a horse. <laughs> he's talented. So fucking talented. Yeah. Tell you what. He's riding on the horse through the subway. I was thinking to myself, I can't wait for this movie to be done. That was early mm-hmm. in that film. <laughs> it was very yeah. early. Having to hit time travel. I was having, I was actually having a little bit of a panic attack. Like, like my heart was racing. And, and honestly, this is, this is, I'm not kidding when I say this. That I was having a panic attack based on the fact that this movie sucked so bad. <laughs> it was gonna kill And I remember telling Beth sitting next to me, I'm like, I'm having a real problem here. Mm-hmm. I might have to leave. And I it was like some weird physiological thing that was happening to me. I was so upset that this movie was mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Is, does that seem bad? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the point though, uh Marion is uh much more of a murderer than than Indiana Jones is yes. as at, the, at this time. Yes. But the wing of the plane hits the fuel truck and she blows up something? Yeah, she something shoots, blows uh, up some fuel which explodes yes. as Indy continues and, to try to avoid the monkey man with the and the, plane the Germans spinning. Yeah, they saw and heard that. And he sees that she's trapped and that there's fuel running from the fuel truck to this flame situation that she created yeah which if you look at it so she shot at like at the top of this fuel truck like like the top like a foot from the top of this fuel truck okay she hit these bullet holes and so fuel's spraying out of it Mm -hmm. i'm like that would have like five seconds later have been like okay we're out of fuel it's like she didn't shoot the bottom of the the fuel truck yeah it's at the top and it's just like kind of arcing out like a like a yeah but that's that's what's causing the fuel leak though the 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 wing of the plane clips the fuel tanker which rips it open. Yes. Right, right, right. Okay. Yes. But he sees that her, she's trapped and he's like, oh my God, Marion. No, she says, oh my God. Oh, she says, oh my God. Because yeah, she's smarter than he is. He so says, she's like, oh fuck, I'm in trouble. Marion. But he's continuing to get his ass kicked. He punches back a bunch of times. I mean, this guy's nose is split open. Super impressed. Yes. Indy gets knocked to the ground and then ducks because... Probably the biggest or one of the biggest things I remember as far as deaths from this film is concerned is the propellers just like rip Monkey Man up. Yes. Yeah. He gets chopped up. Indy climbs up on the plane, tells her to back up, shoots the lock on the hatch. They get out. They run, which actually does happen in the Disney stunt show. That is such an amazing show. We haven't talked about that, but. It is such an amazing show. And Dan, I, I I don't know if I mentioned this before. I think I did. I was a star in that yeah, show. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. With the yes. turban and yes. everything else. They asked yeah. me to come back. They're like, we would like you to become a permanent <laughs> member of our stunt show. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't. I live in Wisconsin. There's a guy fucking somebody else in my bed. I need to get back. <laughs> but the, the Nazis have gotten back to the wreck and get the Ark on the truck. We'll fly it out of Cairo. Are they? Would they fly it from Cairo to Berlin? Is that is that the plan? Or were they going to fly it to that anal island? Uh, no, no. It would have been out of Cairo and be to Berlin. Yeah. Because that okay. island, even though it's like looks extremely lush, except it's desert, there's no airstrip <laughs> there. Okay. 
It's just a U U boat pen. Yeah, but yeah. I want plenty of protection. And a guard tower blows up, and then Belak just says, "Jones, Jones, Jones." Jones. Yes, he finds Sila. 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 <laughs> yes. Oh my God, my friend! I thought you were dead. Um, <laughs> but they're putting the ark on a truck. Truck? What truck? And they're watching them load. They have to hold the the workers back with their rifles and the machine guns. And then this is like one of my favorite lines from this movie. Get back to Cairo. Get us some transport to England. Boat, plane, anything. Meet me at Omar's. Be ready for me. I'm going after that truck. Oh, I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. And I, who's Omar? Omar. Yeah, he has a garage. Yeah, he's got a garage. Yeah. Okay. These in uh, Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> But it's another yeah. great set piece, and then and he's on a horse, and he, he he stole that horse. So somebody is like waking up the next day, being, like, "Where's my fucking horse? Where's my horse?" Like twenty twenty percent of my worldly value has just been stolen by some westerner. Yes, and the locals are cheering as Indy does a ride by of the set, just hauling horse, and on a truck, a bunch of guys who got conscripted are about to die, and they don't even know it. And the music. Here gives me chills, and then there's this shift in the music as Indy goes from up on the hill down towards the the trucks. That is just fucking amazing. Okay. It's awesome the way that it goes from this to that. Yeah, yeah, no, that is pretty cool. That is a cool transition. But he's riding up along that truck, and one of the guys in the scout car that's following them has got his MG42 belt-fed machine gun and starts trying to shoot at him. And the guys in the back of the truck are like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. hey, man!" <laughs> And, and the I'm guy, right, I'm literally right here. Yeah, and the guy, like the head German in the back of the truck, with kind of like the, the the blonde hair that's balding. Mm -hmm. He's I, he's like I the thought, head stunt man in this movie. He does the whole trick with the going underneath the truck. And he's also, I think, Indy's like like stunt guy, right? Yeah. I mean, and I always thought that guy looked a lot like Paul Hogan. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah. From from earlier, which was the you know the the crocodile Dundee guy. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yes. yeah, they they don't care who they hit. And then Indy tosses one driver out, and then he actually has a conversation with the other guy that's driving. Drive. Don't look at me. Look at the road. That's how accidents happen. What's your name? Cathcart, Robert A. Okay. Robert oh, A, please. get out of the truck. I got no beef with you. No. Go on. Go on. Go on. Okay, Dan, do you know so what that's So that's from? in my top five. That that movie is in my top five. First Blood. Okay, thanks, Dan. <laughs> I said, Dan, oh, do you was... know what that's from? Oh, sorry. Did you... uh, no, no, no. I was going to say, it sounds like Stallone, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, the, the look, that, see, the look that Dan was giving me was like, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> but yeah. Indy slams on the, the brakes. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's First Blood. Stallone, right, right. Stallone and First. When's the last time you saw First Blood? Uh, long time ago. Oh, it's such a good movie. Mm. It, it is really not is. a Rambo film. Yeah. First not. Blood is not a Rambo film. That's the, the hardest part is separating the two of them. 
Well, that's Brian Dennehy and uh, uh-huh. yeah, that that's actually I think the best Rambo movie. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Yeah, that's no, a Last film. Blood is the best. No, it's not. It's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, but it, Indy slams on the brakes. The arc slides forward, and the car crashes into the back of the truck. And then he hits the gas, and someone falls out the back. And we get a Wilhelm scream ah! as the guy falls. As out. the guy falls onto the hood of the car behind him. Yes. But they blast through some scaffolding, and a guy lands, an Arab guy lands on the hood and kind of looks at them. And they, Indy and the German both kind of look at each other and smile. And then Indy throws them out. Yeah, they, they take on Aqueduct, which this will come up a little bit more in just a second. But Indy's in charge, and he, he's moving up on what I call the touring car, which is with Belloc and Dietrich and the others. Dietrich. And yeah. Tote, yes. Gobbler is on the other staff car. And the touring car goes back through the aqueduct, but Indy just drives over it. And 300 locals died because of the actions of Indiana Jones in the scene. <laughs> oh, because, because, they, because they took away their water? Yeah. I know. Actually, that was, that was actually – so I – somebody who loves the uh, book Dune, you know, I'm sitting there looking at the water. It's like, oh, that water is super important, you know, as, as, as they take that aqueduct away. Yes. Yeah. But there's a motorcycle that comes up alongside of him, and he just kind of – just turns the wheel a little bit and, and knocks him into a wadi and smiles. Uh, then he hits the second uh, car, the other car, the other staff car with Gobbler the second time. And how they were ended up ended up in Arizona in the Grand Canyon, <laughs> I do not know. Well, it, 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 yeah, they're all of a sudden in an area that is very mountainous. Yeah. Did they not know how to use the brake pedal? <laughs> It's like, oh, here's this cliff. Let's just keep on driving. It's oh. Toots. It's Toots as the cat is driving. <laughs> uh, but but indeed, smile. Like like I love how the fact that that he he kind of looks left a little bit. Like should I? And then he smiles. He's like, yeah, I should. And yeah. He, and he just drives right into him. Yeah. But now the sergeant or whoever the blonde haired German guy orders the troops to climb out and they come along the sides. They, they come out of the truck and they're climbing on the sides. Classic blunder. Yeah. Yes. They're, tr- Indy they're trying see- to do the, the Dahlberg changing seats method. Yes. Indy sees them in the mirror and, uh, and then just kind of brushes them off. Yeah. He uses palm trees, to take out most of them. It's like a mm-hmm. Fred Flintstone car wash. <laughs> but one of them but, rips a hole in the side of the truck. Yes. And the main, the, the, the blonde haired German sergeant climbs out that, comes up over the top. Smart. Correct? Smart. Yes. And comes over through the door. But he loses his hat. And he's lose. like, oh shit, my hat. Yes. Yeah. And it's but dug in a cameo. It is. Because he's <laughs> bald <laughs> as fuck. No, that guy's got <laughs> way more hair than I do. <laughs> no, I was like, all of a sudden I relate to this guy. I yes. want to see what happens. That to guy him. has more hair than Dan and I combined. Just for the record. Dan's balder than I am. But what? you are look at okay okay let's like, you've got just so like harsh. you've got like a little tuft up here it is actually yeah yeah it is it's and like I, a, what is it from the Grinch where you got the and you let you you let that little tuft just stand straight up I do a little bit, I, and yeah. I'm kind of kind of going doing that same thing mm-hmm. best doesn't care I'm like I'm fifty <laughs> I don't care I think it's kind of me yeah I'm rolling with the Dan hair <laughs> method which just kind of stands straight up I I like it actually yeah, it is what it is it is what it is. Um, the guy does the, guy, the gymnastic entrance and he kicks yes. Indy over to the oh passenger seat. 
Yes. And then shoots him in the arm. Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> well, you think, but he like shows no for the rest of the movie. It's like, yeah, I got shot in the arm. Hold on whatever. a second. Hold on a second. This is hold on a second. There's one guy that no, this guy does not shoot Indy in the arm. There's another guy that came through with the first group of guys that got brushed off. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that guy shot Indy in the arm, and then Indy I think kicks him, and the guy's hanging on the door, and then falls off. You're right, right. Yes, and then the blonde-haired sergeant yeah, comes. Crocodile Dundee o- does not shoot Indy in the arm. No, he comes up over the top, but swings through the door, and then right. punches him in the arm a couple of times, which would hurt like a mother. I mean, I've never been shot, but I can only imagine that if I was shot in the arm and somebody and then punched, punched me there in, yeah. in several the arms, wound? yeah. Yeah, that would not feel good. And then throws Indy out through the front window. And, and in not a great uh, ad for Mercedes. No. As, as he's holding on to the Mercedes emblem, <laughs> then holding yeah. on to the front grill. Well, Dan, were you part of that generation that would go around and steal hood ornaments from, from Mercedes Benz's? Uh, I actually was around the generation that stole uh, hub covers off of Mazda's. But really, uh, I've never yeah. heard that one. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I had a Mazda and I needed hub covers, so that's that's the group I hung out with. Okay, but, um, but I I have heard that. Uh, no, yeah. I we Matt and I went to high school with guys that had like three Mercedes Benz 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 ornament hood ornaments on their keychains, mm-hmm. like it was a symbol of pride type of thing, which was stupid. I thought mm-hmm. yes, but yes, he's hanging on the hood ornament and then the grill. And yeah, he's, and he's, he's like, up. come and see here, come and see. And he's like, come, yes. come ram our car. Yes. Cause yeah. Indy is, well, he's sitting on a wooden bench in front of this, in front of this Mercedes, in front of the wheel. Like his either leg is on, and on front of the driver's side front wheel. Uh, but then he goes underneath the truck and we can see him going through a channel <laughs> in the sand. <laughs> well, this is a this is a thing from an old western stagecoach. Stage yeah. John Wayne, John yeah, Wayne. Yeah. Everybody had if you took a film class, you had to watch stagecoach. Oh yeah, but I mean, this is a thing. This is definitely an homage to that. Mm-hmm. And but he hooks his whip, the handle of his whip, up through the the muffler, and drag pulls him. You know, comes out, shoots out the back of the truck, and he's being dragged. Pulls himself. And then climbs up the side and swings through the door just like the dude did to him and smacks him and throws him out. And he's now trying to do the kind of the same thing, but he slips and Indy runs him over. Yeah, and, and did he's I miss, did uh, I runs. A, did I miss the, anything? No, he's running the touring car, touring car yes. off the road afterwards. Right, right. Yes. It comes to a stop and Belloc is calling them all idiots. And Indy now is wincing in pain. With his like shot arm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he pulls into a town circle and into a shop, and they pull down an awning to hide him. Do not just a shop; it's Omar's garage. Is that Omar? Are you sure we're, we're sure that we're hundred percent okay? Because my thought was it says on the it says on the marquee. <clears throat> my thought was, how do these guys? They just see a German truck pull into town. How do they know that? This is something that they should be cheering for and, and Sala. This is all Sala's group. Yeah. Okay. How did Sala get there so quickly, though? I don't know. You didn't ride a horse. Yeah. Did I mean? Did he use like a, you know, 
Telegraph. Telegraph. The Omar. Are you hitting yeah. something? I hear a. Am I, he's, he's doing I'm, the telegraph. I'm doing the telegraph. I'm doing the telegraph. Indy coming in, in but, German yeah. car. Yes. Yeah. Mercedes, uh, probably. A couple locals approach the touring car and they see that, like, one person isn't even a person, is, is just like a stick figure in a jacket. <laughs> right, right. But they somebody gives a melon to Dietrich and he just throws it. Well, not only does he throw it, like, angrily, he hits but his dog. He throws it and he hits a fucking dog. Yes. Fucking like, the dick. dog goes, it's uh, like, oh man, Germans are such assholes. Yes. The Turing car leaves and locals celebrate. And then now we're on the docks. Uh-huh. And Indy and Marion approach Sala. It's all arranged for the boat. The Ark is already on board. Yeah. Sala trusts these guys. He introduces Katanga. And he go- and Katanga says, my cabin is yours. Uh, I heard a lot about you. Your appearance is exactly how I imagined. And then they say goodbye to Sala. Get back to Cairo. Sorry. Got to switch pages here. <laughs> goodbye. Look after each other. I am already missing you. You're my good friend. Sorry. That is for fire. That is for your children, and this is for you. Okay, this is a thing that I did not realize before. I thought she always said fire. She says no, she fire. It's fire. That's his wife. That's his wife. Yeah. I never wow. knew that until I watched it with the subtitles. That. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the, this is the first time that I ever realized the, the ship horn as she kisses his lips. Yes. Yeah, uh, it symbolizes his raging erection. <laughs> right. And he, and he starts singing, and this is done again in Dial of Destiny. But Okay. Uh, Later, uh, Indy and Marion are in a cabin. She was cleaning up, and she's wearing a nightie she got from Katanga. It's a silky shoulder-to-ankle nice thing. She only had to give him a half-and-half for it. What's a half-and-half? Dan, do you know what half-and-half is? No. Uh, It's it's half-handy, (laughs) half-blowy. Oh, okay. I got lots of those in high school. (laughs) But she says it's not the first time that a woman has traveled with these pirates, and it's lovely, yeah. And yeah. then it's like we get a – I don't – where's – no, it doesn't – I have a clip here, which doesn't make sense. But um, she's, okay. she's looking in the mirror, and the mirror is kind of – it's a sketchy-looking mirror. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, Indy is kind of sitting there rubbing his – you know, look, just looking at himself like, man, I look like shit. But she <laughs> spins the mirror, and then – from outside of the ship, we hear him scream. She goes, did you say something? Yeah. What did you say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But then they have this conversation. Ah, ah, wait. I don't need you. Not the man I knew 10 years ago. It's not the years, right? It's the mileage. Please, I don't need a nurse. I just want He's to sleep. He's such a baby. Marion, leave me. Is this here? Go away. Yes. Hurts. 
Wow. Well, goddammit, anywhere doesn't it hurt? Cheer. Here. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you all emotional? Are you getting all emotional? Oh so, yeah. God, but so he, but he fell asleep. You ever fall asleep when you're about to get some? No, I've probably passed mm. out. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like drinking wise or it's, it, uh, okay. A long, long time <laughs> ago. A long time ago. Oh, I was screwing around with a girl that I probably sh- I was way over my skis with <laughs> and I was wasted and I was at my brother's house and I I'm I'm pretty sure I fell asleep. I'm pretty sure I passed out. Yeah. I mean anytime I passed out, I mean I'd be shooting pool with rope anyway. Right. Yo yeah. But yeah. never yeah, actually, when uh, I was being kissed though. I mean No. No. And and she says uh never get a break, do we? And Mm-hmm. Think she went to the corner and had like a frustrated bean flick, maybe, maybe, yeah. But now we see the the crate that is holding the ark in the ship's hold with an ominous buzzing. Yes, yeah. and the swastika swastika gets kind of burnt out, and we see a like a mouse run away. It's, it's, like, a, it's a rat. It's not a mouse. Oh yes, it's yeah. Was that a rat? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, actually, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty yeah. good. God, man, God hates these Nazis. Yes, he does. It's weird when you think about it, though, because the swastika has a history that predates the Nazis by thousands of years. With the um, Incas? Well, I know. With well, I know. I had a customer that they were Hindus. Mm-hmm. And on their front porch, you'd walk up, and there was the concrete stoop, and they had swastikas, swastikas painted. They were backwards. Yeah. There were some we ran into Mexico that had, like, backwards swastikas painted, or, like, in tiles on the floor yeah. that predated Nazi Germany. If you go to the Milwaukee Public Museum, and you go into the, what's the... um the place in Colorado with the the houses in the in the caves. House uh, in the Rock. The, no, 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 House no, no, no. It's like uh, Pueblo. Yes. Yeah. So they have like a that giant full size diorama of mm-hmm. that, and there are some swastikas mm-hmm. in those. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the, Nazis. Nothing original, you know. Nazis. No. Yeah. Yeah. I use no. the the V symbol. <laughs> the V symbol. From, Dan- from the show, from, from the show V, from yeah, the show which, V, which yeah. is like not a very hidden Nazi Nazi mm-hmm. allegory. No, not at all. Especially with the uh, you know the Jewish characters that were in there. It's like I remember the Holocaust. Yeah, uh-huh. and, yeah. Was that the old lady that put in the fake teeth? And she, yeah, yeah. And the, and you had the the Aberson character. You know, yep. And, and it was just like oh yeah, yeah. But uh, so. Indy is uh, pulling the slide back on a pistol, and she says, "What is it? Engines have stopped. I'm going to go check and." Question. 
Marion is naked right now. She is. I, they totally had sex before. Like I'm, I'm thinking this is like two or three days instead of just like a couple hours. You think so? Oh yeah, totally. So they're going from Cairo to Greece. Crete, right? Yeah. yeah, which is like 600 miles because yeah. you're going from one the bottom of the Mediterranean to the top of the Mediterranean on a shitty freighter, freighter. right? Yes. So at least a day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they totally had sex, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indy's talking to Katana. you guys. Fuck you guys are gonna yeah, yeah. fuck, <laughs> which is weird because it's like, man, fuckers. you're kind of you're kind of you're kind of old for me right now, but uh, it's still it's still doing it some for me. So yeah, but yeah, but Indy, uh, he, go ahead. Indy's go talking ahead. to Katanga. What's happening? Uh, most important friends. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I, I never heard holy shit before. I watched it this time. I was like, oh, he really does say holy shit. All right. Yeah. You must but, disappear. Go, go, my friend. It's, it's a, it's a U boat. It is a U boat. So, so Katanga, where, where do we know Katanga from? Well, you know, I listened to the clip. So, no, no, that's not Katanga. That's Katanga's first mate. Okay, where's Katanga from? He's in Harry Potter. Is he really? Mm-hmm. He's Kingly Shackley Bolt, who had like no clips or anything that I could pull for him, but mm-hmm. uh, he's like the head head orer. For uh, Harry Potter, the actor. Okay. All right. But um, let's see where we are. Yeah, the Nazis board the the ship, and Indy's going to get to Marion, but the Nazis already have her, and she's bitching, don't you touch me, and he does. Don't you touch me. Yeah. They find the Ark. They're holding the crew at gunpoint. While he is in, is that a vent? There's got to be some sort of technical. What is that called? What is the thing he's hiding in called? I, I have no idea. Uh, I, I have no idea. I'd, I'd call it a portal, but that, that's not right. Yeah. And yeah. Marion goes to punch Dietrich, and Katanga stops her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about Jones? There's no trace yet, sir. Jones is dead. I killed him. He was of no use to us. This girl, however, has certain value where we're headed. She'll bring a very good prize. Hmm? Herr Colonel, that cargo you've taken, if it's your goal, go in peace with it, but leave us a girl. It would reduce our loss on this trip. Savage. You are not in the position to ask for anything. Sir, I demand of you. You are in the position to demand nothing. I, on the other hand, am in a position to grant nothing. We will take what we wish, and then decide whether or not to blow your ship from the water. The girl goes with me. But in the meantime, what we don't, what you don't hear in that clip is there's a German soldier that's right in front of Indy while he's looking out that portal, and he tosses a heater, which probably goes down his shirt. And then Bob Jansen immediately dives in there to get the last couple of drags off that heater. Yeah, you have no idea who Bob Jansen is, but I know. this is a guy that, that's not even his real name, <laughs> but I never witnessed this. Matt witnessed this, that if, if you were smoking a cigarette and there's like, you know, a quarter inch left, and if you threw it on the ground, that he would go and grab it. And like, Dude, you're wasting that. Get the, there's still meat on that bone, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when Katanga uh, uh, takes Mary and, and smells her hair, and uh-huh. they're like, wow, what a great performance. I mean, he's like, totally. No, it's, great. it's like, I'm trying to save Marion, 
by being as as horrible a person as I can be, and you just look at it, it's like, wow, that's 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 really good acting. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Belloc wants the girl. Uh, part of his compensation, I'm sure your fear fear will agree. Yes. Yeah, it's it's salary. Then it's four hundred one k. Then it's uh, any tr- uh, any trim that's left behind. Yeah, r- yeah. It's like random random tail. Uh-huh. That's well, what it is. What he says is, if she doesn't please me, you may do as with her as you wish. I'll waste no more time with her. And I'm thinking he's French, so there's going to be some ass play involved, right? Is there Fran- is there French pl- is there ass play in, in France? Yeah, is that a thing? I thought in Braveheart, I know that the English king or somebody says they make love with their mouths. Yeah, so with the tongue and everything. Oh, yes. oh my god! Yeah, yeah. The I don't tongue know about doesn't ass play. remove ass play from the conversation. Uh, I thought that was a Greek thing. Well, yeah, this yeah. Greek, French. I'm multicultural. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, but on the uh, sub, a, a guy with a sweet stash is doing maps, and there's oh. a guy in a leather jacket that comes down the ladder. And I swear, the first time I saw this, I thought that was supposed to be indie in disguise. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, so but the map guy, though, you know who the map guy is? Not no. the map guy in the sub, but the other guy. No, the map guy in the sub. Oh, who's the map guy in the sub? Isn't that the guy who plays Admiral Ozzel in Empire Strikes Back? Oh, now I'm going to have to go and watch. And then he also plays uh, Adolf Hitler in The Last Crusade when he signs Indy's book. Really? Yeah. How about that? See, I told you Dad was going to bring it. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I fucked up on my next clip because I forgot to add something, but Doug won't mind because it's a Titanic Wait. thing. But <laughs> so are we? Are we still on the? Are we still on the sub? Yep. All right. So in the novelization that I read, said that Indy swam swam to the sub, lashed himself to the periscope, and that's how he got to the mm-hmm. island of Crete. Or that's how that up. that's how they showed it in the comic book adaptation too. Right, right. Because which makes sense because subs did run on the surface 99% of the time until they had to dive because a destroyer or an airplane or something. Yeah, if they're, yes. if they're under the surface, they have to run on batteries. So. Right. And the batteries would not last that long back then. But if they were running on the surface, they would have guys up on the conning tower. Well, yeah, that's 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 what I was thinking. Is like, why wouldn't you have like... Yeah. Well, they lookout. go to periscope depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I cry shenanigans on this one. I'm like, I'm not sure how Indy... Gets on this thing and goes however long he needs to go to the to the sub pen. Yes, but back on the freighter, the oh. yes, the freighter, you, the freighter you, eating Doug, I have a piece of ice. Sorry, <laughs> on, on the freighter, like Katanga a Labrador is, over here. It's like it's not like Doritos or something, right? Katanga is talking to like his first mate, mm-hmm. and who is this first mate, Dan? Who is this first mate? Well, his first mate is. Over there. Poisson. Soufflé. Escargot. Chocolate mousse. Mm. <laughs> you mind if I have a swig of this? Go right ahead. What the hell is this stuff? Gasoline. <laughs> yeah. So right. his what? first his first mate is chocolate mousse. Chocolate mousse. <laughs> Now, have you guys done Top Secret? We have no. not done Top Secret. Oh, my God. I like right, that so, film. I really do. Yeah. So this is Eddie Taigo. Uh, he's a, a great actor, but uh, he plays the first mate of Katanga. He also plays Chocolat Mousse in Top Gun. 
Not Top Gun. Hot Shots. No, not Hot, hot no. Shots. <laughs> top, top Secret. secret. <laughs> top Secret. We've all had way too much to drink. Yep. Right. No, it's uh, uh, Top Secret, but he's uh, such a great character actor in, in that uh, But yeah, uh, But he can't find Jones. Well, he has to be somewhere. Yep, here you Look go. again. Can't find Mr. Jones, Gordon. I've looked everywhere. He's got to be here somewhere. Look again. I found him. Where? Also, as as like a, a submarine commander, you're looking through the periscope. It's like, why the fuck are all those guys cheering? Yeah, on yeah. That yeah. Ship yeah. That we just a, completely a owned, hundred percent. Yeah, but uh, they dive and. In my notes, they were only go to periscope depth, but we get more maps moving stuff, and they head to Skull Island, Anal Island, which uh, fortunately had a sub bay. And well, and this this is a real sub pen that was in La Rochelle, France. That it was. I mean, I kind of want to go to La Rochelle, France, and see this sub pen that is still fully intact. It, and like the the from what I read, the like all, all the. Um, graffiti. graffiti and everything else was, was, was already still there. Yeah. But, uh, in these oh, high, uh, but, uh, sorry, the last thing. So the, 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 the submarine, my understanding is that it was the, the Das Boot. Oh, yes. Model. They took a model. They took a model from, uh, uh, the set, the set of, of Das Boot and they used it for, for this filming. And I was trying to remember who the, the, the director of Das Boot was. But he like they showed up for filming one day and like the model was gone. Hey man, like hey man, where's my model? Where's my model? (laughs) (laughs) It's like I was like, oh, they needed it for this other film. Yes, yeah, Jürgen Prochnow. Jürgen Prochnow. Yeah, but Matt, when we talked, when we were doing Beverly Hills Cop two, Matt was calling him Jürgen. (laughs) Jürgen. It's like like the lotion. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But uh, Indy is hiding and he's wet and he pulls a guy into where he's hiding and he beats him and then. He sees Marion and he starts to get dressed. And Belloc and Marion share a contentious look hold, as he walks away. Hold on a away. second. Hold on, hold on a second. As they take her off of the the submarine, there's a German that's got a bandage on his head and his arm is in a sling, and he's holding the machine gun on Marion. And I'm trying to figure out where what was this a guy that was? What's this guy's story? What's this guy's story? Yeah, I'd never seen that before. Well. I, I just know when Belloc said, the girl is mine, if she does not do what I want, you can do with her what you want. And at this point, as they get into the sub bay, he wants nothing more to do with her. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's he's all about the arc at yeah, this point. Well, no, no, no I it's think, not just I that. Think... She wouldn't toss his salad. I mean, she, yeah. she yeah. like did not bring to bear whatever it is he wanted from her. Mm-hmm. Sure, but as yeah, because he yeah, because he looks at her and then walks away. But so, as so, so the German is like a uh, uh, Dengar from from Empire Strikes Back. He's got like the bandage and everything else, he's and his like, arm is in a sling. Yeah, he's like, dude, that guy. I want to know that guy's story. Yeah, I kind of do too. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we never know. Is there really a whole lot of information about Dengar out there? Uh, uh, probably in, more than you need. Yeah, actually, in the uh, the the Bounty Hunter Wars series, okay. uh, the book series, 
there, there's a lot about Dengar. Okay. D- did you need the Book of Boba Fett? No. no. <laughs> Jesus Christ, no. So <laughs> That was such a horrible piece of stuff. Oh, my there God. There were some good things about it. Yeah, Not Vespa, much. the Vespa race where they're all in the Vespas going, oh, oh we're was... a Vespa gang. And the Rancor ravaging mm-hmm. through, um, what's the name of the city? Mos Espa? Yes, Mos Espa. Yeah. That was bad. It was problematic. That, but yeah. <laughs> but um, <sighs> as yeah. Indy is trying to get dressed, he has a problem. What's his problem? The uniform's too small. Yeah, shirt's yeah. too small. And yeah. he's discovering he's being berated by another German or a German and he starts mm-hmm. to comb his hair, and eventually he's had enough, and he just punches the German and catches his hat. Yes. Which which always makes me laugh, because he, he has a comb. It's like, you, yeah. you go back and look at like any film of like the 50s or the 60s or the 70s, it's like everyone always has a comb in their pocket. I was like, wow, you guys, with your hair uh-huh. and everything else. It was, it was a culture thing. I mean, think about, especially the, the 50s, 60s, it was like greaser culture. It was all about combing your hair back. Yeah, well, this, was, this was the 30s, though, man. Yeah, that was yeah. not the 50s, 60s. But yeah. did, did you have an unbreakable yeah. comb? I did. I, I, I had an unbreakable comb. I, when I, was I in did the, not. I, I the broke only it comb. just to prove that I could. <laughs> oh, all right. Did you just like a vice or you're like your No, just your like teeth, back and what? forth, back and forth, back and forth, yeah. back and forth. You get a black comb that was, what, five inches long on picture mm-hmm. day? Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was the comb that we would use to play. Did you ever play Bloody Knuckles with the comb? Oh, God. Yeah. What's that? It's oh, where you'd have the comb on your hand, and and somebody else like pretend there's a comb on my hand, and if you you would have to grab it, and then hit me in the knuckles, <laughs> okay, bef- before I pulled away. <laughs> but if but if I flinched, right, then you could take the comb and hit me as hard as you wanted to on the knuckles. You guys are really tough in Wisconsin. So what we did was we we took wax paper, and we turned it into like kazoo's, where you would just like uh take wax paper on a comb and turn oh, yeah. it into that, a kazoo. We did that as well. Yeah, but yeah, it's a lot less bloody. Yeah, no, you know I, I would come home with you know tore up knuckles. <laughs> My dad didn't give a shit. Did you get into a fight? No, I got I, I got into a comb war. A comb <laughs> like, war. Oh, right. Yes, we play bloody knuckles <laughs> on the bus. Yeah. But uh, but Dietrich has a problem with the thing that uh, Belloc wants to do. Uh huh. Altar has been just, prepared just, in accordance with your radio instructions, sir. Good. Get the out there immediately. Monsieur, I am uncomfortable with the thought of this Jewish ritual. Are you sure it's necessary? Let me ask you this. Would you be more comfortable opening the Ark in Berlin for your Fuhrer, finding out only then if the sacred pieces of the covenant are inside, knowing only then whether you have accomplished your mission and obtained the one True and, and and Belloc's right, but I I don't think those are the reasons he's doing this. He he's he's right in that what he's telling Dietrich. It's like, do you want to go to Hitler and show this shit to him, or do you want to know for sure? But that's not why Belloc wants to do this. So so why why does Belloc want to do this? He is as much of a bad guy as Belloc is. He is he's concerned with the history. He wants mm-hmm. to know he's about the 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 historical stuff about the ark. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think he's more about that. I mean, at the end of the day, uh cuz again, is is it the money? 
Is it the notoriety or is it, I, I truly think he's interested in the history and the, the truth of it all, even though he is more nefarious and has more darker means than what Indy does. Well, he even says he, in the scene where they're in the hookah bar, mm-hmm. he says, you're a sha- I'm a shadow, shadowy reflection of you. Mm-hmm. Now you're just so nasty. nasty. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Indy almost bumps into him. No, on he, the, he does. He shoulders just, no, him. He, he shoulders him. Yes, he like, does. It's, like, but it's what, kind of an unnecessary risk, right? It is. Bit, it is. Because he could totally recognize him. Yeah. And the but arc is we, being we, like hefted overhead. And then the arc is now being we're, carried we're, through the desert. And it, now we're back in Egypt. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a weird <laughs> island, right? Because it seemed lush, but now it's all desert. Yeah. Now we're back in Egypt. And they're, okay, so they're marching with these... You know, th- there's Germans that are carrying different, couple different poles. Couple different poles have the Nazi swastika on them, and then a couple of them have the like, like the eagle, very Roman eagle which type of thing. Would yeah. be like I, they wouldn't do this. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be. There's nobody to impress. There's no here. pomp and circumstance. No, they're not. It's not. They're not on review in front of a bunch of generals mm-hmm. or something. They're just marching. This is the Reichstag, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And Tote is yeah. sweating like a whore. Yeah. Wearing church. his wearing his jacket. Yes. And his hat. He's like, oh my god, why am I so hot? He's struggling in the heat, <laughs> swiping so his brow. But yeah. Indy's at the back of the line of the soldiers, and he kind of ducks out, and then. Indy gets a weapon and he announces his presence to yeah, everybody. We see, we, Hello. We, we, we see him with a Russian rocket launcher from the 1960s. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it completely anachronistic, but he's like, Hello. Yes. Hello. Jones. Hey, hold on, pause it, pause it, pause it. Yeah, yeah, one second. It's over, Anakin! I have the heart! Sorry. Does he say hello, or does he say below? No, he says hello. He says hello! Oh, I'm sorry, man, I ruined that. I I stole your thunder, didn't I? (laughs) Sorry, I can bring it back just a second. Okay, bring it back. (laughs) Jones? Jones! I'm gonna blow up the acrony! It's over, Anakin! I have the high ground! <laughs> Your persistence surprises even me. Oh. You're gonna give mercenaries a bad name. Dr. Jones? Surely you don't think you can escape from this island? It depends on how reasonable we're all willing to be. All I want is the girl. Marion immediately just, like, fucking gets damp. Yeah, along with the dog that's sitting on your lap right now. Yeah, like, I'm trying to control it. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. If we refuse, then your Fuhrer has no prize. Okay, stand back. All of you, stand back. Stand back. Okay, Jones. You win. Blow it up. Zurück! 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 Just blow it up! Blow it back to God. All your life has been spent in pursuit of archaeological relics. Inside the ark are treasures beyond your wildest aspirations. You want to see it open as well as I. Indiana, we are simply passing through history. This... 
This is history. Do as you will. You, you know, credit where credit is due. Bellick is smooth, smart, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. right. Yeah. He, he plays Indy 100%. He knows exactly what he needs to say. You know, we missed it. We missed a clip. Okay. And, and I hate, I hate doing this. I hate going back and doing this. But when it was early, early, early in the film and we had the Hovitos. Okay. That they had an, that the Hovitos had, had another, another job. job. They had another job. Insertion procedure will be performed by these South American Hovitos blowgunners. Wait a minute. I don't want them shooting things into my vagina. Well, perhaps you could tell them. If only you spoke Hovitos. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't know. Did did you see the fly that crawled into his mouth? Yes. Yes. Now, Paul Freeman has specifically said that the the fly crawled in and later it crawled out but Spielberg cut it because he thought it was funny that he thought he ate it okay so i thought it looked cool i mean it was it was it's very real yeah yeah it, it was almost like amityville horror with the flies on the window like this was the power of satan entering him or something like that with brolin oh my god and who else karen no Margot Kidder, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy yeah. Margot Kidder, <laughs> the worst Lois Lane, to. the worst Lois Lane, the least attractive Lois Lane ever. Uh, people say she's sexy, or- which I don't get. No, 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 no. Mar- Margot Kidder was never sexy in anything she's ever been in no. that I've seen. But yeah. uh, but he puts the rocket launcher down. The troops are immediately behind him. Uh, now they're at the altar area. The Ark is brought. They're tied up a, on a pole. On high ground, in the, the background, um, the high but, ground, yeah. But there's lights, TV cameras, and Belloc is spe- uh, talking in Hebrew. I'm assuming nope. Aramaic. Okay, yes, I read that in the IMDb notes because I had originally Hebrew in my. Um, okay, so something that I completely forgot about when we were talking about the the Nazis being in in Egypt. Probably wouldn't happen. The British mm-hmm. would have problems with that. Sure. The, a bigger problem that they would have, considering that they controlled the Gibraltar Strait, mm-hmm. that there's no way that they would have allowed a U-boat to come through there. Okay. Is that the case at the time? They weren't at war. At no, the time. but, I mean, the, U- the, the British Empire was kind of like the big swing and dick. Right. And... I don't think. Well, but in 1936, yeah. did they have the 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 nets and everything else that they needed at the time? I, mean, I don't think they did. I, I see your point, but then again, why would there be a Nazi subpen in a, in a Greek island? Oh. I mean, it's oh, yeah. it would have well, to be it, it would have to be constant traffic, which mm-hmm. I don't think the, mm-hmm. the the British Empire would have allowed. Oh, what if it was an Italian island? No, they show them going to. Mm-hmm. Greece, yeah, because yeah, they show they show Greece. on the map. What's yeah, that? it's north of Crete, right? Yeah, this is what they look at. Yeah, okay. But so, Indy and Marion are tied up towards the back of this whole thing, and the arc is open, and people start moving up. And yes, the sound design here is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Dietrich yeah. puts his hand in there and pulls it up, and it's just sand. And he throws Tote it down. Toad's like, Hoy. Yeah. <laughs> Belloc is super disappointed. But Indy smiles. Until, yes. Well, now, is he smiling because, well, okay, nothing happened. This was just superstitious and shit like that. Well, it, it's still the tablets, though. It's just in lesser form. Is it? Is it? Or is it? I mean, stone from the, from the sand? sand? The I'm sand? Just, no, no, he's thinking back to the fraternity, uh, the, the fertility aisle, you know, idol. And he's like, hmm, sand. It all comes back to sand. Mm-hmm. That's all that it is. But a power yeah. surge is heard, and then the lights start exploding, and then there's this, from the closed captioning, a deep warbling. Yes, mm-hmm. and the look on Indy's face is, oh, shit. Yeah, I had that from the generator when on, on the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the uh, subtitles. It said deep warbling. And from the generator, I was like, hmm, that's, that's really ominous. Yeah, and there's a storm brewing in the bottom of the ark. And the soldiers start backing up, and Indy says, Marion, don't look at it. But actually, this is what he says. Don't look, Marion! Okay! By the way, I'm pregnant! Maybe just one quick peek. (laughs) (laughs) But there's stuff flying around. I call it, like, tendrils of smoke coming out of the ark. Yeah, and, and then an- angels flying around, which were actually mannequins filmed underwater. And oh, yeah. is, is it Belloc that says it's beautiful? Yeah, yes. until it's not. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's another, I didn't do this one, but it's another music change where the music change is very drastic. And it's incredible where it shows from, it changes from wonderment to like horror. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. they the yeah, the angels face cra- something crazy, right? They turn to like zombie looking faces. And demons. Uh, yeah, Dietrich shows his vinegar strokes. <laughs> and then Yeah. Belloc is infected by the Holy Spirit and starts lasering guys. <laughs> Shoots all the Nazi soldiers and Yes. Uh, Dietrich's face collapsed. Totes melts. Uh, well, he implodes. Explodes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Dietrich, Dietrich implodes. Yes. Totes right? melts, and then Belloc explodes. And they were actually going to give this an R rating because Be- Belloc's yeah. face exploding was too much graphic. But, yeah. But then what did they do? They kind of flame. They they covered it. In they flame. covered it in yes. flame. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And everything yeah. set up in the air, up through the clouds, and back down into the ark, which seals itself. And yes, all quiet. The ropes are undone. Yeah, the ropes aren't Indian and Marion have been burned away. They hug yeah. and yeah. then they look. But What's left? What about what about the rest of the Nazis? There's yeah, all- like everyone in the pen, the pen, you know, the submarine pen yeah. and everything else and everybody else that's on the island is like, huh, what happened up there? Yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, but all that's left is the ark and Indian Marion and the pole they are attached to. And it's like, oh, well, how, how do they get the ark back? <laughs> yeah. Or how do they get off the island? Or I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Deal with all those, the, like the, 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 the sailors that were on that submarine that were just kind of hanging out saying, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, no, we're good. But now we're back in the States at some government building in Indy and D- Washington, D.C. Yes. They're talking to the government people. 
done your country a great service. We thank you. And uh, we trust you found the settlement satisfactory. Well, the money's fine. The situation is totally unacceptable. Well, gentlemen, I guess that just about wraps it up. Where is the Ark? I thought we'd settled that. The Ark is somewhere very safe. From whom? The Ark is a source of unspeakable power, and it has to be researched. And it will be, I assure you, Dr. Brody, Dr. Jones. We have top men working on it right now. Who? Top men. Which is unfortunate for Doug, because, you know. I'm a bottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but how, how much money do you think he got? $25,000. In current money or, or back then? Back then. Which would have been like hundreds? Oh, yeah. if you got twenty five grand, that's like close to a million. You think so? Well, it's two grand was 40000 Oh, okay. But Indy's walking out of the building and down the stairs and Marion is there. Mm-hmm. Hey, what happened? You don't look very happy. Fools. Bureaucratic spirits. They don't know what they've got there. Well, I know what I've got here. Come on. Buy a drink. You know. A drink? Yeah, I'm just letting the music play out here, so it'll start to fade out here. He offers her the arm. She takes it. It's like Marion's least sexy look in the entire movie is whatever outfit she's wearing right now. Mm -hmm. It's the most made-up she is in the entire film. But the reason I had this is it was the transition from, and this is the arc theme, as they're walking it through... Yes. The area 51. Which we catch just an RCH of that in The Last Crusade mm-hmm. when he finds it in the tu- when they're going through the the tunnel with all the rats. The catacombs, yeah. Yeah. What's that? Ark of the Covenant. You sure? You sure? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we see this warehouse again in Ke- Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So it, it actually suppose. fades to black. And yes, do you know who the assistant to Steven Spielberg for this film was? Kathleen Kennedy. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's in my notes. I saw that. I got that yeah. And I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's why she's okay. Yeah. Who then married? Kathleen Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. We talked about it earlier. Yeah, oh, we did. Not just two hours ago. What was that? Producer. Oh, my battery is low. We got to wrap this up. <laughs> has it happened before? The battery has died and mm. I've had to come and plug it in. Yeah. Mm. But this is a really long podcast. So. Yeah. Frank Marshall. Yeah. Okay. Yes, we did talk. Is he related to Penny Marshall? No. Okay. Uh, so Although I thought that same thing. I had to look it up. Good Doug first. Why are you quiet all of a sudden? I'm not. I'm just away from the mic. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, come on. As much as we ripped on this and that and this flaw and that flaw and how did they do this and whatever, great fucking movie. It's still the GOAT, in my opinion. It's still number one, number one. It's That's never going to change. I'm sorry. I mean, it's 
I can't imagine a movie coming out that would ever catapult that into first place over Raiders of the Lost Ark. Saving Private Ryan when I saw it. I mean, that that was one of those movies that changed me that that just completely blew me away. Because I think when pri- when that movie came out, there were there were not a whole lot of revealing trailers. Well, you also you didn't have YouTube that you could go and watch a trailer. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's it's number one, number one. Okay, Dan, Dan, I'd have to echo what De- Doug said. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's one of the best movies that that's out there. You can't even the faults and the flaws make it more real and more genuine than movies that come out today. So I 100% agree. Okay. I, I Honestly, I thought I was a little bit overrated. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I love this film. It, it is. You're still, you're super, you super quiet for a reason. No, I'm not. It's, it's your battery's dying. <laughs> oh, is it, is it the battery dying? I have no idea, but it is. I think we've, We've actually hit now all of my top films. It's because, you know, Die Hard, this, Empire, Can't Buy Me Love. <laughs> I know you laugh, but it's true. <laughs> Ford Fairlane. Like my top films, we've, we've hit all of them. And there are flaws to this film, but except for one shot, this is in my perfect film pantheon with Die Hard. I, it, it is is so close to a perfect film. But, uh, okay, so we'll, we'll do two things. First, we'll do... Playing, playing out the stream. Which I think we is, know. Is, is that really necessary? Okay, so did Jen watch it? No. And now it's time for Jen's two-second movie review. Didn't watch it. That was Jen's two-second movie review. Jen! Watcha! 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 watching? All right, we're at 4% battery power, and where I plug in the, <laughs> the, um, the, uh, pod track is where I would plug in the battery. Um, do, 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 do. I watched Totally Killer. That was fun. It was, it was, it was funny when she, the chick is eating the pot brownies and she's like, it's not doing anything to me. And she goes, here, here's this bag of weed. And she's like, why are all these sticks in here? <laughs> that was funny because yeah. I remember getting bags of weed and having to pick out the stems and, <laughs> and the, the seeds. seeds. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, I watched the trailer for Reacher season two. Yep. It's coming Can't out. Can't wait. And, mas- and Masters of the Air. Did you see that? No. Oh, you should. It, are you familiar with what Masters of the Air is? Yeah, it's, it's the new Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg thing. Yes, it's the Eighth Air Force Band of Brothers, the Pacific on Apple. Uh, and then I started watching The Killer on Netflix, which is um, Michael Fassbender. He's got a huge cock. Does he? Is, yeah. he? is he part of the Hollywood Big Hog yeah. Club? Yeah, he is a yeah. huge hog. And it's it's a David Fincher film. It's okay. I think the only David Fincher film that I ever really... Oh, fuck. Apparently, uh, Doug lost power. <laughs> the, only du- the only David Fincher film will have to wait till Doug gets new batteries. Fincher film that you watched. 
Oh, the killer. No, that yeah. you like. The only your, other. What? Your favorite Fincher film. Oh, seven. That's the only other. I, I've watched other Fincher films. Not a fan of, of his work other than that. Okay. So anything that Dan has to suggest for, for watching? I had no idea I was going to be asked that question. Um, right now, Rebecca and I are watching the Lessons in Chemistry on Apple TV, and it's a really, really good show with – what's her bucket? Uh, Miss Marvel. Brie Larson. Okay. So that's really good. Okay, so I watched uh, Big Brother. Um, it's over, so you don't have to hear about that anymore. Survivor. Uh, Generation V, football. I watched a documentary called Sly, which is about Sylvester Stallone. I heard it wasn't very good. It was actually decent. They, uh, oddly enough, omitted anything about uh, Party Kitty and Studs. I watched uh, Ted 2. Okay. You know, about searches for big black black cock. So, ready for next week's movie? Yes. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide Okay, time or place? Dan, you pick. Uh, place. The Warriors or Taps? L.A.? No, just pick a movie. Oh, pick a movie. <laughs> Warrior or Taps? Warrior or Taps? Uh, taps. Fatal Instinct or Fatal Attraction? Fatal Attraction. Wow. In three, it's for the first time this season, actually, my movie that I had, I wanted to pick. It's like, okay, so I will do the one that actually we should be doing unless he vetoes it. Um, Harrison Ford plays Indiana Jones in this week's movie. He plays John Book in 1985's Witness. Robert Earl Jones plays custodian in that film. Jones plays attendant in next week's 1983 film with great tits. No idea. Nope. Denholm Elliott plays Marcus in this week's movie. He plays Coleman in next week's 1983 comedy. Com- 1983 comedy with Delholm, Denholm. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Trading places. Yeah, what do you think, Dan? Should we do Trading Places or or, or veto it and, and move on to the next? Oh, Trading Places is a great movie. Oh, let's do Trading Places. So we will do Trading Places. So before you run out of battery, go ahead and bring us on home on this 400. What's the other movie plus. we're going to do? What, we, what oh, was, sorry. What was it? Uh, Harrison Ford plays Indiana Jones in this week's movie. He plays Deckard in 1982's Blade Runner. Hmm? Brian James plays Leon in that movie. James plays Brian James is. Kehoe. In next week's 1982 buddy film. No, I don't know. No. Harrison Ford plays Indiana Jones in this week's movie. Ford plays Norman Spencer in 2000's What Lies Beneath. James Remar plays Warren in that film. Remar plays Albert Gans in next week's 1982 film about redemption. Nope. Nope. 48 hours. Oh. Mm. I'm kind of glad we're doing trading places. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, you know what, Dan? Thanks for hanging with us. For, yeah, it was good. Hey, I'm very, very Fuck. happy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Four really and a half. Appreciate four, four and a half hour plus. It's a long podcast, man. 
Did you have fun? Oh, I had a great time. Thank you very much. Yeah. We killed two bottles of bourbon. I mean, the well, bo- two half bottles. They were two half I mean, bottles of bourbon. So we killed Let's a bottle. Be realistic. We killed yeah. a bottle of bourbon. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but Dan, thanks for being here. Appreciate you joining us and it was a good time, man. Really enjoyed it. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah. So, you still there, Matt? Yeah, I'm here. I'm I'm just struggling with the dog. <laughs> You're struggling with the dog. Is he that much of a problem, child? Oh yeah, he he's he's it now, I mean, he's been sleeping, so my mom had him asleep, so now he's like all oh, wants to play and shit, and he's all mm. playing bitey face and stuff. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> hey, thanks everybody for joining us for this really long podcast. Surprised if you've made it this long, but if you have, we appreciate that you've taken the time to uh, join us for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Reach out to the show, Betamax Rewind at yahoo.com, rate and review or a podcast, like us on Facebook, follow our semi-interesting posts and join us next week for nick nolte eddie murphy helen hunt and john candy in trading places hey i had a great like prep post for this the whole like uh looking for the well of podcasts with the shadow on the wall that was fucking clever that was good that was really good but thank you thank you dan thank you doug thank you listeners it uh, we will talk to you next Sunday. For yeah, we are. We need to end this podcast because we are all slurring a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, well, Raiders, Marion with her great freckles and yeah, stuff. Yeah, next Sunday for right. coming to America. Thank you. All right, see ya. <laughs> <laughs>